to the PulpMX.com show. Brought to you by BTOSports.com. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis, B-O-G-K-Dub, Kenny Watson, and the Tweet at Tits Legendary Q&A segment brought to you by BTOSports.com. There's no possible way I'll ever do math this though. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome to the show, the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening on this Monday night post-Lakewood race. Uh, incredible weekend. Um, lots to talk about. We got some great guests. We got uh, Michael Byrne lined up, Paul Lindsay lined up. Cole Thompson, Jeff Ward, an icon. Jeff Ward is all coming on the show tonight. And thanks to BTOSports.com. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, with, as usual. With me is uh, my buddy, uh, my partner, my friend, Kenny Watson. Hi. How you doing? Hey, buddy. What's hey, up? Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, I've been better. You've been better? Yeah, I've been better. Oh, you're yeah, not... I got some crap going down, did, but uh, whatever. Did you bring your A game tonight or B game or C game? Uh, I brought my A minus game. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take it. I'm I'll, always on my. A I'll game. take it if you I'm just. I'm always on my A game. I'll bro. take it if you it's just a don't or, it's walk a, out. It's A plus or A minus. All right, I, I hope so. Uh, taking your calls, uh, producing the show, doing everything, holding it down behind the scenes. None other than the tits legendary tits. What's up? Why don't you stop talking for a while? Hello. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's going on? Just doing your, my job, man. Your man went one one this weekend. Doing my deal, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Dungey. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks to our sponsors, BTOSports.com, X-Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets. Learned a lot about helmets this weekend, by the way. I'm going to get into that a little bit. Remind me to get into the helmet deal. Vivid Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate, and Race Tech are all on board. We got a hell of a show to give away, and you're going to be able to listen to it later on iTunes and the archives on the site when it comes up. Uh, we got Tech One Graphics. We're going to give away a set of graphics to, uh, I don't know, a random caller. We have uh, Race Tech. We're going to do our full Race Tech giveaway tonight. And the guys at Race Tech were so cool after reading the submissions. Kenny, I didn't let you read the submissions, but they were a long, there was 40 pages of Word documents. Be, be glad you didn't have to read them. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, and because they were so moved by so many of the submissions, they're going to give away three runner-up prizes, which get a gold valve kit, T-shirts, hats, everything else. So, And uh, Fly Racing, the gear of choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, and many, many other guys, Jason Thomas, Michael Byrne, our guest tonight. They're going to give away the a, Buna. a set of Pants um, Jersey Gloves. Oh, really? Of Evolution stuff. I didn't know Free Gun made that. That's Fly Racing. Oh, okay. Free Gun Underwear is on board, though. So, the bottom line is you listen to this st- this stupid show, you win free shit. That's the bottom line, tits. Not like other shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, yeah, you say yeah. it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys. Kenny, you didn't go to Lakewood? No, I, I was thinking about it. Yeah. You I were, th- weren't you? I was really thinking about it, but... Uh, what happened? Just uh, didn't work out. Just the you, flights. You texted me and said. Uh, well, I was going to see if I could stay, if I could find a place to stay, and then. Uh, Tits. It, he texts me and goes, "Hey, can I stay in your room if I go?" 
And I go, yeah. You I said go, no. You I go, I go, no. no, you can't because uh, Jason Wygant's with me, and we only have one bed, it, and Wygant's sleeping on the pullout sofa. You're and all, he, no, Wygant oh, will get pissed. On. And he go, no, come and he, he texts me back, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I <laughs> know it's all, it was all, two people. it was probably all like a jealousy thing with Weej, <laughs> like trying to move in on my guy, dude. Hey, you really think that there was a pullout bed in there? Only thing that's no pull, way. Only pulling out there was doing it. It had nothing to do with the mattress. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You don't worry about what was going on in that in that room. Yeah, it ain't had nothing to do with the mattress, Titch. You know what I'm. You feel what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, there's a lot of that that going around with those two guys. Whatever. <laughs> F you, dude. Um. <laughs> scary, huh, Kenny? Wow. Um. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Look at you. You're all mind boggled. You can't even talk. Watson, uh, Andy <laughs> Thor, very upset about your rant last week about the number nines. He doesn't listen to the show, but he obviously heard about it. Well, then maybe he, he needs to start listening to the show. He was upset that you were I maybe a it, little uh, excessive on him. I, I, You know what? I probably was, and I, I manned up, and I called Andy, and I apologized because I was a little bit out of line. I was just <laughs> I was just a little I was, I was I had a lot of shit going on in my head, and <laughs> he was the guy that got – Oh, it my got, head. It got he he was the guy that got the uh, he's the, like a, the, the nicest dude. He's ever. the coolest dude right. in the world. And I right. call and I apologize and I'm all, dude. I'm sorry. Okay. I took it out on you, <laughs> and it's not the, like I'll still say I don't. I think heard he was bummed, and then I and you know how it is though. You hear someone's bummed, and then you go up to him and you say, "Hey, dude, sorry about that." And they go, "Oh, it's no problem, right?" Like that's how it happens, right? Yeah. I go. I heard he's bummed. I go up to him and go, hey, man, sorry, I, I heard you're bummed. He's like, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I called him, and Andy's a good dude. You know, Thor is a great company, and, and uh, I kind of took it out on him, and I do apologize for that. I didn't mean to come across so harsh, and I, I did. And, you know, Andy does a great service, and I apologize. Okay. That's all, all, right. I, that's all um, I can say. So, hey, the big – so, okay. So I, You know what I've been finding lately that I've been saying I'm sorry a lot? Why? I don't know. I don't – like, like you mean don't that. you know what you mean on the show? You mean <laughs> just in life? Like in life that. in general, I've been putting right. myself in some stupid ass positions lately. Right. And uh, lame. I'm totally lame. Yeah. I've been freaking doing some really lame things and putting myself well, in really bad. It. And I'm and I'm having to say I'm sorry. And pretty soon it's gonna be like cry wolf. So I'm saying I'm sorry ain't gonna work anymore. So I yeah. All these people I offend and I do anything I do apologize. But yeah. you know what? Ain't nothing so, changing. I'm still gonna be so on my A game. Does this mean O'Rourke might get it? I'm sorry. Definitely, one hundred percent. Not. We're not even going to talk about him no more. I, I thought I was pushing a little while back, but I yeah. thought I'd go for it. Uh, big, big deal. James Stewart crashing out this weekend. He goes from tenth to first, and is checking out, and he looks awesome, and then he crashes and hurts his wrist or his hand. We, I don't have an update as far as how it's going. You know, there's a lot of small bones in your hand and your wrist, and I got to think though, Kenny, if he's not lining up for the second moto, it's got to be bad, yeah. right? I mean. For sure. He's, I mean, you know, I when I saw it, like I saw like the clip of it, I didn't like it was weird because on TV they did not show <laughs> the crash. I know. Well, I, I gave why I'm like, how do you idiots not have a camera on the guy that goes from 10th to first is the points leader is the guy. And he, he, he's just like, I know. I know. Who's their spotter? <laughs> well, it's Bevo. But to be fair to Bevo, I mean, it's obvious that you should be filming James Stewart. I mean, you know. But anyway, so okay, so what do you think of that photographer that ran out? That's the big story. That's the big I, question. You know That's what? The... No, no disrespect to James because James is phenomenal, and I have never, ever, ever can even imagine doing what he does. And I can't say, but I think that the guy 
might have, I don't think he ran out. When he first said someone ran out in front of him, I thought someone ran yeah. out in front of him. Yep. But as That's I saw it, the guy was a little bit down the track, and maybe James had to change his line. Or Did you he see was the other angle, though? Not from the GoPro, but from the... No. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. We should put that up for him. There's a few different angles, yeah. But yeah. I, I just think that did he change his line? Like maybe that's what we need to go look and see if, if he did right. change his line. If he didn't change his line, if he looks like he crashed after he where the guy ran across. Yeah. It wasn't like right in front of him. So that's like a sketchy thing. And I don't think James is gonna make an excuse for that by any means, but you know, it's it's just it's just a bad deal. Bad deal for him, bad deal for the sport, bad deal bad deal for the outdoor nationals. Yeah. I mean, you know, bad deal for Suzuki and bad deal for everyone, you know, and I'm sure James is just like throwing his hands up going, when am I going to catch a freaking break? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. It's I mean, because, be. dude, it wasn't like he was riding over his head. He wasn't going crazy balls. He was just riding. Yeah. Okay. Here's, Kenny's going to watch the video here of the, of the angle, the other angle of, uh, of James's crash. Uh, maybe taken from a spectator point of view. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The one that came from the front on. Um, and, uh, yeah, it definitely was the story of the pits. And um, the photographer guy was a guy from Brazil, and uh, he got reamed out for it. Um, I don't think it was the cause of the crash, but um, maybe I, a contributing factor. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure, right? I mean, you got to. God, that crash wasn't even. I mean, it was high speed, but he yeah. fell pretty on some soft. It took a while to fall and everything, yeah, too. Yeah, the front wheel yeah. was pushing. But what, So, seeing that, does it change your opinion? Does it. No, does it, no. not really. Because okay. I don't think. I mean, I don't. What do you think? Do you it, think the guy. I'm for sure he distracted him. 100% for sure he distracted him. Well, that's that's my thing. I don't think you can say it caused him to crash, but I don't think you can say it had nothing to do with it. Right. I don't think we know. I, it definitely probably distracted him. It would probably scare him a little bit coming over the face and seeing the guy there. And maybe it went in his head and he missed his rut or line. Um, so there's, you know, but I don't think there's a reason he crashed, but I don't think you can write it off either. No. You know, like, not. I don't think you can just I do think like, I don't think it's the reason why he crashed, but I think it might have played something in his mind where it took his – Focus off of what he was doing. Beaver wasn't the spotter this weekend, by the way. I just got a text. So, who was it? I don't know. But it wasn't it? Wasn't Beef? Is that, is that what your boyfriend said? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's listening. <laughs> Who's my boyfriend? Your roommate. Oh no, it wasn't him. No. Oh. Um. But anyways, um, maybe it was a sweet guy from Speed. Yeah. And anyway, so that's the story. <laughs> he's out. Dungey and so then Dungey smashed everybody. One one. See you later. Yeah. Uh. You know. And I. I mean, it's awesome that. Ryan won on the KTM and did all that, but we don't. It's awesome that Andrew Short could go two seven for a third. Se yeah, seven two. Yeah. Wow, I mean that's class. Hey, the Canadian National was one with a seven one this weekend really? in the mud. Seven one for the overall. Crazy. Why, um, why do you even try to compare the two? Well, it, it <laughs> the. <laughs> Dude, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Next question. Um, hey, so can I tell people what you text me about the photographer? I don't care. So he texts me tits and goes, "What happened to James?" Uh huh. During this is on Saturday, and I said, "I got a photographer ran across the track. I didn't. I hadn't seen any video. Uh huh. Hadn't seen it myself because the crowd was so. Just got it from Twitter. I said a photographer ran across the track and it looks like he either hit him or he caused him to go down. That's mm -hmm. that's all I knew at the time. He texts me back. I hope it was Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Which literally made me laugh out loud, standing uh, by myself. I right, hope it was Cox. Right. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I he was going to get his pass. I knew. Pulled. I knew for a fact Steve Cox isn't that stupid. I was just being a smartass, but I don't think Steve. But let me ask you a question. Yeah. 
Well, now the photographers are effed, I heard. Now, yeah, well, that's what I was yeah, going to get to. Yeah. So it's going to be like kind of the photographers are going to be like at Supercross where yeah. they're just in a bullpen and yeah. they're saying, this is where you go. Here's your track map, and this is the highlighted <laughs> areas. Yeah, I think so. I think so. so or good, good they need to uh, kind of regulate who they give vests to and say, you know what, some photographer from Brazil uh-huh. who's probably doing it for some you know homework assignment, Yeah, he shouldn't be out there. I yeah. mean – I think the credibility of the of the each individual photographer should have more access than another guy. You know what I mean? Oh, so okay. If you have like Simon Cudby gets everything. Yeah. If you give yeah. Cudby and you get you know no disrespect to Steve. Steve's good. He should get one of those. And so should Me? Guy B or Cox. Cox. Guy B. Steve Cox. Those guys. You know Frank Hoppin. The the, the dudes that are have been doing it for years and years and years that would never do something like that deserve to be, to go where they need to go because yeah. that's just helping the sport too. I mean, th- them missing a shot because they're only – it's like in Supercross, they only could be in one area. That's kind right. of kind of lame. Uh, what about the 250 class? Man, those guys are on it. Yeah, they Incredible. And, uh, and uh, Blake Baggett had the overall snatched away with like a quarter of a lap left. I didn't see the second moto. Yeah. Uh, Barsha, Barsha made it a, uh, an aggressive move on Roxon and uh, took, him, took Roxon down. But not nothing Barsha's fault, just racing, I think. He cut across some ruts. And, and uh, I don't know how Barsha didn't go down either. Be honest, that's pretty gnarly. And with that, Baggett lost his overall, just right there. Because it was going to be 1 3, 3 1, and 2 2. And instead, Barsha went 1 2. But those four guys are on another level right now. They're, no matter where they're starting, they're ending up in the top four. Tomac, Barsha, Baggett, Roxon. Great racing going on. So um, we'll talk more about the race in a little bit. We're going to get Jason Thomas on tits uh, in about what happened to JT? Minutes. He didn't okay. qualify. Yeah, he didn't qualify. Wow. It's not good. Well, he'll explain it, what happened. Uh, Hobo Nick last week on the show. Charlie wrote in, don't care about Hobo Nick. Don't want to have a pass. Don't want, have, don't want to have to pass on your show so I can fast forward past him again. Spoiled kid <laughs> wants to feel how it is to be homeless. Wow. Poor, why is this newsworthy? Just my vote by Charlie. So not happy with the Hobo Nick thing. And, and can't win he, them all. No, you can't. Um, since we talked last week, Hobo, um, just for a, a quick update, and I know people will get mad, or maybe they won't. I don't know. But uh, a quick update on Hobo is um, he went 65 miles this week, and he's outside of, outside of Texas in Louisiana, and he basically uh, wrote an email saying he listened to the show last week, and to have, I have to say he understands Kenny's point of my journey not having anything to do with racing. So I wanted to share with you how the motocross community has contributed to me moving and my thoughts on that briefly. And uh, he, Ryan Sipes reached out to him. Trey Kennard has helped him out. Jimmy Albertson in Georgia. Josh Hill has given him motivation. Ryan Villapoto has his back. Andrew Short's mom offered some hotels along the way. Uh, Lance Vincent, Matt Lemoyne, Kyle Partridge, Daniel Blair, Andrew Short and his wife, and um, Mace, Mike Mason, Cian Cirillo, Jessica Patterson have all tweeted him and said they're following his journey and they're all excited. And he said uh, – so, nope. you know what? Stop right there. Yeah. No, Nick, I, I respect what you're doing. That's awesome. But if you would tell this story to an NFL football player or an NFL team or a uh, major league baseball team, they would probably follow you too. So would they talk about that on, uh, on, on freaking, you know, SportsCenter? Probably. Um, so, I, re- I mean, you're saying the motorcycle community is helping you. There's just people in the moto world that this is reaching out to. So I think it's very newsworthy. Wherever you go, right. you're going to get the press. So don't don't think that I don't think that because I do. He's eight to ten 
uh, days from Texas. And uh, let me just finish up this email real quick. You have to? Uh, yeah. Can we just leave it at that? Um, the, I just uh, Thanks, everybody, for the support and what I'm doing. It means a lot to me. Uh, last week on the Pulp and Mech show, a listener to the show was a news person in the next city I was headed to. When he heard the show, he tracked me down and ended up doing a news segment with me. The segment got me a bunch of support for the next week. In fact, so much that one day I couldn't walk more than 10 minutes without someone pulling over to talk with me for 20 minutes. I was limited on the distance I could travel some days this week because of that. But I'm sure happy with the support, and I'm in no rush at all. So thanks to you guys on the show leading to this overwhelming support this last week. And not sure how big the show is, but I was on two TV stations last week and got more followers on Twitter from your show than I did on both news stories combined. And they both plugged my Twitter, too. Thought you guys might appreciate that. So... Thanks again. Now I have to go back to walking so I can find a spot to take an amazing, peaceful, homeless dump and then find a hopeless, homeless camp for the night near an outlet so I can listen to the raddest motocross podcast around. You listen to DMXS tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell Kenny I know it's been a few weeks, but there are still homeless dudes out here smoking crystal meth under bridges and talking very rapidly about Kenny Watson, innovator of the year. Check in later, Hobo Nick. Hobo underscore Nick is, uh, is his, him on Twitter if you want to follow him. So I just thought I'd get that out there. We did get some tweets and asking about it and all that. So, um, so are we going to do an update on Hobo Nick every week? No. Thank you. Steve, you there? Yeah, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Hey, uh, not so much, man. Just hanging out. Uh, dude, honestly, like, I wanted to comment on the Hobo Nick thing. Like, even though it is kind of irrelevant, I mean, yeah, the dude knows Daniel Blair or whatever. Like, I think it's kind of funny that Kenny bags on him because, like, every time, like, when Kenny talks about his mechanics, like, bitching and shit, and he says, like, oh, you know, these guys didn't spend any time on the road. Like, it's kind of like the same thing what he did, you know, back before, like. Uh, no, nah, you're wrong. You're wrong, but that's okay. I don't think so. No, that's all right. Uh, it's your opinion, uh, and you can have your opinion. That's good. Go ahead. Finish up, bud. It's all good. No, no. I was just, like, I was just saying, like. First of I all. I think it was kind of. First of all, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just saying it, it, we're on a moto show, and I didn't want to waste time. Like, I said it. Like, I respect what he's doing. That's pretty gnarly for a guy to just wake up and say, I'm going to walk across America. I mean, that's rad. It's rad. There, there's news behind it, but it's nothing to do with, with what we're doing. I mean, yeah, we talked about it, and that's that was it. I didn't want to go in and, you know, talk about it for 45 minutes like we did. And I can't even believe we're still talking about it. But, <laughs> but it's all good. I, I respect him, dude. I respect what he's doing. I think it's good. I think it's newsworthy. Like he's saying, the motocross community is backing him. Just like I said, if if he put this up in on USA Today and they picked it up, he would have people all over the world going, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, I mean, yeah, maybe the motocross community is the first one to do it. So when they say Hobo Nick is walking across America and he's on USA Today, is he going to go, yeah, well, I'm doing it for the motocross community or I'm doing it because I was a dirt bike mechanic and I know Daniel Blair and I have the, all these guys supporting me? No, he's not. He's going to do it because he said the reason why he wanted to do it. Doing it for the Pulp Mech Show. That would be awesome. So he's, doing, he, he's, he's, not, he's not doing it for any reason but for himself. He's not walking across money to ma raise money for road to recovery. If that was the case, it would be a, you know it'd be something to do for with us. But but that's all I gotta say. Dude, I appreciate right. you calling in. Thanks, dude. I'm not trying to bash you, Steve. I appreciate you. No, no doubt. Take it easy, guys. All right, later. Uh, three quick emails. Andy. Hey, was that a good uh, answer for him? Sure. Okay. Steve, it is time to get a new co-host for the show. I love listening to your insights, but now that Kenny is not even engaged in outdoor racing, I don't see him adding any value. It's time to send Kenny back to the pool and pick up Jason Thomas full time. Listening to Kenny bitch and wine is getting old. No problem. Ask me that's, a question about Andy. the Nationals. That's Andy. Ask me a question about the Nationals. Uh, Who got uh, six in the in the 250F class this weekend? 
Who, who got six? James Stewart or Bubba? Uh, Malcolm. <laughs> James Stewart or Bubba? Or Ma- yeah, you're right. Malcolm did. Uh, Angie, what else you Angie know? sent this in. Uh, not Angie Mathis. Steve, just thought I'd introduce myself. I'm one of the owners of modalmingle.com. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. It's a, a new it's off-road. A dating, it's so, a dating. Oh, yeah. It's a dating. Code. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, match. We're uh, trying to get the word out about modalmingle.com to all off-road enthusiasts. I see you are doing an amazing job of connecting modal fans to Pulp MX. Just want to introduce myself. You get a chance. Check us out and give us a shout-out to anyone who might be interested. Modalmingle.com. What, I'm, is it a dating service? Yeah, it is. I'm married. I don't need anyone. I yeah. Got, I got pookie. Dude, that's the last thing I want to do is have a moto chick as a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I met you on the moto F line. you, dude. I got, Let's, I got pookie. Um, Richard sent this in. Dear Steve, I listened to my last Steve Mathis production podcast today. Could not even finish it. The last straw for me was your reference to Saskatchewan as a shithole. This coming from a guy that brags of his Manitoba titles. I've been to Winnipeg. If there ever was a shithole, Winnipeg is it. They even put a perimeter highway around it so you don't have to drive through that place. No, they put a perimeter highway on it so it's fucking easy to get around, Richard, unlike Saskatchewan, who can't put a highway around anything. There appears to be a growing anti-Mathist trend. Not surprising since most of the most, most of the more successful industry people do not want to be associated with behavior considered juvenile. True that. Act like a professional if you want to be one. Otherwise, I predict future financial pain hey. coming your way. <laughs> Where's this guy from? I don't know. Maybe Saskatchewan. Do you think uh, he, he really knows, or is he just being one of those guys? I don't know. I think he's just being one of those guys, but he says – I would uh, have to agree with him, though. Not surprising since <laughs> most of the more successful industry people do not want to be associated with I, me. I would agree with that part. I got the in- fucking innovator of the year here. Right here. Right with me. You don't get more successful than that. You don't. So what do you got to say to this guy? And he's on board. What do you got to say about to this guy that just wrote that? Ah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. I mean, who cares? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever, bro. Wait, hey, bro. The best part was future financial pain coming hey, your way. Steve, mm-hmm. what, are you going like, to take my bank? Are you going to rob me? Hey, you're <laughs> saying whatever, but obviously you probably had maybe 50, 60 emails, and that's the one you read, so obviously it bothered you. No, I think it's funny. I always put on Twitter the, the negative stuff more than the positive stuff because I get a ton of positive stuff. On Twitter? Yeah, I tweet negative stuff. I, oh. you know. I, I get I get way more uh, positive stuff, but anyways, let's go back to the race. Um, um, well, actually, let's talk about this, Kenny. I did a podcast with Mike Gosler. Perhaps you've heard of him. Uh-uh. Maybe the most successful mechanic around. The winningest. He just passed Chad. Uh, winning with Chad, or yeah, he, he won with Chad Reed, and then after Chad, he's the winning. He has more championships than any mechanic. Yeah. Past Cliff White, he's, everyone. He's past Cliff and all that? Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you uh, – oh, are yeah. we counting that? Okay. I don't know Moto, though. I, I don't care about the sport, though, but I know that. Um, okay. So, anyways, uh, I did a podcast with him. You can get on the Pompomex app, $1.99. Listen to what he had to say, though. Wait, you're selling your, you're selling your podcast now? No, no. You buy the app. You get podcasts that are only available on the app. I give, I bonus give people, content. I give people a little bonus for buying it's the, the buying the, uh, the podcast. What buying about? the app. So you, I just do interviews. You, anyway. Do you want to get rich? Do one with me and put it on there. <laughs> I'll let some stuff out of the bag. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Right. Uh, he I'm ready to let some shit out of the bag. Why wouldn't you just let the shit out of the bag right here? Because it's going to cost people to know what I'm going to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Love this guy right here. Um, all right. Uh, let's l- listen to this. Tell me what you think. Do you, uh, do you talk to RC much anymore? You see that he's coming to Loretta's? Yeah, I talk to him all the time. In fact, uh it might be, uh, yeah, I, I talk to him all the time. Yeah. I'm going to sleep at that point. I can't really say. So. <laughs> I, I, think, I think what you're getting at is there might be a comeback, because I hear that. I hear rumblings of that, too, here and there. Uh, um, but uh, it's kind of cool. He's doing Loretta. He's coming back. He's getting back into it. Yeah, he's been riding a bunch, so I know he's enjoying it. 
All right, so Goose said he, he definitely dropped that he couldn't talk about something or I better not say anything. You know what I mean? You, I mean, got any comment on that? He's talking to Ricky Carmack. He ain't talking to me. I'll tell you that. I haven't talked to Rick. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Gosser <laughs> one time. And I don't know what. Well, you know Mike Gosser, though. No. You don't know Mike Gosser? Is that the guy from Saved by the Bell? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't know. Do you, a lot of people don't know, but Teresa Tedesco would know. What? Zach Morris, Saved yeah. by the Bell? Yeah, what about it's him? It's his nephew, right? It's yeah. his brother. Brother, yeah. It's his brother. Get it straight. What? Zach Morris, Saved by the I Bell. I think people know that. That's pretty common knowledge. That's I how I know. I a relation. I That's how I brother. know Mike wow. Gosler. Anyways, so what do you think? Of, what do you make of that? What can't Goose tell us? What do you know? Anything, if anything, what? what? No. He's wrenching. He's, I, I heard that he might wrench for, for Ricky at Loretta's. Goose? Yeah. I okay. mean, that's about much right. as I know. He might work oh, maybe on that's his... it. Maybe that's what you meant, though. Yeah. I but mean... there was some talk of RC coming out for Nationals. It was underground. Oh, so he's going to come out now that, that James is hurt? No, no, no. Not this year. No, no, no. No. I mean, before I could the promise season. You, like... I could promise you this much. Ricky Carmichael is retired. He's, he's told me many times that he doesn't need to go race. He doesn't oh, want to go not. race. Yeah. So you don't think there was anything to that, that fill-in for Villapoto at all? He listened. I know that. But I don't think well, that. He listened. So the door is cracked open. And it, he ain't going nowhere. He's, he's yeah. enjoying his life. Doing uh, yeah, what he's zero doing. chance he would ever race Supercross again. But I don't, There's zero chance he'd race any oh, yeah? AMA race. You're calling it? Okay. I don't know, but yeah, I would, yeah, but I would no, no. say we give our opinion here. But that's so okay. I don't know. I mean, he's never told me that. Right. But just knowing Ricky and knowing his situation and knowing his family and what he has going on right now, right. I know he's really, really, really enjoying being at home and being watch being with his kids. Right. So I also know this. Love this guy right here. You, you do. <laughs> you do love him. Um, you can get more food. You don't need to clean clean the crumbs off with your thumb. We can get you some more. Let's um, let's um what? Talk to Jason. When are you coming to a race? Don't know yet. Are you coming to a race? Um, I'm sure I will eventually. <laughs> I mean, this season. Yeah, I don't yeah, mean like yeah. next year. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, I'll be there. Hey, I'll you know who rode good this weekend? Tedesco. No, nah, he didn't. He, he hurt, hurt his knee. knee. Yeah, hurt yeah, his yeah. knee. I thought maybe it was more of a mud thing because you know he probably doesn't ride mud good. None of those guys do. Um, what class? I'll tell you. Four fifties. Is he? Well, yeah, he did. Is he rode? He's for real, right? At this five point, five. We're, yeah, we're five we're, five for four. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're we're three rounds in, and he's been super strong at every round. Who uh, who rode good? Michael Lessie. Crash first lap. Thirty eighth first for for the first lap, and uh, the only guys behind him were Regal and Josh Grant. Josh Grant fell with him, and then Regal was fell fell somewhere else. Mike went from thirty eighth to ninth. Speaking he rode of, good. Dude, Michael Essie's a freaking charger. Yeah. He's an awesome rider. Yeah. Hey, speaking of what? Kyle Regal, speaking of Kyle Regal, yeah. what's going on over there? Are they very frustrated yet? I don't think they're happy, but he uh, he hurt himself this weekend. Uh, last weekend, he got an eighth in a moto, and he, he had a bike problem or something. Is Davey riding this year, this week? I, I don't know. know. I, I, don't I know heard what? he had some tragedy go down, too, yeah, with his yeah. family. His, his so. dad lost a leg or something, he tweeted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that's the, the Regal thing is surprising. I thought he'd be better. Yeah. I just said you might, you might have been better off just paying Tedesco. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Uh, hey, let's uh, go to our, I guess, frequent guest. No, 
co-ho-host. Co-ho-host? <laughs> Co-ho-ho. JT. Coco. I'm like, I'm like chocolate. I'm Coco. Hey, Coco-ho. Coco-host. What's up, bro? What, what happened this weekend? Um, has that, ever, things, has that ever happened? Things. Is that ever Ryan happened? Ryan Dungey won. Blake Baggett. Won him, uh, Barsha, I guess Barsha won the overall. Yeah, lots of things happened. Yeah. So, oh, Watson's gone. He's, he's out. Hey, so, um, <laughs> what? Yeah, give me some coffee. Pookie will make it. Um, Dang it, I want some coffee. Hey, your deal, uh, you didn't qualify. When's the last time you didn't qualify for a uh, AMA National? Uh, South Dakota 9, maybe. Oh, okay, so it has happened recently. Like, it's fairly, like, yeah, like, I mean, in your life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fairly, yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, Unadilla, yeah, too. Your bike, like, your bike blew up at Unadilla. Just... Just kind of everything that could could go wrong did. Yeah. Uh, and I rode bad on top of that. So. Well, you had bike problems um, the first practice, so that didn't even count. Yeah, we. Yeah, we had some bike issues. Um, you know, no excuses. Those guys still got a good enough time to get in, although obviously their times weren't good at all. Right. Uh, you know, I, I should have made it happen then, and then. Uh, so we got the bike sorted out for the second one, and then um, the first like fast off I went for. Um, Nico Izzy made a big mistake, and I guess it was an accident. I, I thought it was on purpose, but some other people saw it and said it, they didn't think so. Mm-hmm. But um, he, like, stopped, pretty much stopped right in front of me on that big sweeper, uh, the left-hand downhill sweeper. Uh, yeah, and, after uh, the tabletop? Yeah, pretty much just hit him wide open and did about 600 flips down that hill. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, I got up really quick and, and went to the mechanics area and tried to get my bike straightened out, but... Uh, it took a lot out of me, and my bike was kind of jacked. And I tried to, I tried to make it happen after yeah. that, but and, I mean, I, I was borderline regardless. And then on top of that, it was just kind of a whatever. I mean, I'm not going to make excuses. I should have made it yeah. happen no matter what the circumstances, but well, I didn't. And you know, whatever. You uh, and you got a bad, bad gate pick for the LCQ, and, and that was, I didn't even see the LCQ. You got a bad start, I guess. Yeah, I, I had a really good jump, and then uh, kind of the middle was kind of muddy, and uh, just swallowed me up. So, wow. Yeah, b- bad deal for you. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like one of those deals where, you know, I could have freaked out and started throwing everything and made a big deal out of it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, no matter what the circumstances are, I have to make it happen. There's yeah. no, you know, it doesn't matter. And then so. I, I, saw you, uh, I saw you spotting for your, for your team after that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm still a part of the team regardless, you know, whether I'm doing my job or not, I need to uh, – you know, do the best I can for everybody, and uh, right. I felt like I—I I feel like I have something to offer, even if I'm not on my dirt bike. I, you know, I've still been doing it a long time, and I know that track, and I know the lines, and I know how you know those guys think, and I know Burner really I well. I know so, everything. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean yeah. it, it kept me busy and kept my mind off of uh, you know jumping off a mountain. So. And we uh, we got Burner on the show later. That might have been his best BBMX BTOSports.com BBMX ride. Yeah, it was easily. It was definitely his best moto finish, and uh, it just it came from the back. He, ro- he rode yeah. really well. Um, yeah, I mean, he started uh, like top fifteen or something, um, but then you know, he just he just moved forward, and his times were good. Uh, he was running about the same times as Brayton. Um, yeah, you know, we had, obviously we were watching him every lap, and uh, I was fun for him. I know how much work he's put in, and obviously it's been a hell of a you know rough go at it the last couple of years, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just pumped to see him do well. You know, even if I had the worst day ever, I, yeah. I was still like, 
response yeah. for him. Yeah, he rode well. Hey, so what's your take on Photographer Gate? What do you think? Um, You're when a I first heard about it, I, I thought it was going to be a lot closer, but at the same time, it definitely distracted him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's hard to say it was, it was like B2B where it was, you know, he crashed because of this, but, yeah. Yeah. uh, it definitely played a role and it's, I think it's up to interpretation of how much of a role it played. Yeah. I think, so, uh, I think you're right. I don't, you can't write it off as saying nothing and you can't say that it was a right. cause, right? Yeah, exactly. I, there's no way when he came over that jump and saw a guy running across the track that it didn't break his concentration, right. period. But On the worst section of the track to do it on. Well, I was just going to say, how but, gnarly was that section? It was bad. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was really bad. I mean, it's, it's like that a lot, but, um, I mean, it, it's sketchy, you know? I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's bad or wrong or anything to be like that, but it's yeah. really difficult. So, yeah. yeah, I saw Chad tweeted uh, about it um, during the race. I'm just like... It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like it was dangerous. You know, it wasn't like it was. No, I, I don't think it's dangerous either. It's really tough. Um, you know, and, and different people have different opinions on sections like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's just unfortunate because if he can't return now, it just, man, it just puts such a damper on the series. Don't um, don't you think there were, it's got to be not good if he couldn't line up for second moto, right? I mean, these guys, James Stewart doesn't get to be James Stewart by being, you know, pussy. Like, it's got to be exactly bad. my my from from experience. My opinion on that is the best chance you have of riding on it is right away. Like yeah. as soon as he got up, if he couldn't ride, yeah, it's only going to get worse. Right, right, right. So yeah, that that was the most telling thing for me was as yeah. soon as he got up, he tried to go and he couldn't, and then. Like, anything after that, the swelling sets in, and it just goes downhill in a hurry. So yeah, if he yeah. couldn't ride right away, it probably is not looking very good. Yeah, I mean, he knew immediately Yeah, when he got up, held his arm up like that, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's uh, not a good deal for the series if he's out, for sure. Um, what a crazy, you know, now now Ryan Dungey is a 36-point lead. Boom, just like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's changed the whole summer. You know, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it couldn't happen to a more deserving guy for Ryan if he ends up winning the championship. Not that, not that he couldn't have won it still mm-hmm. of his own merit, but it obviously has a totally different tone now. Right. Um, um, we got a call for you here. Jesse, you there? Yes. What's up, man? You got a question for JT? Yeah, tip inform me. You guys uh, had somebody call in and ask about it last week, but I was wondering what you guys thought about the uh, in-helmet radios. Like for lappers and like what happened with James with the photographer and everything. Well, who's gonna? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, Kawasaki like having a spotter or something like that, if that would help. JGR has those uh, radios, and they were supposed to be legal for the Nationals. I don't know if they still are or not. JT? Yeah, that's what I heard. Are they legal, JT? Davey said they were. I haven't legal. heard anything about it. I haven't heard anything. But the thing is with those, uh, be, I don't know. the thing with those Jesse, and you talk to the riders who who use them, they're only like you got to be off the throttle coming into a turn. Like if you're, it's super hard to hear. It, it's not real, yeah. real crystal clear. Like as far as you know, hey, there's a guy on the track on your right. Watch out! Like it's, it's not that good. Huh? So yeah, I didn't know if it would help. I, I think if the guys kind of headed up and they wouldn't like how JT said, uh, like when James came up behind him and it kind of he didn't realize he was there. Like if it would help at all, like you know, you oh, know, somebody's you... coming up behind you and stuff like that, or like when James had the photographer run across the track, somebody could have said, you know. Like you said, I guess he had to be able to throttle there. Well, you mean like how JT cost Dungey the hangdown race? Like that would have helped, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Good job, JT. 
thanks. Well, sorry, JP. Sorry to bring that up again. it didn't matter because. Fortunately for Ryan, it didn't matter because now he has a huge lead. So yeah, <laughs> thanks, Jesse. Um, but I, but what he was saying, I I think we should run him. I think we're allowed to use him. Yeah, you think so? So okay. Yeah, I, I do. What's I don't I don't know of any downside as long as you know there has to be some parameters on it. You know, one only one person should have access to the rider and stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, I like to see Watson. I, I like think, to see Watson with one when he's yelling at. I like to see Watson with one yelling at Ivan. Well, Watson's won't work when he's in the parking lot leaving when Bliss is out there. That's not going to help. Good point. Or when he's up in the suites with Hart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I think they I think they're a benefit. I, I don't see a lot of downside, and I see a lot of upside. So, right. um, I think it's a natural evolution of the sport. You know, every other motorsport has it. Yeah. Except for us. So. Okay. All right, you know, I I understand that MotoGP and those guys don't have it, but. Right. Um. I think, especially for us, with the jumping factor, which nobody else has, it's a huge benefit. You see so many crashes where people get landed on and unnecessary injuries where one guy's down and then three people end up getting hurt because of it. That It's unavoidable. It's avoidable with, with that. So Hey, uh, here's an email about what we were talking about. I think it was last week where we were talking about this. Um, and Kenny's listening. He's just eating a turkey wrap right now. But... um. Uh, Michael sent this in. Steve, I'm currently sitting in an ambulance listening to Monday's show. The part in the show about hydrating via IVs has just finished, in my opinion. You're very vocal about things you see with the sport. You, you see wrong with the sport as you think they are due for change and improvement. That being said, why would you so quickly pass over an issue as serious as heat stroke and hydration and spend 30 minutes a week on your distaste for non-champions running a non-national number? You state, who's going to pay for that in reference to the IV? Um, as if it's an overwhelming feat. Instead of being such a pessimist, maybe you should state this is an important topic. How can we figure out how to get it done? And this guy proposes some volunteers at Nationals that are qualified to start an IV. Um, he knows if it, it, 80 IV setups would cost 800 to 1000 bucks. How You know, 40 riders in each class, 80, 80 IVs would be needed. Um, maybe you should also talk to the in-house innovator about how a little B2B sponsorship could be set up to pay for that cost. Ten qualified volunteers could start IVs for the whole field in well under half an hour. JT can attest to how much an IV can help, which you have, JT. Um, there may be some diehards that remember when Moto was two 45-minute Motos barefoot uphill both ways in the snow, and they think hydration between Motos via IV is cheating or weak. So let's go back to open-face helmets and leathers. Let's keep the sport tough. Or let's simply evolve and keep our riders safe. 30 plus 2 in 100 degree Fahrenheit with 100% humidity on a beat track still requires our athletes to be some of the most fit in the world. Thank you for reading my rant. I love the show. Keep killing it. Except for Tits, who is terrible with selecting Twitter questions. Michael Jones. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Michael, for your email. And you're right. I mean, I just – how are you going to – I mean, it's just going to be out in the open, 40 guys sitting there on beds with I, – I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I didn't think it would be that cheap either. JT, did you figure it would be that cheap, 800 bucks? Uh, yeah, I don't really know the, the cost of it. And especially if you start talking about like wholesale mm-hmm. cost of what you can get it for or not, right. you know, I think, not what the price they're charging you. I think if you went to every rider and every team and said, Hey, you're looking at $12,000. Okay. If they charge an extra $50 for an entry fee and say, this is the reason why. And anybody can go up there and get an IV at any time. Is that. Like, I think you should be able to get one a weekend, and it should be in between the motos. 
fifty dollars an entry fee would be way too much. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be anywhere uh, yeah. near that. I'm just saying, if it's twenty five dollars or to or put an extra, you know, five dollars on the how many AMA how many AMA memberships are, are there? I mean, take it out of take it a dollar out of every AMA membership and put it towards that. I mean, how long does it? How long does it take to get an IV, JT? Ten minutes. How long is it? Ten minutes. Um. Yeah. If you. It. Yeah. It depends. I mean, if you get if you're gonna do it right, you probably get two bags. Um, yeah, I mean, no longer than 20 or 30 minutes. Okay. Just depends. It depends on how open they, you know, yeah. how how wide open they turn yeah. the thing to. Can you, can you, you think you, so you think you can get everybody done in between, between motos? I just think that it needs to be addressed. Right. Um, I think JT needs to, when he's done racing, is be the ambassador and make shit like this happen. Like, maybe be the president of the Ryder Junior. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I... I would like. I mean, I would love to do anything that's going to help everybody. I just don't know if I have enough credentials to really be a voice for everyone. Of course but, you do, uh, Larry. Don't, don't Larry, sell yourself don't, short. Yeah, but. Don't sell yourself short. Larry just sent in an email. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty short, so it's hard not to sell myself short. <laughs> hey, Mathis, great show. Love all your insight. I used to think Kenny was a douche, but I think I am starting to understand where he is coming from. I am going to be a flagger at High Point, and would love to meet you guys and share a few laughs. Been hooked on motocross since my first national in '77. Keep up the good work and hope to meet you guys, Larry. Well, you won't meet Larry. You won't meet Kenny at High Point. We used to think you were a douche, Kenny, but come, he's coming around. Good. Uh, hey, let's do some tweet at tits. BTOsports.com tweet at tits segment. We don't want to. We got a lot of guests tonight. We don't want to go long, and because uh, Kenny will maybe walk out for a third straight show. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get to these questions. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Um, all right, so these are actual hey, buddy. questions uh-huh. from uh, actual uh, listeners. Yep. And you have selected the best ones. According- I've selected the ones that I think might be the best. Right. Whether they actually are or not people are gonna get, remains to be seen. People are going to get a little upset. Uh-huh. So... Uh, what do you got? First one's from Terry Spezzano. He wants. He says both Rattray and Han have been injured by taking rocks to the hands. So why don't more guys run hand guards? Let's ask the racer. JT. For me, they're a huge pain in the ass. Honestly, um, it just seems like they break, and if you crash in the first turn, they always mess your levers up. Just I've just had so many problems with them that I think they're. You know, there's always going to be a freak injury situation where it's like, man, if I, you know what I mean, and you're going to look back at, but I, I've just had so many problems, even at the races where we wanted to run a Unadilla and all these races, I've crashed in the first turn and then they're, you know, just ends up breaking or ruining something. And mm-hmm. I personally don't care for them, but Jarvis Pastrana uh, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously it's personal preference, but I just think other than freak incidents like that, I think they're more trouble than they're worth. Okay. All right. All right, Chandler Harrell says, uh, "What do Kenny and Steve? What's their best guess to where Dean Wilson lands next year?" Uh, my best guess is uh, Pro Circuit, back at Pro Circuit. Uh, JT, what about yours? My best guess of where Dean Wilson lands. Oh man, there's so many options for him. Uh, I'm gonna say. Factory KTM. Kenny? I'm going to say JGR. All right. Okay. Uh, Devin Gibbs 
wants to know your guys' opinion on if you think James should stop racing the outdoors to heal up if there is a problem with his hand. No. I mean, either either he can't race or he can race. That's a stupid question. If there's a problem with his hand mm-hmm. and he well, can't race, th- then he are, should there race. There are varying degrees of problems. You're aware of that, right? If he could race, uh-huh. he needs to race. Okay. JT, I mean... Well, when you say varying degrees, varying degrees also entails is it gonna is it gonna heal itself or is it something yes that's fixed? If it if it's sprained and you can ride through it in a couple weeks, you're gonna be good. Yes, I think you should try to soldier through it. If it's something that's not gonna get better and you need he needs to, you know, get it right, then you know that's the way it goes. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It's hard to it's a, you know how you know how secretive they are over there. So I don't. I don't foresee anyone having the full story of what's going on other than a doctor and his inner circle. So it's going to be a lot of speculation. All right. Uh, Michael Bates wants to know what was the mechanical for uh, Alex Martin? Are he and Nicoletti in line to follow Durham to greener pastures next year? Uh, I guess he had two questions, but um, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. (laughs) Jason. I don't know if Alex Martin crashed well, or, or had a mechanical. I mean, I ne- neither of those guys are going to pro circuit. So uh, I don't think Durham was just going to leave to go just anywhere. I don't think he was leaving to go to a sideways move. But uh, if if one of those guys has an opportunity to go to a you know a great team, then I I could see him doing it. But um, you know, right now I don't see either, either one of those guys getting that opportunity. So tough, tough to say. Okay. Johnny Smith has a question for Kent. He says, uh, Tedesco was running a Volcom stone on his gear. Um, how does that, how do you guys feel about that? You know, Hurley and Hart and Huntington. Can you stop um, doing that with your Cleaning mouth? Cleaning out your teeth? Yeah. Can you, I mean, can you stop that? Please? No problem. <laughs> okay, first of all, he doesn't ride for Hurley anymore. So there's no Hurley on his gear. When did that happen? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. I wasn't aware of that. Apparently uh, he wasn't either, but. Hurley. Wait a minute. Ivan. Hurley was his guys. Sarah, he got let go of them probably halfway through Supercross. Oh. Um, wow. And then Volcom is a team sponsor of Hurley. I mean, of uh, Pro Circuit. Right. Um, and I not to see the four bar or Hart and Huntington anywhere on the gear or the bike yet. That was that was part of your guys' <laughs> deal, though. Still waiting on that. It is. But uh, it's Mitch Payton, man. You just got to be patient. Okay. That's more of a gear guy thing. That's not Mitch saying I won't do it. Right? That's Mitch saying he's going to get it done, so he won't get it done. All right. Brad South, uh, he says, my question is, with the release today of the Wi-Fi backpack for the GoPro, how long till we see live coverage of various riders from the GoPro camera? Never. Uh, You got to wear a backpack? No, it's something that goes on the back of the GoPro. They call it a backpack, but it's something that plugs in. That's a Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So potentially you would be able to stream well, your uh, if audio GoPro video. wants to pay a lot of money to Feld mm-hmm. or MX Sports, mm-hmm. they could probably do it. But until then, I don't think they would do that. That would be cool, though, like an in-car camera, right? Like you'd switch over yeah. from James' view to Dungey's view to whatever. JT's view of the dirt. What's the weight? What's the weight on that thing? That would be something I would be concerned with. That's a good question. Hey, you can't be uh, can't be that light to have a wireless router on your helmet. I would think. Hey, Steve. I yeah. mean, uh, Jason. 
You should go back and watch the uh, classic commentary of the USGP that Steven Weege did talking about a helmet cam. Jesus, dude. Right. Looked like the guy had two 40-ounce bottles taped to yeah. his helmet. Dude, I got one of them. <laughs> what year was it? In like 86, 86. I got one from 82 where the guy, I mean, he can barely barely keep his head straight. He's just got an offset weight off <laughs> off one helmet, and he's got a backpack on it with Steve Martin, former Honda rider. But uh, I, was always, uh, I was always a helmet cam guy, and when we switched from ESCN to Speed, uh-huh. I think, uh, obviously, we had all new equipment, and man, the first CTV helmet cam was incredible. Like it was so heavy <laughs> that if you didn't, if they didn't get it just right on your head, you were like, you're like a bobblehead. Like if it was too far back, you couldn't keep your head forward, and if it was too far <laughs> forward on the helmet, like you were just fighting. Like your your chin was on your chest the whole time. You and I just like remember. <laughs> Like, I was really pumped to be the helmet cam guy, so I was trying not to complain too much, but <laughs> I would just walk up when they had it wrong, and they could see, like, my head, like, facing straight down as I walk up, and they're just like, oh, man. Like, it was the same guy. It was just a new new equipment, and they, they were just, you know, it was just a bad situation, so I can't right. imagine what those old, old-time old guys had to deal with. All right, I got uh, just two final questions. One of them is from Bo Colligan. And he said, besides the riders that you already interviewed on the thing, what did the other riders think of the track on your, your post-race dealios? Oh. Jason, what did you think of the track? Well, he didn't qualify. Well, he still rode the track, right? Yeah, some would say <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I rode it more than you did, Steve. <laughs> Touche. That's for sure. Touche on that. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's tough for me because it's uh, – those Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona type tracks are—they're um, just more slippery than what I'm used to. Uh, but I thought the track condition was good overall. There, you know, I think the rain even helped it for the last motos, made it uh, you know, got brought some moisture back into it. So uh, they always do a great job. Just not the best conditions for me. Next but, question. You know, when you're talking. Shut up, Kenny. <laughs> That was one of his stupid drops. That was one of his drops, Jay. That was a sound drop. I didn't show you. I didn't. <laughs> Next question. That's good. Love this guy right here. <laughs> All right, last one. Actually, I just got texted by uh, one Corey Mosier. No. No, 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 no. seriously. No, it's, I think it's a – he's still on. He's still on oh, probation. Okay. Well, then that's all. All right, there we go. BTOsports.com. I know it's a question about Andrew Short. Yeah. Nope. It wasn't actually. It doesn't matter. It about no, it's about uh, Dungy's bike and nope. Stewart's bike and nope. bike changes uh, and all what kinds is, of crazy nonsense. <laughs> he, he says, does J, JGR run race tech gold valve kits like Frank did on Jason's bike? Why? <laughs> this is stupid. Exactly. <laughs> Why? <sighs> no, they don't. Uh, hey. is, is there a background something that I'm hey, missing? Hey, pretty good show tonight. Not too great. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? That was Ackerman last week. Um, hey, are you guys ever going to get Pellegrino back on? We should, huh? Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. We had him on again, and he wasn't. He wasn't yeah, no, he's never. He's never been as good as. He, yeah, but as you know what? He step. might be. He might be awesome now because he has nothing to do with Kyle's racing. Oh, okay, and he just might be. Oh, that kid needs to pull his head out of his. You never yeah, know. Maybe. Well, our, the guy that can line that up is uh, right here to my right, Kenny Watson. He's a guy. Pellegrino loves Kenny Watson. Yeah. Steve Matheson, the other guy with the short guy syndrome, whatever he yeah. calls me. Yeah, little man's disease. 
<laughs> little man's disease. Um, <laughs> he's not oh. talking about you, JT. That's all right. Hey, guy. I, I, I've been known. I've been known to catch the fever every once in a while. Hey, Jason, has this ever happened where you have not qualified for an outdoor gate well, with you forty guys? You shouldn't have been downstairs getting sandwiches. Yeah, yeah when you're stuffing your face with that turkey wrap, we were talking about that. Uh, um, dude, yeah, I was hungry, though, I've not dude. qualified a few times. Never, never a good day. For the nationals, time yep. time practice. Yep. Um. Uh. Yeah, Southwick. I did. Um, so where'd you it watch? Happened a couple of times when we when we raced in too, but like, like years and years ago. So where'd you watch the race from? Uh, uh, I spotted on top of the hill. Oh, dude. had the old uh, the old headset on. Jeez. Dude. You, want, you want to talk about number gate, Kenny? Do you feel have you changed your stance on numbers? Fuck no. Okay. Well, I'm I'm with him on this. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, thanks. I was really wondering what mm-hmm. what tits. Well, a lot a lot of people do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering too. A lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. I've seen like a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter are agreeing with me too. No, not really. Oh, really? F you, dude. All right. Hey, that's been a tweet at tits, btosports.com segment. That's old news, right? We're going to our commercial. We're going to come back with uh, the icon, uh, Jeff Ward. Seven time Icon. He's an icon. Come on. He didn't win the award. Innovator. The innovator Award. You didn't win an icon award. No game. one but has. That, <laughs> no, no. But if you're an innovator. You're also an icon, aren't you? <laughs> I don't. Apparently so. JT, did you? Know I like that? to. I like to think I am. I didn't. Hey, I have a question though. Can you guys ask him to ask DNA where my money's at? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, hey, we're gonna do the race tech and that giveaway too. Yeah. Uh, after Jeff Ward. Hey, should we ask him if DNA's paying him? Uh, JT. You should. Yeah. You can do a sound drop of me asking right now, and then ask, and just play it. Uh, <laughs> um. We're going to do a race deck giveaway. We're going to do a Tech 1 graphics giveaway when we get back. And uh, Fly Racing is going to give some stuff away. And, um, yeah, and then we got – hey, before we go to commercial, let's play that. Who was the guy that did that thing? Listen to this, JT. It's pretty funny, actually. Kenneth Catton is the guy who sent now, in. Now, he didn't win shit. No. Right, he no, didn't no, win no. shit. He, he just sent in this little deal. <laughs> but listen to this thing that he made for us. kind of funny. Hey, check this out. Pink taco? What's that? Well, that that's incredibly gay. My friend, my partner, with his junk out, flopping it around. I'm not really into porn, so. You cost me relationships, bro. It is freaking amazing. You cost me relationships. You know what? Shut your mouth. I don't even like you. You talk crap on me on the radio show. Team Stiffy. Back at it. You can't take it in the kitchen. Go into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like I poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here are the keys to your truck. I got to go. You're out? I'm out. And with that, we're done. Good job, <laughs> Kenneth, on that. That's good. That's pretty gay. You don't like it? No. That's good. Hey, Let's go J- to commercial. Hey, Jeff Ward is JT. a legend, bro. JT, we'll see you, bro. We'll call you back. All right. Yeah. Try not to fall asleep. All right. I'll be here. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to commercial. Come back with Jeff Ward. Jeff Ward. Mark Pellegrino. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, and you're hearing Kenny Watson with the little man's disease and that other idiot. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOsports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you all at the same time. Please take precautions. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOsports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. 
Make sure to punch in that code, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathesized discount. BTOsports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show, and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOsports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799. Works Connection, the little company that started it all, is back with a new invention that writers like Andrew Short, Ivan Tedesco, Brett Metcalf, Josh Hansen, and more can't live without. Our brand new pro launch device makes getting whole shots easy. It's a set it and forget it deal, featuring innovation and design that has made Works Connection the number one company for your bike's needs. Also check out WorksConnection.com for our complete line of elite clutch purchase, which we now allow the customer to customize for his wishes. You can choose the color, the lever ratio, and more in what we're calling the one, two, three easy build. Skid plates, hour meters, throttle tubes, radio braces and more works connection is the company that is killing it in northern california and proud to be a sponsor of the pulp mx show as a matter of fact enter pulp mx on checkout and save 20 percent off your order producing helmets since 1948 agv merged with dionese in 2007 birthing a renewed commitment to top of the line head protection for off-road and racing enthusiasts 2012 brings the MTX, AX8, and AX8 EVO. The AX8 EVO is a top-of-the-line helmet worn by Travis Pastrana and Ashley Filer and features the latest in technical design, safety, and comfort. The carbon Kevlar fiberglass hybrid shell keeps the weight low at only 1,100 grams. New padding and revised outer shell incorporate our new shock absorber system which cooperates with existing back protection. The AX8 is available in nine colorways with an additional seven in the AX8 EVO. Check them out at AGV.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation and American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything, from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. Fly Racing is moto passion defined. From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. 
Tell us about the new signature Carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic Racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off-function for uh, what I choose to race in. How's the durability? You know, over the years, they've improved tremendously, and they never settle, and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with, but they love to ride, and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at Facebook.com slash Fly Racing or Twitter.com slash Fly Racing USA. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out thexbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words Xcode 2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012. I'm Justin Barsha, Geico Honda, number 20. I use free gun underwear. You guys should get some too. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X game star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Rockford Fosgate has been in the business of sound for over 30 years. At Rockford, we know you're fanatical about your music. You take it with you on the road and off. That's why Rockford Fosgate designs and builds audio gear that will deliver big, clear sound for your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. Rockford Fosgate, car audio for fanatics. Rockford Fosgate is a proud sponsor of the Dodge, Saquon Casino, Harden Huntington, Bell Ray Racing, Supercross team. Pulp MX Show listeners, is it time to change that fork and shock oil? Well, for this and much more, look to Racetech, the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, 
and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. Pro racers like Ben LeMay, Derek Anderson, Mike Corbin, Cody Gilmore and more depend on Racetech. So should you. Next show presented by BTOsports.com. Some Van Halen kicking it off. Coming at you. 5150. What's coming at you, dude? I don't get that. I don't get what's coming at you. What do you mean? deal. That's my signature catchphrase, bro. Catchphrase. Yeah, it's like a. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older than we would have to wait so These motherfuckers cost you. I redeemed myself this weekend, though. I went back there, and I got to stay until it closed. Oh, you did? Yeah. No Beach Boys kicking you out of there? No, no. The guy, they, they called me and said, hey, we really feel bad. We're going to call No, they didn't. Yeah? You. I went there all weekend with wow. Partridge and a couple of my other buddies and Derek Costella, and it was cool. Did Costello talk about how I got mad at him at fucking Sandy Valley that time when we were racing? He did. What, he yeah. whip it at you? Yeah, I whipped that man in my face. Always. He always does that shit. Yeah, he was kind of being a dick. Then I tracked him down and got him the next turn. But then he, then he got me right back, and I never saw him again. Uh, but for that one turn, I was like, suck it, Costello. Yeah. Yeah, you put it on? Yeah, because he went wide, and I stuck it on 450 and went cut across. That a boy. <laughs> Take this. Hey, we're coming up with Jeff Ward right away, uh, but we're going to do a fly racing giveaway contest first. Yep. The folks at Fly Racing, Max, Dale, Fly Racing, Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, the Sewell brothers. Kyle all, Regal. Kyle Regal. They all depend on Fly Weston Racing. Weston Pike. JT, Michael, Michael Byrne, Byrne, Jimmy the Albertson. Butler Brothers, BTL Sports. Get your gear there if you do not win it because you can get gear there at any Fifth time. Fifth caller right now wins Fly, Evo, Lucian, jersey, pants, and gloves. Fifth wow. caller right wow. now. Complete Call set right of now. Gear. Come on. Oh, the lines are lighting up. You're going to blow it. Fifth, fifth caller. Tits, uh, hook that thing up with the fifth caller. Hook that guy up. You got it. Thanks to Fly Racing for, for doing it for us, for coming One, on board. And uh, two. You got to remember there's a 30-second delay. Oh. That's why you're not seeing There's one. There's one. There's two. That's why you're not seeing There's four. Four. Five. Oh. There's your winner. Hey, Let's who's go. this? Who's this? Michael. Hey, Michael. Michael. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Michael. Hold on, Michael. Okay. Hold on, Michael. Okay. Wait, Michael. What's I your always last wanted name? to do this. Hey, caller. 
Am I the fifth caller? No, no. you're the sixth caller. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Hey, let's try the guy again. Hey, caller. What? Oh, I just oh, hung up on Michael. You, hung up on Michael. You, you just hit my. Oh, Michael. Oh, apologies oh, to Michael. We didn't even get a last name. Oh, dude, no. Michael, call back. Call back. Yeah. Call back. They're all going to say they're Michael, bro. Yeah. Kenny, you just. Oh, dude. No, you hit the button. I didn't. Because you hit my finger, which hit the button. <laughs> dude, I was. No, 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 no. Fifth caller now, dude. <laughs> what a. Let's try this call right here. Oh, gosh. Caller, what's your name? Oh, dude. No, you hit the button. I didn't. Because you hit my finger, which Hello? hit the button. Dude, I was. No, 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 no. Turn, no, turn no. your radio down. It's Cody. What a. Who's this? Uh, all right, Cody. You can't Cody, congratulations. You almost won. Do we take this guy? So, what do we do? I don't know. This thing just all went downhill real quick. All right, who's this? Michael. Who's this? No, you don't win. Your radio's on. Yep. Turn your radio off. If you're on there with the radio who's on, this? you're done. <laughs> They're not going to hear you for another 30 seconds when you do that. Hello? Yeah. Who's hey, this? who's this? Dude, seriously? Okay. All right. Dude, this hey, has never this? been so difficult. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Nash. Yes. Nash. Nash wins it. Nope. Nash is the winner. What do you mean no? I don't know. I just felt like saying no. No way. I would what love to hell? give it to Nash. 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 Hey. Nash. Yes. Seriously. Yes. What are you calling for? We effed Michael. And I don't yeah. know what we'll, to do we'll, about we'll it. We'll make it up. We'll either. make it up. How do we know how we can make it up? Everybody I know the voice. I know the voice. I know the voice. Really? He knows the voice. I know Michael's name. I okay, hey. Michael Schumacher. That's okay, we got our winner. It's Nash. Nash, send an email to the show. We'll hook you up courtesy of Fly Racing. Pookie. Hey, Pookie. Pookie. I've got Nash's hey. email, Pookie so Coffee. don't try and, uh, you know, make a fake one or anything like Pookie that. Pookie Coffee. All you listeners out there. Pookie. This is, a real, this is the real Nash. I've been MIA for F two you, weeks. Dude. Hey, Nash, uh, we got to go. We're getting Jeff Ward on the line, but uh, you win. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Cheers. See Congratulations. All right. Wow, what a cluster that was. That was fucking yeah, bitching. Thank <laughs> Thanks to Fly Racing for that. Yeah. That was awesome, Fly. Think of all the guys that could have won that had their show playing and uh, didn't hear us. Yeah. I'd be kicking myself. Right? Them. Yep. Yeah, all those dudes. And it yep. ended up being totally random Nash won. Mm -hmm. yeah, Thanks he, to Fly Racing He called Racing before the commercial started. and wanted to get oh, he on. Did? Yeah, I wanted to ask JT a question, but uh, obviously that didn't happen. Let's get Jeff Ward on. Okay. Our next guest. Jeff Ward, seven-time AMA champion. Uh, we've got our winner. Thank you uh, again for everybody calling in. Uh, we're going to put some voicemails and emails later a bit, later on a little bit. And Race Tech giveaway is coming up too. So uh, stay tuned. Tech One graphics as well. And Hobo Nick's going to come on, and Kenny's going to tell him to fuck off uh, also. He's not, he's not coming on. I'm kidding, Kenny. Calm down. Let's get the legend himself, Jeff Ward, Let's the original and, yeah. fist pumper. Wow. Um, it's uh, the original fist pumper. I like that. Good job. Um, Atlanta. What year? 80, 95, 85. No. 86, no, 82, no, 83, no, 84, no. 85, 86. 90. 90? Atlanta, 90. No way. It was you, way before no, that. It was Do you want to bet? It was during the what people call the greatest race ever, Atlanta, Atlanta 1990. Was it? Yeah. Oh, him and Stanton? Well, it was, no, Stanton. Oh, and Stanton wheelied. No, Stanton uh, crashed out, but there was a race. He was racing with Cooper and RJ for that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Wardy was badass, dude, racer. Yeah. I liked Wardy when he rides Supermoto. That's when I really became, like, new Jeff Ward. and like. Well, you were an RJ guy. Yeah, but growing right, up. But, right, like, yeah. I, I didn't really know Wardy at all. And then we, you know, kind of met him through Supermoto a little bit. And then all the respect in the world for him. Let's, for uh, let's get the there. flying freckle on the show. Jeff Ward, what's up? 
Hey, how you doing? Hey, Kenny Watson was an RJ guy growing up. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> yeah, right. but I was a but later in my in my life I was a Wardy guy at Supermoto because he used to kill it. Yeah, but kill it. back in the day you were either RJ or Wardy. There was no in between. I'll tell you what though, any guy like Jeff Ward, any any motorcycle rider that can do what those guys did on a Supermoto bike, especially uh, I'll give it this one race at. Uh, do you remember that race in Tennessee on that half mile where you guys were going around that bank, turned his banging gears, going like 100 miles yeah. an hour? And then there was a chicane yeah, in the middle of it. And there, through the motorcycle, you could see the frames, like, flexing, like, going side yes. to side. It was crazy. And, like, I was they just like. not for that. <laughs> no. But, it, uh, it, it, Supermoto was so cool, and it's so bad. Like, it was really cool to watch and see it, Wardy, but just yeah. couldn't couldn't make it happen, those guys, I guess, huh? Just oh, bad bitching. times. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I just think, uh, I mean, Troy Lee had a lot to do with pushing it, and I think some of the venues, you know, mm -hmm. they weren't really good good standalone events, some of them, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't know what happened there because at one point everybody wanted to do it, yeah. you know. And then, yeah. and then it, well, then it kind of went to where the guys that wanted to do it, all the top guys, when they couldn't win at it, then they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> so it was kind of, when you know, I think it's one of the X Games, everybody's, Wanted to do it, wanted to do it, and then they couldn't win it because, you know, I mean, I was kind of a specialist in the European guys, so it's hard to come in there for yeah. one race and, and think you're going to be, you know, real competitive. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people thought that they could just go get a bike and put brakes on it and set of wheels and, and, yeah. no. and go do it. I mean, dude, those guys at TLD, I mean, I – like we went to a couple places where they were testing. I mean, they would have four or five swing arms laid out on a table, no, yeah. shorter swing arms, longer swing arms. They would do. They were testing like legit. When we'd go out there and we'd try different sprockets and shit. No, I, when I, Red Dog Red Dog was hurt at Yamaha. I was at Factory Yamaha, and then I got put on Supermoto detail with Burkhart and Henry. And yeah, uh, Keith McCarty was sinking some serious dollars into it. Like we yeah. were dynoing the shit out of stuff, and, and like we were in it to win it with the Graves team. Like there was a lot of cool stuff we were doing yeah it was fun i mean I, I enjoyed it i didn't think i'd be racing a bike again and then once i tried it scott yeah. russell called me up to go try it out and it was like three days before the race at california speedway or something i was like dude i'm doing it give me a bike so it's like we got a bike and went there that's when mcgrath did it too that same weekend yeah yeah and uh so it was yeah and i don't blast. think and i don't think anybody realized you guys are it's fucking scary like you guys are hauling ass and throwing that thing sideways coming in yeah. like gnarly yeah, no, it's I've gone. I went down a few times testing where you're doing like 80 and you grab the front brake and next thing you know you're on your head sliding into shit. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, not fun at all. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call in if you want to talk to uh, one of the icons in our sport, Jeff Ward. But hey, Wardy, let's uh, let's flash fast forward. Let's fast forward to 2012. Uh, you're involved with Jeff Ward Racing Team, Kyle Chisholm, Josh Grant, and uh, how's it going? What do you think so far? Um, it's going all right. You know, I mean, everything got put together late and, you know, and at the beginning of the year, Josh was just coming off his injuries and hadn't ridden it all. And, and I didn't know Kyle from really any, from, except from some of the past recent races, you know, when he was over in, uh, Bear sea and, and, uh, I think at the, uh, where I don't know, I don't know if he did the, uh, monster cup or not. Yep. Um, yeah, he did. Yep. but he did a decent result. So, you know, getting riders was, a, you know, it, it was a challenge and, to get that going and then everything else with sponsorships and then their gear companies. And, you know, I've been in that kind of situation a little bit with Troy Lee working with that stuff, but never at this level. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it started off slow. There wasn't really any high expectations just to get out there and make sure they're comfortable on the bikes and the bikes were working well. And I think we accomplished that. And then, um, you know, 
Josh got hurt the third race in and it was kind of a bad thing, but then it was good too. Cause I think he got his time to get his knees healed up cause he wasn't mm-hmm. quite ready to start the season. And, uh, came back and started riding good and Kyle got hurt. So, I mean, it's motocross. It seems yeah. like the, I mean, Kenny knows that. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah. it's the whole team, you know, it's like, it's just hard to get through seasons. So, um, just, you know, kind of frustrating in that way. But I think we, we, you know, got all our goals that we, you know, kind of shot out for. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm excited about the nationals. It's going well. Yeah. It's, uh, so I'm, you know, I like to be more consistent you know, to say that, just, we have a good race one weekend, and then it seems like, you know, we're we're back to where, you know, we where we not want to be in the pack a little bit. So yeah, um, and it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes involved with that with starts and and just different. So, you know, Josh went down second motor last week, and yeah, um, so that kind of stuff you, you kind of expect. So, um, but being a being a rider, you know, I still have that rider mentality, so it's it's hard to sometimes. Uh, take the different approach <laughs> you added and, and from the rider end right. of it. So that's challenging for me. Right. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be, you're, you know, like you said, you, you, I mean, not too long ago where you were competing at a high level, like we talked about with supermoto, but I think Josh Grant is coming around though. Like you got a podium in New Orleans and there were times where I was wondering, Oh man, this guy, he's, you know, not getting, I have a lot of respect for Grant's talent and uh, he's an incredible rider, but I, I mean, yeah, he crashed in Lakewood, but he rode good in the, in the first moto at Texas. He was fifth mm-hmm. overall. Um, he seems to be getting a little bit back to his old level. Yeah. I mean, it's got to do with confidence and when you've been hurt that much, it's, you, you know, you're, I think you're afraid to hit the ground and right. I think he's done it a few times and realized, you know, he's not going to get hurt. And then now he's been running up there and realizes he can run with them. It's a lot of, there's a lot of confidence involved in motocross and, mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's getting there, but he's still, you know, like he, it, he has one week where he's good and this week he has a flat so it's he's kind of in a little up and down mm-hmm. thing where he needs to because when he went out there this week i mean he did so well last week i think he was just expecting to be automatically up in the front of the charts and qualifying mm-hmm. he went out there trying to with a game plan and it, it didn't work and then then all of a sudden the brain starts going well what happened you know how come it, i'm not as fast as i was last week yeah. and then you start trying too hard and then it gets worse it's just like you know that he's still not there yet where mm-hmm. um you're not thinking about it and you just go do it yeah and that takes a while to get there and um you know he will get there because he's got a ton of talent and once he does he'll just he'll be more consistent mm-hmm. and uh kyle kyle chisholm wearing x-brand goggles one of the sponsors of our show and uh <laughs> i'm around uh you know i'm around there quite a bit and i've told kyle this to to him uh, i thought he'd be doing better um can you talk yeah. about his uh his little bit up and down season i know he had that tendonitis in his arm and stuff and uh and all that but i definitely thought he'd be uh He'd be a little doing a little better. What does he need to do to uh, step it up? Uh, I mean, he just needs confidence. I mean, he started off. I mean, he loved the bike at the beginning of the year. Um, right away, no complaints. Just you know, happy mm-hmm. with it. And then, you know, I don't think he knew where his fitness level was. And and when he started to ride the bike, that where the bike's capability was, he ended up being up front. You know, and then the pace is different up front. Right. And you know, so then he started getting a little more tired and realizing he wasn't doing enough and. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and he's 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 a type he's a a rider that has to kind of everything line up, you know, the mm-hmm. way it needs to line up, and, yeah. and uh, if it doesn't, then it lets him bother him, you know, whether it's one bump or or the bike didn't work this way, he yep. he pulls in and it, he, it makes it an issue, and it shouldn't be an issue. Um, so we've been working on that, but um, yeah, he, unfortunately he did get hurt with his wrist, and that was a long lingering thing, and um, but his his big thing is just confidence running up front there and. He does it in spurts, so yeah. 
um, and he, and he, and he gets down on himself a little bit, you know, and yeah, just, I agree. You need to get, he's definitely he be a little more pissed yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's such a nice guy. He needs to get pissed off and, and just, you know, um, just not be so, well, I should have done this or that. And, you know, next week he needs to do it now. Yeah, and I haven't um, seen you know, him. I, there, I haven't so. seen him get a start either, man. I, I, he needs, to, and that's a confidence thing, like you said. I, I believe it is a big part of it. He hasn't got the starts that he he needs to get. You know, there's never been a time where yeah. you're like, wow, look at look at Chisholm riding up in third or fourth, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, his um, he got a really good start at actually at Colorado. Um, from the pictures I see, I mean, when they disappear in there, it's hard to see it when right. you're watching up close. But then when you see the pictures, it's like, wow, he had a good uh-huh. good start. And then, yeah, when you when you don't run that up in the top five or seven on the start, the pace is, I mean, it's like now you don't settle in. You have to try to pass that guy in front of you or you're going to get passed from behind. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, and, and I think he settled in like, wow, I got a good start. And he settled. And next thing you know, three guys go by him because that's not where they want to be. They yeah, want to be yeah. forward. Yeah. So that's the mentality you got to get. Even though you're off fifth, you still got to want to be fourth. And if you're off fourth, you still got to want to be third because that guy behind you wants you. And yeah. you see it all the time. They settle in like, oh, I got a good start. And it, that's not how it is. It's, you still got to try to get that. That's the best time to pass people is on the start because they're all around you before they get spread out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a call for you here. Uh, caller, are you there? Yep. What's up? You got a question for uh, Jeff Ward? Yeah, I was wondering why, uh, you know, he was able to translate speed into F1, maybe why RC wasn't able to do the same thing in NASCAR. Oh, you mean IndyCar? Jeff Ward went IndyCar? to IndyCar? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I just uh maybe my riding style or maybe the way where my brain works or something uh i just um nascar's a tough deal i did some nascar stuff it's a lot different than indy cars and a lot of it has to do with the team you're on so i don't know his situation but i was fortunate to get on some good teams with the teammates and it's a learning curve and um you know i just seemed to kind of adapt to it and took the same approach i took to you know winning mm-hmm. motocross races and, and being prepared and and just Cross my, you know, my T's and dot my eyes on everything, just learning. So um, it's just I was just I'm a racer. I think any motocrosser can. I mean, I don't. I think Ricky could have could have made it if the right opportunity. There's just a lot of things that have to fall in place. And yeah, I think did. any motor any motocrosser out there. A couple more fist pumps. Does what maybe. we do. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Maybe a couple more fist pumps. Oh, the warty fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I found the funniest thing is if you stick your hand out of those cards, it hurts because it throws it back into the air scoop at the back because the uh, wind kind of grabs it a little bit. It's hard to do that fist pump. I think I tried it at Texas and yeah, almost broke a knuckle. Didn't work. The uh, Thanks, caller. Didn't work. The uh, The funny thing, yeah, about the car thing, doesn't really matter how good of a driver you are if you're not on the right team slash right car and all that, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, the car you know the car doesn't know who's driving you yeah. know it could be anybody so um if it doesn't want to turn you have to do the adjustments to make it turn and and that's that just takes a long time and, and good engineers and and then just having a feel and and taking your time and uh, once you once you get the feel of it then you really like you understand like oh okay yeah here we go yeah but till then it's it's Can't. you know it's uh and I race the ovals a lot, so mm-hmm. you make a mistake on the oval, your day's done. It's not like you yeah. get to pick it up and go try it again. Yeah, it's, it's it, the car's the car's totaled. In motocross, RC could make up any equipment disadvantage by you know just twisting the throttle harder and being in better shape and working harder, and you know just our sport is yeah. so unique like that. Well, there's there's a little bit to it. I mean, those guys know where to drive the car when it's doing this to make it work the best, you know, and and they have. They can do different, change their driving styles to make something work a little bit, but um, 
you know, mainly the car has to be working right, but it, the driver has to be able to tell them exactly what it needs. And right. um, it takes a long time to learn all that. And, you know, in this racing business, they don't sometimes don't give you that long, that long <laughs> time to do it. There's always somebody next coming in that's better that's already there. So, Hey, uh, no. switching to uh, back to the team. Are you guys uh, obviously um, you're a longtime Kawasaki guy? You're in the yeah. maybe the best rider to ever ride a Kawasaki. Uh, are you married to Kawasaki's with your team, or, or you, could you switch OEMs? I mean, how much did that have to do with you guys riding Cowie? The fact that uh, you're you know your championship bikes are in the lobby. Um, I could, yeah. I mean, I I've, I talked to other teams before I talked to Kawasaki, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. I mean, I love Kawasaki. I'm race my whole career there but it's also a business and mm -hmm. and we need to you know have the best bikes and the best support out there to move forward so um you know it's it's never nothing's ever set in stone but it, do, it does make the best fit mm -hmm. you know and i think uh but when it comes down to it it's your sponsors that you got to take care of and yeah. you can't win on whatever color bike it is you need to get the one you can and so that's you know that's where i'd be at right right um yeah no that's that's well said hey have you been is that your first time at Lakewood? What? Uh, this you didn't go? No, I raced there. Yeah, about ten times. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Have you had you been there since you raced there, or was this the first time? Did you go this weekend, um, Jeff? Yeah, Wardy was there. Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was there. I, um, I didn't see you. That's why I asked. <laughs> but yeah, I saw you. Uh, um, perfect. Uh, but but um, so yeah, I'm, I was there. I, I mean, I was there after. I went. I went to a Loretta Lynn qualifier there. Ah, you know, okay. Left you three or four years ago, but okay. So yeah, since, since '92, probably now we raced there in '92. I don't remember. Yeah, I was gonna say. So really, <laughs> the last time you were there, the Loretta Lynn qualifier, but then you when you raced there when they raced there back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I don't remember what year they stopped racing there. I don't I don't think we raced there that my last season, but it might have been around '90 or '89. I'm not sure. Hey Steve, you know what? You never know who you're gonna see in an amateur uh, amateur national. Huh. I went to World Mini Grand Prix. And all of a sudden, I look over, and Wardy rides up with three kids on his motorcycle. <laughs> I'm not shitting you, dude, on top of this hill. And I look over, and Wardy's there, and all these kids are jumping off his bike. There was like two kids on it and three people on the bike. <laughs> and then I was like, wow. And Wardy was, was – hey, are you going to race Mammoth? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm perfect. Mammoth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're going to go up there, too. Well, Kerry's going to race and Berlut and a bunch Watson, of guys. Watson, why don't you bust out Blos' KX Service 500? Because Wardy. Uh, Wardy. <laughs> Dude, I can't, my hands can't take the vibration anymore of those things. <laughs> yeah, that thing's gone. I rode one of those, a service Honda, back. I couldn't get a four-stroke uh -huh. for some reason, so I rode one. Of, I, I couldn't peel my hands off the bars <laughs> after uh, I rode the thing. I couldn't even ride the second moto. My, my arms were so shot. That's what Bloss said. Bloss was like, no way. Oh, yeah, I remember when he did that last couple years ago. It was like, yeah, I got a, I got a 10 bike length hole shot. They raced with McGrath and all those guys. I led them for about two laps, and then I was done. <laughs> that was it. Hey, uh, yeah. What about what about your old teammate Dogger? He raced this week at Unadilla, some vintage race. Did you hear about that? I did. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Didn't uh, Stanton do all that? I heard yeah. there was a big thing going on. I I don't I don't know. Stanton Cooper. Dogger's been riding good, actually. Yeah, Stanton Cooper and Dogger. Cooper won, I guess. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, Dogger. Who was else it? was there? I don't know. There's those three guys, as far as I know. Dogger rode an 82 so, arm. So they only had three guys on the gate. Well, no, that's the only guys I know that were there. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, yeah, th that's Dogger, all. He's been riding good lately. He got hurt a little while back, but yeah, um, must be healed up. So you going? Do you think Dogger will go to Mammoth? I don't know. I huh. don't know. I know I'm older than him, so hopefully he's not in my class. Hey, g give but, us your uh, <laughs> give us your best Dogger story. Give us the best one. Oh, uh, come uh, on, the one the one that you can stay on on the air, anyways. <laughs> 
Oh, I don't know. We have a lot of them. Um, well, the be- one of the good, well, a good one was when we were at Pontiac. Um, there was a double nighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, a night and then a day race. Yeah. And he won. He won the night, the first night, and then uh, he cleaned his mini bar out. So <laughs> then he came. We had some pizza. Then he came over to my room and knocked on the door and took everything in my mini bar. <laughs> and then so Turner, Turner was like, "You got to bring Dogger in the morning." So I had to go get him out of bed. Yeah. And he didn't want to ride practice, but we got it. I got him there. And then he went out and uh, won again that night. So that's <laughs> that's Dogger style right there. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Swept swept the Pontiac yeah. and sw- swept the mini bars and yeah. the races. Yeah, both mini bars and the races, man. That's oh. the- um, hey, so I want to ask you. Um, you touched on it a little bit. Are you? Uh, are is is this? Are you enjoying being back at the races and traveling as much as you are and being involved with everything? And, and how's the not so much the results of the riders and the riders themselves, but yourself being, you know, sort of a figurehead of that team and uh, and being so involved. Do you like it? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I love motocross. I mean, I'm at the track every weekend with my kids anyway, and mm-hmm. no matter what. So, I mean, I love being around the track and and being involved in racing and motocross has, you know, yep. been my passion since I was a kid. So, I love seeing people I haven't seen in a while. I mean, it's it's. Now, I've been around it for, you know, this whole season. I've always gone to races, but I was yeah. usually the one that snuck in the knot hole and then yeah. sat there with my kid and then went home right after the race. You know, I never, I didn't get there early too much and hang around and get interviews and all that. But it's cool now to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time and, and just be involved in it and be passionate about, you know, winning again. It makes you feel, you know, yeah. I can't wait to go to, you know, Mount Morris this week. And I haven't been there since like 91 or 92. So, Jeez. It's just cool going back to these places and bring, brings back a lot of a lot of memories and you know like where I stayed and it's just yeah. cool. So the, I'm, I'm digging it. The cool thing about what you did is you stepped into a team that had uh, you know Oscar and Paul Delore and Dang and uh, Chris and like top notch guys already that run a tight ship and know what they're doing. Like you got a great group of guys on your team. Yeah, I mean I was super lucky and fortunate. You know I was kind of looking to you know I wanted to do this and. It just, you know, I mean, it just everything kind of fell in place. It was just a perfect storm, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it would have been an extremely tough venture to go find mechanics and pull everything together and shop and so, you know, it wouldn't have happened probably in in late November. So mm-hmm. um, that's what that's what you look at when you see what Reed did that time is like, you yeah. know, yeah, good job because it, it doesn't come together <laughs> that quickly and that easy. So yeah. Um, no, I was just fortunate, and it was a perfect kind of marriage to, to do something like that for both of us. And, uh, you know, now it's just kind of trying to move forward and, and get better, and this is a kind of a restart for them. You know, I mean, they're pretty used to having the top dogs on the track with mm-hmm. yeah. their riders. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not, so it's kind of, you know, we're building, and we want to make Chisholm better and get Grant back, and so it's a challenge in that way, and then, you know, go from there. Right on. Well, hey, uh, Jeff Ward, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Um, Great. Um, yeah, Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck with the rest of the season. I know I'll be seeing you uh, every weekend, dropping off the clear vision of X Brown goggles for Kyle. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard too many, too much complaining on them, so I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, when we have a problem and and something happens, I'll come yelling at oh, you. Oh, I know. What the, hell, what the hell's going on? No. I know. Um, no, yeah. Thanks, Wardy. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Okay, man. Appreciate it. Talk later, to you later. Later, Ward. See ya. Uh, uh, bye. All right, everybody. Jeff Ward, uh, icon of the sport. Uh, before we get to Michael Byrne, race tech suspension. Um, they came in hot to our show. Good guys, Race Tech. Where are you going? No, we got to talk about this. Yeah. Where are you going? <sighs> what do you What do you do? You know what do you do? Uh, 
Love. Hey, buddy. Uh, Race Tech is uh, giving away. Uh, they have a twenty percent discount code. Pulp Mech Show. Pulp Show twenty twelve. Um, but they're gonna. They did a full bike setup giveaway to announce their involvement on the show. Springs, gold valve kit, front and rear oil, labor, everything for free. Uh, winner has to pay shipping. And um, right. we got a shit ton of emails. What we said to do was email in why you deserve this suspension. And, uh, I mean, we couldn't come up with a better idea. It seemed too too good of a prize to be a random caller, so we just came up with that. And, uh, like I said, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, entries into it. And you got to remember, Race Tech's been around since 84, and uh, they're an industry leader in, in suspension, and they're 100% guaranteed, and a lot of stuffs are made in USA, so... Gold valve kits are an industry standard, no doubt about it. Um, Kenny, we got we got to stop doing these though, tits. You it, know why? It was a nightmare. It's not a night. It's not a for to read through them and to try and give each of them the proper amount of uh, uh, like. I feel so bad for some of these dudes. There were so many guys that deserved uh, to win this thing. Yeah, I mean, unless they're making it up, unless they're being dicks. That's and entirely make, possible. Making their stories up, but um, man, we had so many good submissions and. Thanks to Race Tech, though they stepped up and they're giving away three gold valve kits mm-hmm. and T-shirts and hats and stuff to to the three runner-ups. Why don't you do this instead of why don't we just have them pick it? Race Tech? Yeah, yeah, we did. I sent everything to them. Yeah, Chris at Race Tech helped so us how out. How hard would it be to send all the to well? Have them he, send all the he, emails. He actually said, uh, he actually said that uh, here's my pick, but you guys pick. I can't decide. So yeah. they they put it on us. But let me tell you what there was. Uh, Man, there were some guys that there were some guys that deserve this suspension, revalve. And thanks, thanks to Race Tech for doing it. Um, Tits has the uh, he's on the phone right now, but we'll we'll get to you. Hey, who is it? Who's on the phone? I know some guy wanted to talk to Jason. Oh, JT's gone. Yeah, I know. All right, so three runner-ups. What do we got? Yes, the three runner-ups were uh, Misty Grace, yeah, Nephi Cole, and Michael Harding. All those three people. Uh, Misty's email was touching. Yes. Uh, Nephi's was funny. Um, mm-hmm. And the other no. guy, I don't remember. But they win gold valve kits from Race Tech and some other crap. Right. So thanks to everybody for that. And uh, you know who wasn't touched by this contest was Pookie. She wasn't touched by No, it? She, she read the submissions, uh-huh. uh, some of them. Uh-huh. And she feels like if you're battling cancer, mm-hmm. if you have no money because mm-hmm. your medical bills, mm-hmm. not these are separate incidents, or you're laid off from your job, or... You got hurt racing dirt bikes previously. You shouldn't be riding. You shouldn't be riding at all. Yeah. She doesn't even want to hear it. She doesn't even want to hear, like, yeah. sob stories. F you, dude. That's what she says to everybody. She was not touched by this at all. Uh, Anyways, but the... Uh, the she's, she's a very cold <laughs> chick. What do you mean by that? She's cold. Oh, cold. She, did, she doesn't have, she like... She ain't cold in the bedroom. Oh, How the hell would you know? Oh, Good wow. point. You're right. How but I'm just saying, know? she's a rad chick. Like, Pookie's <laughs> yeah. rad, but she doesn't deal with the sympathy bullshit. No, no. No, you, you're, she's pretty wow. hard. Yeah, dude. She's a hard, like, don't wow. get the Taco Bell in time or Del Taco <laughs> when she's drunk. She could be pissed <laughs> off. Like, how mad was she when you guys. When I didn't get fish, when she needed fish tacos from Del Taco. Yeah, yeah, or how mad was she when you guys didn't get her food at Burger King after the race that night when you guys filled yeah. out in the Aerostar? Yeah. Probably pissed. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so the winner. Mm hmm. What do we got, Tits? Who's the winner? Do we have drum roll? Do we have drum rolls? Um, yeah, probably. We should do a drum roll. This thing's a big prize. This, it's like a thousand dollar prize. Yeah, ready? Congratulations to Joe Stanley. Joe you Stanley, win. you are the winner. Full yep. rebuild, springs, oil, 
everything. Uh, you got to pay shipping, but uh, you're going to get your – I think he's got a YZ125. I don't remember. Yeah, I think he's got a YZ125. He's going to get dialed in by the folks at Racetech. So mm-hmm. uh, real funny email. He uh, We should read it on the air. We don't have time. But he made fun of uh, all of us and getting involved with us and Watson uh-huh. helping him out, me helping him. Uh-huh. And future Cycle News headline, I think it was, or something. Yep. Future yep. headline. Yep. Head- Sorry from Cycle News. So, uh, yeah, Joe Stanley won. And the other three people got uh, prizes. And thanks to everybody for uh, for entering. Thanks to Race Tech. Yeah. And we're and don't forget we give away fly racing gear tonight. That's right. Hey, also to uh, Race Tech, they have a new Florida depot, six twelve oh. suspension, uh, Race Tech outlet, official Race Tech outlet, and Red Dog Tim Ferry, the Tim Ferry, going to be doing testing the for them. The Tim Ferry. Yes. Whose rider lost again this weekend? By the way. He's not working his magic with Ashley Fidek like he did with Trey Kennard. I'll tell you that. Jessica yeah. Patterson has that thing on lockdown right now. So, Red Dog, you know, you just got just to step it up. So, thanks to Joe Stanley. Um, let's get our next do you, guest. Do you watch the Chicks race when you're out there? I watched this weekend, the first moto. Were you bored? No. I mean, why, why, did you, why would you only watch it this weekend? Like, how come you haven't watched Timmy it? Timmy made me. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, you know, honestly, no, honestly, um, the, the chick stuff – First of all, my phone needs charging from tweeting for Racer X, the Nationals, the, the men's races. It's time to go get interviews after the races when the chicks are going up for the second moto. So if I were to watch the chicks, I'd miss a bunch of guys to get interviews. I'd miss press conferences and stuff like that. And then the first moto, it I need to, depending on when they run it, it's a good time to grab something to eat or charge your phone or go in and write a practice report. i got to write a practice report. How, so many rounds do, how many rounds of the women's race? Eight. Eight out of 12. So, do, can we see H&H next year? You said you're doing outdoors. Can we see H&H supporting a chick? Never. Really? Oh, wow. Just like that. Never. I just don't think. I'm sure if Dodge said that you had to, you would. I don't think they would. All right. Let's get to our next guest. Uh, BTOsports.com, BBMX rider, Australian superstar, Michael Byrne. What's going on? Burner, what's up? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. You, uh... You had a good race. You had a good Lakewood race. Coming from the back, both motos. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, a lot more solid than what the first couple of rounds were. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, improving each weekend. Yep. That's the goal. Do you uh, do you like the Lakewood track? Um, I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's tough because it's at altitude. Just you know, the bike didn't run that great. Um, I, I do like the layout. Um, mm-hmm. I've always done well there. I mean, it's not one of my, you know, I'm not like, oh, man, I can't wait to go yeah. there every year, but right. I always seem to do, 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 do pretty good there. So. Mm-hmm. The uh, I learned an interesting fact today that I didn't know. I learned it from Andrew Short. You guys start okay. in first gear on a 450. Uh, not me. Not you? I, okay. I was second. No. Yeah, I thought, I, I know you're at altitude and the bikes are affected and they run slower, but uh, I thought, and I knew a 250F's going first, obviously. But Shorty said he yeah. started in um, in first gear on a 450. I was like, wow. Holy crap. Yeah, a lot of the guys do. It just depends on how you want to do your bike for the track, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to go up a, a, you know, two teeth on the rear and start in second. Um, then I ran second, third, you know, the whole track like I normally would. Yeah. You know, at sea level. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of guys definitely uh, don't change anything and just, Run first and second, as if it was second and third. So, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to call in and talk to uh, 
Michael Byrne of the uh, BTOsports.com BBMX team. Hey, I stopped by after practice there, and uh, first practice, you, got, you guys were not happy. Uh, the JGR guys, who are uh, are buddies of ours, um, you just are having some problems with altitude. None of the bikes were working that good, but uh, Dean Baker was over there, and he got it hooked up fit quickly for it, for the second for the second time. Yeah, no, no, those guys did a great job. Um, yeah, bikes just didn't, you know, they were just way too rich. Uh, um, setting was way too rich for the altitude. So, mm-hmm. um, Dino came over and uh, adjusted it, and uh, everything else was good after that. Hey, I know, um, so, you know, JTR is trying to get involved more in the motor, motor and suspension mods, and uh, they're doing your team this year. What do you got to uh-huh. say? What do you? How do you think their their stuff is? Uh, you've ridden factory bikes. You've ridden the you know the the best of the aftermarket companies. What do you think of JGR's uh, uh, performances on a, on a Suzuki? I mean, they've done a great job. I said I feel like my bike's definitely better than uh, what I rode last year, um, as far as just uh, you know the time and effort and development that they put into it, and uh, um, you know they were thinking about maybe riding Suzuki's at the start of this year before they had any of their contracts done, so mm-hmm. yep. they were kind of interested in working on it, and uh, um, our team was a, a good stepping stone, uh, you know, to work on some stuff too, but uh, you know, our bikes have been uh, much better this year than than, than what we had uh, last year, so right. um, they're always trying to uh, keep it on improving, and um, you know, like any privateer team, they're, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they, you're only can spend as a uh, I mean, the bike, you know, they they can make whatever you want, but right. you know, you gotta have the you gotta have the finances to to make that too, you know. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they're jgrmx.com for people who want to check them out. Um, they are uh, they're trying to make things work. They got some smart guys there, Kenny. Just as long as J Bone stays away from it, huh, Kenny? But yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I guarantee you, he doesn't have much to do with their program. <laughs> I can promise you that. Oh, uh, he's been harsh on J Bone. Watson's been harsh on J Bone. Burner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, you know, Jay Bone fan a lot. I'm a I'm a Jay Bone fan away from work, but uh, I think he's really overrated. <laughs> as what? a as a team manager or something. Yeah, he's he's always okay. about taking credit for. He wants to take credit for everything, but he I don't think he does does much. Oh, stop yeah. it! I think he does a good job. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I'm just busting his balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Burner, um, you know. Last year, your last year at Factory Suzuki, you were uh, on the box in a lot of the nationals. You tied for an overall win, um, didn't get it, but you tied for an overall win, and you were you were definitely every week one of the players in the class. Uh, injuries uh, last few years. Do you feel like you can get that back? Do you feel like you can get back to that level that you were at? Uh, I mean, of course. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, was, I guess that I was a dumb question. I couldn't get back to there. Right. I wouldn't wouldn't be doing it, you know. So, um, you know, I'm definitely going in the right direction each weekend. So far this this season, um, you know, Hangtown didn't definitely didn't go mm-hmm. very very well, but that's kind of normal for me. Even when I was on a factory bike, it didn't go very well. But, uh, <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I always I hadn't raced since September last year, so yep. um, you know, just getting back into that the swing of racing and uh, just that intensity in the the first couple laps. You know, that's what I've been struggling with a little bit is trying to hold that position you know the kids these days they're, they're going crazy in those first two laps you know they're yeah. not even in a line they just got their feet off the internet they don't even care so <laughs> uh i don't really operate like that but uh i'm trying to you know right. just keep on getting on that 
know, different level um, so that I can try and hold my position more for come the halfway point and end of the race. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend you were uh, you were maybe another lap. You might have had Brayton. You're running him down a little bit at the end there. So I could see you look over and marking him, and you're seeing where he was, but uh, ran out of time. Yeah, I mean, and Colorado is a tough track, you know, to to make up a lot of time on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's, it's just the altitude or the layout or, or what it is, but you know, a lot of the times you're only making up a few tenths here and there. Yeah. Whereas. Some other tracks, you seem like you can make you know, one or two seconds, but mm-hmm. um, Colorado is definitely a, a tough track to, uh, to chip away at, at the guy in front of you. I always thought that uh, uh, you coming up, I was like, man, I, I always thought you were better at Supercross, but you've had injuries the past two years. You you know, you, you came back uh, uh, last year from the Bercy incident and raced some races, but uh, mm-hmm. um, and then this year you missed Supercross altogether. I feel like you might be a better supercross rider, but you just haven't a chance to show it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely love the challenge of supercross. Um, always have. Um, obviously, you know, we've all ridden motocross a lot at our you know, amateurs, but I, I, I love the challenge of supercross. I felt like this year, uh, before my injury, I was definitely in really, really good shape uh, for supercross, better than mm-hmm. what I had been in the past few years. So uh, I definitely felt excited and ready to go and just you know something that uh is out of my control um yeah yeah unfortunate that uh it seems like if it wasn't for bad luck you wouldn't have any luck at all lately you know in the last uh last little while which has got to be you know not 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 uh not great for the uh, self-confidence i guess let's say right um yeah i mean it's just, it's just frustrating mm-hmm. you know you uh you, know, you make progress and then Take a couple of steps forward, and you end up taking five back every time you get injured. So yeah, uh, you just gotta you just gotta keep working at it, and that's what I'm trying to do right now. Is just take each weekend as it's come as it comes, and you know, look at the good and the bad, and and okay, what do I need to do this week to mm-hmm. you know to gain positions. So uh, everything's been going good so far. Um, knock on wood. Keep on improving. You uh you were uh you ride at Chad's during the week. Chad Reed, your buddy. You got, you guys go way back. How much does he help you, or does he help you? I know he you know he obviously yells at JT a lot, but you yourself, uh, how much does he have to do with it with uh, helping you during the week? Uh, you know, last week we worked together a little bit on Thursday. Um, you know, Chad's definitely a busy guy for sure. So got a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, in his own life and and with the team and stuff. Right. It's not like he's just every day hanging out with us at the track. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we worked on some stuff. Um, he helped me out a little bit last week. Was just uh, kind of refining some things that I was already trying to work on and mm-hmm. um, just trying to improve that lap time, you know. So. Yeah. You know, I uh, 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 feel like it worked a little bit on the weekend. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, Watson, Watson, I saw when, last year when I was at Chad's, um, I, I, I guess you had a burner or Chad had it from Australia. The four, they used to have a four-stroke national series, you know, before four strokes became big. And Burner uh, was just handling Chad on a – what were you on, Burner? What was that? I was on an XR650. XR650. Chad was on a YZ400, right? Uh, yeah, 426, I four, think four it was. And Burner was just working him on this grass track, roosting the shit out of him. It was a great battle. It was awesome. I don't know what year <laughs> it was from. I don't know when it was, but uh, that was a real exciting race. <laughs> Burner on the yeah, XR. Okay. That was from 2000, back in Australia. Yeah. Uh, it was called a, a something out series. It definitely uh, wasn't. Uh, it was just all grass tracks, not really. Yeah. 
uh, any jumps or anything like that. So um, the 650 didn't handle too bad. <laughs> this, yeah, no doubt, eh? We took the lights and we took the lights and blankets off at least. Yeah, oh, that was a that was a, a good race going on. It was so funny to watch it. Um, Chad was getting mad just watching it. Um, hey, I gotta ask your opinion about the big news of the weekend was that uh, photographer coming out in front of James. Uh, did you see it? What'd you think of it? Uh, you've been there as a rider and you know what, what the feelings are. What do you think of that incident? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, it sucks to have a guy run out on the track. Um, you know, it's going to break your concentration for a second. Um, I did, I did see it on TV. Uh, I know it's hard, you know, as a rider, I've definitely had you know, an official or someone out on the track in front of me before. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, um, things happen. Um, uh, I mean, I, it's hard to say whether James had to switch his line and he hadn't gone to that same spot that he went to when, mm-hmm. when he crashed. That section just alone that he was coming into is definitely very, very tricky. Yeah. Um, just, uh, it's hard to say. You know, he, he crashed maybe 50 or 60 feet off of that guy, so... Whether that just made him go to a line that he hadn't gone before, and uh, just you know, obviously he was pinning it, so yeah. he was at front trying to get away from everybody. So it's hard to say. Yeah. You know, I mean, from the camera angle, it was. It would definitely be it, distra- looked, it would be it would be distracting to you, huh? Well, I mean, just for a second, you know, like when you come over the jump, yeah, it's gonna oh shit, there's someone on the track, you know, but mm-hmm. um, as long as you didn't hit the guy, I think. You should be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, huh? Um, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, hey, man, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. We're running a bit uh, stacked with time, so we we talk longer. But um, good, great race in uh, in Colorado, and it's good to see um, you know you, you get back to the level that we you know we know you can ride at. And uh, wait, he's not back to that level yet. Getting yeah, back. I, said, I think I said back. Getting back. <laughs> to you that said level. He, he's he's okay. I said getting back to that level. I don't know, but Burner ain't even close to where he could be. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. We'll see how we go this weekend. Might have a spot open, Burner. Let's get it together. Well, I have to go up against the Butler yeah, brothers. Last I had a spot open for me, you stood me up. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, right. Whoa! Um, he calls everybody back. That's what he claims. I call Burner back. Um, yeah, like I came over in '99 once, and he told me, "Yeah, come over and ride, and I'll give you a bike." And you I'll know that that wasn't me, dude. Back. You know that wasn't me. '99 Plano. Yeah. Yeah. Even 2000, yeah, and the guy, he got there. And I told the owner, I'm like, yeah, this guy's to come over. We're going to support him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as he got here, he's like, I never said that. I'm like, the dude just flew here from Australia. We're two weeks before the first race. Wouldn't help him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Thankful, oh. Thankfully, Mitch gave me everything you guys had anyway, so it didn't really matter. And you beat my guys anyway, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny, Burner? If you want to go back and look at it, out of all those guys that were on that team, you're still you're still doing it, so don't worry about it. You, you obviously, everything works out for I a reason. I really thought your Casey Johnson hiring was going to be good. So Watson, did I until, Watson. He, until he broke his leg. I thought, that, I was like, ooh, Casey's, because, you know, Casey's got some skills. I was like, Watson got himself, you know, hungry Casey Johnson. Yeah. No, I just, I just like to bust Kane's balls because he always busts everyone else's. So. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he did. Hang up on this guy. <laughs> All right, Burner. <laughs> hey, Burner, take care. P- Steelers suck. All right, guys. Steelers suck. Steelers suck. Right, See yeah. you later. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, he said Steelers suck. He agrees with that. Yeah, I know. I owe him 100 bucks too, by the Why? way. No, I paid him. Hey, buddy. Because I lost 100 bucks to him in a bet. Steeler, a Steeler bet? I didn't bet the Steelers. Oh. Um, Steve, uh, Todd, Steve, as a weekly podcaster, I enjoy listening to the show and enjoy the insights and opinions that yourself, Kenny, 
and JT bringing the show. I have sided with Kenny on the permanent numbering system. That has been a topic of your rants in the past few shows. Wyndham and the 14 go together, much like your guy Timmy and the Big 1-5. Well, some would say Dean Wilson now is the Big 1-5. I think you're missing the point that numbers are a way we identify the who's who of a sport, and it becomes the way the, these riders are branded. I, people are misunderstanding the number thing. I get the Chad Reed branding, Ricky Carmichael branding, and all that. Those guys, James Stewart, those guys sell shit. They are somebody. They deserve to be branded with numbers. I get that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But, but dude, it's everybody else that I'm like, you know. Why? Why can't they be branded too, though? Even though if they're not a winner, if they're not winning races, they can still brand themselves I just as a professional athlete. We're just not big enough to, to make a difference for those guys. Bullshit. Like, Josh Hansen can brand as number 100 outside the box all day long. Huh? All day long. Going to lose it now? Nope. Yep. There's an appeal. There's an appeal? Putting and the whole branding thing aside, it's just right easier to follow the riders year to year. At the beginning of every year, it's always like, okay, now who are these new, you know, who's got what numbers now? It's kind of annoying. Do I play your stupid sound drop? That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> take money and marketing aside, being able to recognize a 33 would suggest Josh Grant. The 29 means shorty. So I find it a slap in the face to the rest of the riders that you have to earn a national championship to have the right to brand yourself or promote yourself by a, a number. Even if it makes you no money, when the 15 goes across your screen, I bet you think of Tim Ferry. Cheers, Todd from Australia. Todd is agreeing with Kenny Watson. So, suck it, Todd. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Why are we even talking? Why do you even Ben, ben sent us in. Hey, guys, let's always talk about lappers. I would love to hear your opinion on an idea I had. Kenny, listen to this opinion. First idea. Lappers are not allowed to pass under a blue flag. This should allow them the time they need to get out of the way and resume their battle when leaders have passed. Idea number two, a black flag for riders consistently posting a very slow lap time. Sounds harsh, but should help minimize the lappers and possibly prevent certain people from rolling around the main events in Supercross. You think those guys should get a black flag? Guys are way off the pace? Not in the main event enough. They qualified to be there. Okay. Almost knocked over that monster, bro. Yeah. yeah on your carpet. Oh, yeah. Good one. Um, hey, let's, uh, let's take a commercial. We're going to come back with Cole Thompson. Uh, who? Cole Thompson. Who's that? A guy you're going to hire next year. I don't, how am I going to hire him? I don't even know who he is. What does he, what does he race? He's raced Canada or something? No, he races in the USA. I know you know. I know you're just saying this. I know it actually the fact is actually that you uh, love this guy right here. I do. <laughs> I, I, do. I do. I've been keeping my eye out on Cole um, Thompson. We're still going to give away Tech 1 graphics? What do you get this weekend? 19th? 17th? No, he... Um, he had, he got he a, had rock, a good moto, though. He, yeah, no, he had a, got a rock in the face and uh, had to pull off in the second moto when he was 12th. Well, he went 21-34. Oh. Last weekend, he was got 13th in the moto last weekend. Good for him. So we're going to come back with Canada's Cole Thompson on the Pulp of Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com, X-Brand Goggles. Don't forget, look on more. Uh, yeah. X-Brand.com, you say big money. And uh, Art Rich Taylor says that that's working like gangbusters for him, so that's good. And um, Works Connection saves you money with Pulp of Mech Show. Tech One saves you money with Pulp MX 15. Mm-hmm. Um, free gun underwear. Nothing. They're cheap. Forgot their code. <laughs> Fly Racing. We give away a set of gear. FMF Racing. I'm just kidding. Uh, free gun underwear are the bomb. I, I fought helmets. them forever. Now I wear them daily. There you go, folks. Kenny Watson wears them daily. Tech One Designs. Free gun. Rockford Fosgate. I'm rocking out with Rockford. Yeah. <laughs> That's my new saying. <laughs> and uh, race tech, uh, of course, the race tech guys who we gave away a lot of stuff uh, this weekend. So thank you, race tech. Crap. 
Um, let's go to commercial and come back with Canada's own Cole Thompson. This is Georgia Lindsay, presenter of the Motocross Grand Prix, and you're listening to the Pulp Mech Show with Mathis and Watson. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by PTOSports.com, featuring Kenny Watson and that other guy. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOSports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathis-sized discount. BTOSports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show, and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOSports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799. Works Connection, the little company that started it all, is back with a new invention that writers like Andrew Short, Ivan Tedesco, Brett Metcalf, Josh Hansen, and more can't live without. Our brand new Pro Launch device makes getting hole shots easy. It's a set it and forget it deal, featuring innovation and design that has made Works Connection the number one company for your bike's needs. Also check out WorksConnection.com for our complete line of elite clutch purchase, which we now allow the customer to customize for his wishes. You can choose the color, the lever ratio, and more in what we're calling the one, two, three easy build. Skid plates, hour meters, throttle tubes, radiator braces, and more. Works Connection is the company that is killing it in Northern California and proud to be a sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. As a matter of fact, enter Pulp MX upon checkout and save 20% off your order. Producing helmets since 1948, AGV merged with Dionese in 2007, birthing a renewed commitment to top-of-the-line head protection for off-road and racing enthusiasts. 2012 brings the MTX, AX8, and AX8 EVO. The AX8 EVO is a top-of-the-line helmet worn by Travis Pastrana and Ashley Filer and features the latest in technical design, safety, and comfort. The carbon Kevlar fiberglass hybrid shell keeps the weight low at only 1,100 grams. New padding and revised outer shell incorporate our new shock absorber system, which cooperates with existing back protection. The AX8 is available in nine colorways with an additional seven in the AX8 EVO. Check them out at AGV.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins more fun for 39 years we've been rolling up our sleeves building our factory engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts innovation and american craftsmanship makes fmf today's leader in performance The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything, from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. 
Fly Racing is moto passion defined. From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. Tell us about the new signature carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic Racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off function for uh, what I choose to race in. How's the durability? You know, over the years, they've improved tremendously, and they never settle, and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with, but they love to ride, and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at Facebook.com slash Fly Racing or Twitter.com slash Fly Racing USA. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the xbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words Xcode 2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012. I'm Justin Barsha, number 20 on the Geico Honda, and I wear free gun underwear. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X Games star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun. Get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Rockford Fosgate has been in the business of sound for over 30 years. At Rockford, we know you're fanatical about your music. You take it with you on the road and off. That's why Rockford Fosgate designs and builds audio gear that will deliver big, clear sound for your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. Rockford Fosgate, car audio for fanatics. Rockford Fosgate is a proud sponsor of the Dodge, Saquon Casino, Harden Huntington, Bell Ray Racing, Supercross team. 
Pull by Mac Show listeners, is it time to change that fork and shock oil? Well, for this and much more, look to Racetech, the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. Pro racers like Ben LeMay, Derek Anderson, Mike Corbin, Cody Gilmore, and more depend on Racetech. So should you. Love Maiden. How can't you? Love Iron Maiden. Is I that how it fades out, Tits, or did you end it? I, I did that. You came in early. I don't know no, if I, if I, know I, I came long, in early, but yeah, you came let in it early. fade out. Don't cut it like that. Let it go oh, on. You were talking. I figured yeah, that you were going to. The longer it's on, the more he's happy. Uh, all right. My apologies. Keep him going. The longer... I was actually just going to say I need to cut it shorter, but apparently that's not the case. So. Oh. Love yeah. this guy right here. He loves <laughs> Iron Maiden. And uh, welcome back to the show. Pulp Mike Show presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, Swisscore did it up with those drops, no doubt about it. Um, let's talk more about the hobo and his trip across America, Kenny. <laughs> Sweet. Go to usatoday.com. You'll know all about it. Wow. Hey, hobo Nick, F you and your, and your journey. Just no, wait that's till- not what I'm saying. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Um, thanks to everybody at BTOsports.com, X-Brown Goggles, FMF Racing. Uh, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivint, Tech One Designs, Free Gun, Rockford. Thank you, everybody, for supporting hey, our everyone show. That I'm wants to hear, everyone that wants to hear Pookie, you guys are out because Pookie is under the weather. But F you, dude. That's what you get a sound drop from Pookie. Um, Pookie is not feeling well. She'd be up here giving us all a bunch of shit. So. Yeah, yeah, she's not happy with you portraying her as cold and insensitive. Not, not happy with that. She's not happy with that. Well, you know what? 
What? That sucks because I get to go home and you're going to have to deal with her. <laughs> this is so, so true. Hey, let's get our next guest on the line. Uh, this kid's uh, right straight out of Canada and uh, racing the right uh, on. Lowell Thompson, 250 East Coast Supercross and 450 Nationals. He started off at Freestone, got a 13th in a moto. Lakewood didn't go as well as it could, but, but uh, I predict big things for this kid. Huge things uh, for Cole Thompson. Cole, what's up, man? Uh, not much. How's it going? Good. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Watson, y- you might want to sign Cole up right now or real soon. Because if, if you don't sign him next year, you, you're going to need him for the year after. Well, I don't know much about him, but I do know all the shit you talked about him Saying that he should have stayed in Canada, he should have rode. What? He should have. He shouldn't have came down here and did the privateer thing. Is this the same guy we're talking about? No, I was the actual, uh, uh, I was uh, actually uh. the exact opposite. I said that I admire him and his fucking balls for skipping Canada. He could have made money in Canada this year. That's what I said. Hey Cole, don't listen to him. He's oh God, he, <laughs> hey. he doubted you, dude. I did not. I did not. He did too. He's just why are you saying sissy. this? Yeah, You're being dude. mean. See, hey, tits. Cole, did you have offers to stay in, to race in Canada this year? Uh, yeah, I had an offer. And uh, a it, offer it, was it for for a salary? Could you have actually have collected a salary? No. Yep. Bikes and parts only. Yep. Yep. So Bikes and parts only. Instead, he said, "Hey guys, f you. I'm trying my luck at the best series in the world, the AMA Motocross Series slash Supercross." And just turned his back and on I his country. It. He I just love turned it. His back no, you know country. what? Because he can go back to Canada anytime and probably win or do really well. And instead, he's risking it all down here. I like that. I wish more Canadians would do that, Cole. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, hey, let's 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 talk. Uh, 450 Nationals, great race, I think, at Freestone for your first ever AMA National. Uh, Lakewood, you were up there for a little bit, but what happened? Um, just had some issues. I mean, uh, uh, vision issues and stuff like that. Uh, not oh. sure what happened, but um, what kind of goggles you are? Yeah, you know, he wears Oakley. I was up there and uh, I was trying to finish the race and stuff like I was doing. And just yep. uh, it got to a point where I figured. Uh, it's more of a safety issue, and I was just getting uh, kind of out of control, so I just kind of made the decision to pull off and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, figure out what I got to do for next weekend. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Probably a good idea. Uh, what do you think so far? You had to be pumped on your freestone, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, definitely a learning experience. I mean, uh, first round just went in there kind of the same as uh, I did for Supercross and mm-hmm. took as much as I could from it, and it went good. And uh, basically Lakewood, just uh, same thing and just, had a few issues, and hopefully have that sorted out by next weekend. If you need X-Brand goggles for vision issues, just let me know. Just let me know, <laughs> Cole. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, I just uh, – this is my first year with Oakley, so I'm uh, going to be with them for a bit. But, ah, okay. of course, yeah, well. of course, I'll keep that I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, keep it in your back pocket just in case, you know, the big oak doesn't come yeah. through. Um, I don't know how many goggles they give you. It's probably more than X-Brand's total yearly income maybe. Um, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Well, hey, so, uh, yeah, how, how, uh, what do you think of racing at altitude? Have you ever done that before? Were you surprised at how slow your bike, uh, felt? Um, yeah, no, I, um, I raced at, uh, Mammoth, uh, okay. in, uh, 2009, and, uh, I guess it's pretty high up there, but honestly, I didn't really notice it, uh, much, um, I mean, just because the 450 had so much power already, but, I mean, it felt sluggish, but it didn't feel like, um, you know, crazy, crazy amount of, uh. Mm-hmm. You know, lost the horsepower. So, right. No, it's pretty cool. Hey, and what about uh, what about the decision to to uh, ride a 450 as opposed to 250? I mean, you know, what you're doing as as a kid, as a rookie, you know, you're most likely want to take the 250 path, get a, get on a 250 team. So one would think, hey, he's going to ride 250 nationals. But uh, you decided to go 450. Can you talk about the reasons why? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was a long decision, and basically, um, I mean, I'd like to be on a 250, just because that's all the kids, you know, that I've kind of grown up racing and stuff, but right, um, right. just it's not in the budget, and we couldn't afford to uh, make a race bike that would, you know, do the whole series and keep up with the maintenance and everything that's going to be competitive, so mm-hmm. we uh, got a 450, and I've raced a 450 previous, you know, in B class, and uh, obviously I raced Montreal on a 450 and stuff, so... Yep. I kind of decided that, you know, I'll give it a shot, and I um, I mean, I think it's uh, a good choice for right now for being a privateer. It's just right. more reasonable. Yeah, so. I, I probably would agree with that, I think, huh? Plus, uh, how much do you weigh? Yeah. Are you, you, are, do you weigh? You're yeah, I'm like, uh, I'd say 150. Oh, that's not so bad. No, I thought, you, you know, you're yeah. a taller guy, but yeah, skinny. So, um, and then you're going to do uh, the rest of the Nationals. You may not do... Washougal, is it, or Paula, or Elsinore, I mean? Do we know yet? Yeah. Um, I won't be doing those on my own unless, like, I'm, uh, you know, if uh, someone's willing to help me to get to those. Um, right. I won't be doing them. But, uh, yeah, I plan on doing try to do all the East Coast ones and, you know, all the ones that I can get to that mm-hmm. are within distance. So. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call in if you want to uh, talk to Cole Thompson and uh, ask him anything that's on your mind. Um so what do you uh, have you did your uh, did your ride at Freestone? Did it open any eyes? I mean, have you been talking to some guys about next year and kind of? Uh, I mean, your your Supercross rides. You got some couple of top tens. Unfortunately, you uh, also missed a few races with injury. But um, you have to be attracting a little bit of attention from some team managers, huh? Um yeah yeah no we've uh, we talked to some people and um, you know I'm hoping to be um, on definitely something some sort of team next year doing. Uh, either one of the coasts uh, on mm-hmm. a 250 and possibly outdoors on a 250 just because, um, you know, like I said, I want to be racing the guys that I grew up with. And I think, um, you know, racing the Supercross and stuff like that on the 250, I felt like I started getting it down. And yep. I think I can do good in that class. So we'll see how it goes. And hopefully next year I'll be on a team and be doing the whole series. Yeah, no doubt about it. What about your Supercross series? What would you think? How would you like it? Uh, I know you didn't like the Toronto part of it. Canadian kid coming home, yeah. um, and uh, first lap uh, of practice. But yeah, no, I loved uh, loved the Supercross. Um, I obviously, you know, took the good from the you know mm-hmm. the bad rounds, and then uh, moved on. But all in all, I think uh, it was a good series. Other than you know coming home, I got sick, and then uh, having a crash in the first practice there at Toronto really uh, it was a bummer. Just because I mean it's my home race, and I had so many people going to it. But yeah, you know. Um, I think everyone's still supportive, and uh, they were really happy with uh, the way I did, so it was good. Yeah, it, I think overall, I mean, like you said, it, you know, maybe um, you didn't have great in the points, but definitely you were the guy a lot of times doing the most with the least support, you know what I mean? Which is good. That's what that's where you want to be. Yeah. Um, where are you yeah, from yeah. in Canada, for people who don't know? Um, right uh, just in, uh, like, uh, near Sarnia there, which is like uh, – it's, it's like in Michigan, like uh, right on the border there of Michigan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. About like three hours of uh, south of Toronto kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. F- uh, further down there. And uh, where do you go during the week? I've always, where do you ride? Where do you home base yourself out of and uh, and all that? Uh, well, we have uh, we have our facility here, like at my house, that has um, two tracks at it. And then um, I actually have another track that's just down the road. And it's um, more of like, you know, an outdoor track, kind of mm-hmm. like a, a pro track, I guess you could say, with bigger jumps and better dirt and stuff like that. So, oh, so you go back mainly. I back, just run back to Canada right. during the weeks, if, if you can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, he goes back to um, the house. <laughs> Whatever, Watson. He goes back to the house. House. 
All right, dude. Yeah, and, he goes also, home. He goes home, dude. Why does that surprise also, you? And uh, also, uh, it's a clutch lever, not a lever. Right, Cole? Yep, lever. Yeah, lever. And do you wear, do you wear a toque or a beanie? Come on. I wear a toque. A toque. But he lives 80 miles from the border. No, he doesn't live 80 miles from the border. He lives close to the border. Oh, I thought you said Yeah, he I lived... live 10 minutes from the border. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So he lives 10 minutes from the border of yeah. the U.S., and he still calls it a toque. Yeah, it's a fucking toque. We invented them. It's what it's called. I don't know why you idiots <laughs> call them beanies. Skull caps, bro. You know, you know what I think, though? I think, <laughs> I don't know, Cole, like, toques might be the, you know, the toques with the pom-poms on the top? Yep. Maybe those are toques, and then if you don't have a pom-pom, you're a beanie? I don't yep, know. just a beanie. Yeah, I don't know. It's Man, also- you guys are fucked up. <laughs> oh, really? Really? <laughs> oh, you're going to start talking crap on this country when you're sitting in this country? I love this country. I also love Canada. How do you mean we're fucked up? That's all right. Whatever, dude. I love Canada, too. Well, you're going to be signing this kid shortly. I hope so. I always like up-and-comers. You got any tattoos, Cole? No. That's okay. They can fix that. Yeah, they can fix it. At Hard Huntington. They can do something for, it, for you. Um, hey, so what? which other national tracks have you ridden? Have you ridden any? Um, is this first time um, on all of them? Or? Yeah, I've ridden uh, High Point and then uh, Red Bud and then obviously Freestone. So mm-hmm. okay. them. So High Point this weekend, when you roll out for practice, it won't be like, oh, shit, where's this track go? Yeah, exactly. It'll be um, familiar. I was there on, uh, I guess the last time I was there, I was on 125, so it was, you know, a little different, but right. I'll know the dirt. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, also, yeah. too, uh, who are the kind of guys you race against in amateurs? Uh, who's kind of your main competition uh, as an amateur before you turn pro this year? Um, well, see, what happened is I stayed down a year, um, it, like in B class kind of thing, mm-hmm. and, like, the main group I was supposed to be in was with, like, you know, um, Justin Bogle and then, uh, obviously, like, Nelson and those guys. And, um, like, a few of them, like Jeremy uh, Martin there, he, uh, he, I raced him last year, and then, obviously, um, a lot of other fast speed riders. So, um, mainly just the group, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. that you see now that's, you know, doing pretty good, the rookies. You know, I kind of just went from B rated pro instead of doing the A kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know your brother Your brother called me. Um, Kyle called me last fall and was asking me my opinion. I was like, I was like, he should stay amateur and clean up, you know, and be the guy, you know, be the man in amateurs. And clearly my advice meant nothing. But, um, no, I, I think you're doing. I think you're doing well, and I think uh, I think more people need to realize that uh, what you're doing, how you're doing on your own, and, and you know, and there's not a lot of support there. So, um, yeah, I think it's been going well for you. I mean, overall, what's the biggest, what's the biggest surprise of the pro class? If you, you know, what's the one thing that maybe you d- didn't expect or uh, something that caught you by surprise? Um, anything? Um, yeah, obviously, uh, the definitely the how fast it is. I um, I mean. You think you're, you know, you're fast and everything, and then you get there, and it's like you're doing time qualifying, and everyone's within like seconds of each other, and you're just like, wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Obviously, the long motos, you know, you're like, I think uh, I was like the last one to finish at Freestone, like I just, just didn't get lapped, and it was like 37 minutes out there, and I'm like, <laughs> as another surprise, you know, 37 minutes on a 450, just pounding out there in the heat is uh, yeah. obviously tough. So both those were. Uh, a little bit of a surprise, but at the same time, you know, I knew going pro would be um, not as easy as staying another year of amateur. So yeah, yeah, I like that, and and also too, like I said, I like the fact you didn't take a Canadian ride. Um, how close did you come to doing it, or did you just is it kind of, kind of you just want to make it down here instead of uh, instead of in Canada? Yeah. Um, well, at one point, you know, like 
it was such a hard decision because, I mean, um, obviously I want to make it down here, but I don't have a lot of support down here, so it's hard to, you know, mm-hmm. like I depend on my parents basically getting me to every race and buy my bikes and everything. So luckily I've been fortunate enough to have uh, great parents behind me and all the family support. But um, the biggest thing with Canada is just, um, you know, I look at it as, you know, I can always come here and race, you know, when yeah. I've uh, tried my best to yeah, do Steve's right. what I can down there. Steve's right. He's right. That's his theory. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Of course, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, because, I mean, it's not like your speed. You know, in a couple of years, two, three years, if this U.S. thing isn't working out, you go back home and you'll be a, you know, a top top podium guy, if not a winner in uh, in Canada. So why not? I, I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but then again, maybe your wallet, you know, doesn't like it, what you're doing this year. So. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what, did you see the, the results from the NIMO, the opening round up there? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty crazy mutter. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Who's your pick? Who's your picks uh, for the titles up there in both classes? Um, I got a root for my uh, my Canadian boys. You know, uh, obviously, uh, I'd love to see Colm uh, do it again just yeah. because uh, I think he's uh, he's great rider and whatnot. So, um, him and uh, obviously, I'd like to see Beats on the on the yeah two fifty. Yeah, you know, he's been at it for so long, and I'd love to see him pull it off this year. He made it through the first turn. That's all we had to do that, and that was the success. Yep. <laughs> What did he get uh, this yeah. weekend? Uh, he got second overall. I think he went two six or something, or no? Because Teddy won with a seven. I don't know. He got. I think Beats got second overall, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So second sec, second's pretty good, and uh, um, that series looks like it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. I think it's going to be interesting to see what can Gurky kind of sound like he was the man, but then he's a good sand mud rider, so. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be um, it's gonna be tough for Colin this year, I think, just with the new team and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, he knows what to do, and he's consistent. So, yeah. Hey, did you have uh, who were your heroes growing up? As far as Canadian moto, or even American moto, or whatever, how uh, how was it? Who was your hero? Um, I always looked up to um, JSR, obviously, but um, Blair hey. Morgan, Doug DeHaan, those guys. Um, actually, Doug DeHaan always would because uh, my brothers used to race pro, and he'd always come and ride with us and stuff. And I always thought that was really cool. So, yeah, I was looked up to him. Doug DeHaan, yeah, Doug is yeah. a good guy. Living in Manitoba now, by the way. In case you're wondering. Yeah. Living? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Where I'm from. Back in Canada. I know. I know this dude that's won some titles from the Manitoba. Oh, you do? Yeah. Who would that be? Some co-host. Yeah. A co-host. Four Manitoba titles, Watson. Take take that. Um, well, hey, man, uh, good job this year, and uh, keep it up. I'm, I'm always following you, obviously, uh, as, uh, you know, you're probably the lone Canadian. We can't call Wilson Canadian. He doesn't want to be called Canadian. <laughs> nope. So, uh, as the lone Canadian guy, well, John John Pock, too. I don't know him at all, yep. but he's down there riding. Um, and, and he did good this weekend. Maybe it was last weekend. But anyways, I follow you, and I'm interested in seeing how you're doing. I like your story, privateer guy, uh, you know, rolling the dice and seeing what you can do. And it's it's super cool, man. So. Yeah, I, I thank you. Thank you for the support and everything uh, yeah. interesting me. So, thanks. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I, I think people are getting a little tired of it on Twitter. I think I'm getting some anti-Cole Thompson <laughs> backlash. So I, I, might need to, I might need to back it down a little bit. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate good it. luck this weekend, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Canada's got Cole Thompson, everybody. Uh, no phone calls for Cole. No Surprisingly. Phone calls for Cole. Surprisingly. Yeah, I am surprised. It happens sometimes. Surprised when the Canucks call down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Canucks call. See what in. happens. See what happens when you open it up to the Canucks. You get no nothing. You know, we try to help those guys out and bring their guys on the show. Do you even know who Cole Thompson is at all? Like, 
No, I wouldn't know if he walked right up to me. What Lowell, about on the Lowell, track? Lowell Thompson, right? I know who Lowell Thompson is. What happened to Lowell Thompson? Like, I don't know. Top, top 80 rider. He was good. He was good in the pros for a while. He rode for that Nolene team with Smale. They had team, we call them Team <laughs> Fufu. There was Patterson, uh, Chad Patterson with their hair sticking out of their back of their helmet. <laughs> Kyle Lewis, Lance Smale, and Lowell Thompson. They That's, all rode Nolene, I think in like 90-something. He did make it the pro. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was good. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Hey, Tech One Graphics. Let's give away some Tech One Graphics. These are yeah. Pulp MX Tech One Graphics. Uh, you got to have a semi-decent modern bike. Which has been good. The last two winners have had that. So right. let's do the third caller. Sure. Third? Not anything more than six. And let's try and not hang up on whoever the winner is this time. Just just my opinion, though. Watson hit my hand. And we hung. <laughs> hey, and he called back? The dude called back? Yes. And I, I have. Do you think that was him, though? I think so. Kind of a raspy voice, a little bit. I think or it was a him. Muted voice. I think it was him. All right. Okay. To, tell him we'll send him a. What are we going to do for him? I, I, what can we do for info, him? So we can talk to him. What can we do for him? Kenny? We'll figure it out. Let's not waste uh, valuable uh, air so time right now. Which call are we taking, by the way? Because it's already What full. did I say, Tits? He said call number three? six. You said three. He said six. I said, I said six. No, I said nothing more than six. Oh, Jesus Christ. What did you say? <laughs> How about hey. this? How about this? Congratulations. All right. Right on. What kind of bike do you got? Uh, 2011 KX85. Sorry, not new enough. KX80, 2011? <laughs> I was joking. Yes. <laughs> Wait, 2011 KX85? Yes. How old are you? It's for my son. Oh, okay, no. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to say the bike was from, that's my kid's bike. And I went, to, I went to, okay, right on, dude. Congratulations. Kenny was a little confused yeah. there. I was. I was like, dude, wait a minute. Right on, no, dude. a huge club fan. Right on, where are you from? Uh, Kentucky. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Tyler Bowers from Kentucky, right? Yeah. Right on, dude. Well, uh, uh, Ryan Sides. What about my favorite guy from Kentucky of all time, Ben Riddle? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know who else is from Kentucky? Justin Sipes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pooh? Yeah. What about the Haydens? Oh, yeah, Haydens are from Kentucky. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Family and, of Speed. Hey, what's, what, what's your Ryan name? Ryan Sides. What's your name? Uh, Brandon. Brandon. Uh, all right, man. Well, we're going to put you on hold. You won the Tech One uh, Congratulations, designs, Brandon. Pulp MX graphics for the KX85. Can you send us a photo of it when you get them oh, all yeah. done up and all that? We'll put it out there for people. For sure. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, man. All right. Thank you. All right. You uh, – uh, hold on. There we go. I got him. Tits. You can get him. Okay. Um, we got Paul Lindsay coming up. Let's read this email, and we'll be done with this. A lot of emails. Uh – this guy, Justin, says um, he won a KTM contest for Vegas. He was KTM Parts Online guy that we gave a, a plug to. He met Kenny. No, he didn't meet Kenny. He was very upset. He did not meet Kenny. He did meet uh, JT and Ivan Tedesco, Race Tech, Big Nasty. He met Big Nasty. He was uh, There was only one thing missing, a sighting of Watson. He must have been at the pool. And uh, he also bought some X-Brand uh, Goggles? Where at? Where is where is this guy at? He went to he went to Vegas and Hangtown. Um, he won a trip Vegas and Hangtown. Nice. Oh, and Red Bull X Fighters. Cool. Yeah. I was only at one of those events out of the three. Yeah. So, Justin thanks us for thanking KTM Parts Online. I'll tell you the truth though, the guys were threatening me so much that if I didn't say KTM Parts Online, I thought they were going to maybe beat me down. So, um, kind of scary stuff. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. We're going to get some voicemails. We have a X-Brand tear-off segment question for Kenny Watson. Uh, Watson, so this weekend, what's the, what's the plan? What's your deal? Uh, high point? No, high point. No, high point. Uh, might go to Havasu, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Enjoying your time off. Are you going into the office during the week? Oh, yeah, I go every day. Every day. Every so day. Hart's not letting you take a Friday off or nothing. No, he told me that I could take like a, a two to three weeks off or a month off, and um, I could go on a vacation, kind of like a bonus that he would pay for. But oh, he yeah. told me that last year that um, he was going to do that for me like in October, and I just got too busy, and I just couldn't take time off. Right. And my girl at the time couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get it scheduled in, and then Supercross started. And then, you know, it's just been super busy. I got Mammoth coming up in two weeks, and then the X Games is coming up. The week at, that's What's the, going on in X Games? No. What what are you guys doing? Step up or anything like Hart's that? Hart's doing speed and Hart's competing oh. in his last X Games ever, speed and style. And uh and Josh Hansen's Josh Hansen is doing best whip. Lenovich got in best whip, by the way. I know he Billy did. Billy Lenovich, yeah. I, I know he did. Hey, so how's uh silly season looking for your team? Pretty silly. Silly? Uh yeah. you getting calls though? No. It's going, right? I mean. No, no calls. No calls. I've called agents. They don't call me back. Come on. Swear to God. Really? Swear to God. They don't like your program? They don't like I, your image? I don't know what their deal is. They're going to have to like it, though, eventually when all the rides are taken up and they need to get the spots filled. Next year, two semis for you guys again? Yes. Everything? Yep. All right. I'm interested to see what's going on. Hey, uh, Tits, can we get our next guest on? Absolutely. You think we can do that? Let's do that. I, I we think can we this, can. can. We can move this can. thing along a little bit. Does he even know Paul? He wasn't even here when Paul was here, was he? No, Paul and I were, yeah, we were. Paul, Paul only made it like five or six shows, right? Yeah, Four five, or five. five, six shows. Yeah. I'll never forget I, the day. I'll never forget the day that we, I invited Kenny to come on over in studio to hang out. And then Paul, that did not go well. I remember. That did not go well. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> but it was not, not good if you were, you know. Do you think if Paul was still around, the show would be still going? Truthfully. Uh... Well, it, w- I, it wouldn't be near I, what I, it is. I don't think it'd still be going because our sponsor pulled out. Remember? True. <laughs> One thing people need to realize is like we're all making money from this show, and when we're not making money, like we're not doing this for free. Like I'm not going to do this for free, and you aren't. I do it for the love. Just know you don't. The money. We'll deal with that on voicemails. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it would have gone. You know, it'd be interesting. wasn't well, It wasn't as interesting with them. You know. But yeah, we 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 definitely we 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 missing. He some. has that dry sense of humor, very dry. Yeah. Are you gonna get, are you gonna be civil with him? I'll time? try. I'll try. Promise. Yes. Until he says something stupid. Oh yeah, I, I gave you the wrong number, Tit. Sorry. Oops. Yeah. Give him. A, take the call on the other number. Um, hey, as long as he doesn't say something stupid, and start. Will you promise me you won't ask him about his notebook? Yeah. Okay. His binder or whatever. You probably promise me you won't ask him about his show. The Which monster show, the pit show. He still does. He does it outdoors. No, no. Supercross, he did, didn't he? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Oh, let's take this caller while we wait for him. Hey, who's this? Hey, this is Mark. What's up, Mark? Uh, just listening to the show, hanging out. Oh, right on. Hey, yeah, thanks. Cool. Yeah, we're hanging out too. Hey, so what's going on, dude? Uh, nothing, man. Over on the East Coast, in Michigan. Yeah. Listening to the show before I hit the sack. Late right. for, you always make late you time. always make me late for work on Tuesdays. Wow! Hey, just don't listen to them. Download it then. Yeah. Well, why do you gotta listen live? Listen on the archive, oh, bro. I'm addicted. Hey, so you're from Michigan? Yeah. Nick Way fan? 
Oh yeah. Baja Acre fan? Kelly Smith? Uh Kelly, I've seen him race Pontiac a couple times. Yeah. Brian ba- Swank. Baja Acres. That's where I landed on a kid. Brian Swank. Yeah, I remember that. Todd DeHoop. Todd DeHoop. Keith Bowen. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mark sounds like he's a little older, so maybe he remembers those names. Yeah. So did you just call to say hi or what's the deal? Oh, uh, I was hope, hoping to get some graphics. Oh, yeah. No, we gave the, there was the third caller. Hey, you know away. what? Uh, if you didn't win them, buddy, you can go to uh, Tech One Designs and uh, purchase them. No problem. Support the show. Support the brand. Yeah. Support the people yeah. that are supporting us. Hey, help support your addiction. How about that? Yeah. You can, you can type in uh, Pulpamex15 and save yourself 15% off, Mark. There you go. Pulpamex graphics. graphics. Sweet. All right. I'm glad I could be the uh, worst caller of the night. All right. Well, thank you for calling then. Good night. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Bye. All right. Yeah, that was a sweet call. Best caller of the night. I like Mark. Yeah, that was cool. Mark seemed like he could just hang out for a little while. Yeah, he just say, hey, what's going on? Not much. What are you doing? No, nothing, nothing much. Yeah. We're just chilling here, just sitting in, this, in the studio, watching the basketball game, talking to you, Mark. Let's get to our next guest. Um, former co-host of the Pulpomex Show. No, of uh, the Moto Show. Of the Moto Show. Turned in Pulpomex Show. Working for Leop Bryce, uh, former owner of Team Moto World, and many other things in the industry. Paul Lindsay. Paul, what's up? Hi. Am I the ninth caller? Yeah, you bet. Did, you, you win did some, I win? You win some uh, Moto Show stickers that I have laying around here. Heck, do you have any of the old, like, vintage Moto Show ones that say Mathis and Lindsay? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's the ones I'm trying to. That's what I oh, mean. Oh, sweet. I All got right. some. Yeah, you can win. You can, you can awesome. have a bunch. Uh, <laughs> hey. I, I got a roll of them laying here that you gave me. Oh, there you go. Burn them. <laughs> They're garbage. Hey, that's uh, right. They don't, they don't say Watson on them. That's your, fault. That's your problem. Get, get, get out of my chair, dude. Do you ever, we, we, we hey. go, we've been over this. Do you ever look back, Paul, and just just think about like, hey, like you're like you're like the fifth beetle. You're like the beetle that walked away. Hey, Paul. <laughs> hey, Paul. You know what the awesome thing is? As soon as you What's left, that? we got all new chairs. We got new computers. When we got real sponsors with good money, and we upgraded. <laughs> now we're in big captain's chairs. I, I believe it. I Huge. believe it. Hey, yeah. in, in all seriousness, seriousness, guys, I'm I'm pumped for you guys. It has gone. Stop way longer it. and you know way Stop better it. than I think even Steve could have imagined. So uh, more power to you. Obviously, when Steve and I talked about doing this way back when, what's it been? Year and a half, two years, whatever. Uh, I think obviously this is somewhat we what we envisioned it growing to. But obviously, uh, just a little disagreement on the content. But uh, again, for the record, I never disliked the direction you guys are going. It just wasn't what I had in mind. And it's not like I'm some prude that. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't want to laugh and have fun and do it. It was just not what I had in mind. So, but, like I said, though, I think I think it's pretty cool what you guys have done. So no no regrets about being like the Beatle, the guy who walked quit the Beatles. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it was it was getting uh, the travel schedule flying back yeah. and forth to Vegas every week was kind of gnarly for the twelve weeks or whatever it was. So it was I, it was hectic, but yeah, I, no, I, I miss it. I, I would love to have uh, kept doing something, but at the time, you know, the timing of it was tough too with everything else I had going on and yeah. And, uh, yeah, you never know. I wish you would have stayed Kenny, on. I mean, you, you got Kenny, so. Well, that's Enough the thing. Said. I wish you would have stayed on, and then I could have actually seen a full-blown fight with you <laughs> and Kenny at some point. That would have been awesome. No. That might still happen. <laughs> that was mania. What do you think, Kenny? Uh, that could happen. Well, dude, I, I wish I, I, I would take you up on that, but I got issues <laughs> right now with my, uh, with my eye, and I can't really see out of it too well. But, uh, I, uh, but I, I still might do it because I don't really think if we went to Ellis Mania. That's probably the best shot I would have of taking you. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Even with one eye, I don't think you could knock me. <laughs> you might be able to beat me up boxing, but you're not going to knock me out. I mean, 
Uh, well, no, it's his, I doubt, it's I his left eye. I don't but... even. I don't even think that I could even hit you, Paul. I mean, dude, I've known you so long. I couldn't even like. I I couldn't even imagine that. Like, I wouldn't even think I, it would go to fight. I mean, if, the closest... it got, if it got to that point, I would just kick you in the nuts as hard as I could and run the other way. The only oh, wow. way, the only time I ever, 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 ever even thought like how mad I was that I wanted to like hit you was on that poker game on the way home. <laughs> Hey, and I've I've gotten you that mad riled up quite a few times playing, playing poker. poker. Actually, yes. yeah. He, Ken, Kenny's known to flip the table over and just. Hey, do you remember? Out of the room do you now. remember we were at Pontiac playing in that hotel lobby? I was snapped there too, and I remember oh, yeah. Bronzo. Yeah, he's yeah, got a you, short fuse when it comes to cards too. You gotta calm down. This is supposed to be fun. I said, "Fun? This isn't Who fun." This or Bron. This money. Or Bron. Yeah, I said, "This ain't fun." I can imagine all the mistakes uh, he made. Oh my god, that oh, was fun. Calling the poker game. Uh, so Paul, um, your hometown national, Lakewood, Colorado, came and went. Yeah, and uh, always you, a good time. What'd you Stressful, think? Though you know how it is. What'd you think? Wait, wait, why were you stressed? Well, it's just it's fun, but it's a different kind of fun. You get to see so many people that you haven't seen in so long, and everybody needs something or wants something or wants to talk to you and needs passes, and it's uh, it's just stressful in a different kind of way. But it's fun. I always enjoy going to that race. I raced my very first national there. At that very track, for those people who don't know, actually, Weege called me during the week trying to sort out the details on that because a lot of people think it's a new national, which it technically is because they got the date from Troy, Ohio, but it's technically not. That very track hosted nationals back in the uh, uh, early to late 90s, well, early mid-90s. I guess the last national there, my first national when I was 16, was 87, I believe, and then they shut it down after that for however long until it came back and the, the layout like many tracks like steel city or any of them has changed a lot but you know basically is the same like the start the uphills and downhills there's been tweaks and turns and new chicanes or whatever but essentially it's the same track it's been since the 80s so with one huge difference the topsoil too i guess that being said it was like lake rock back then i think yeah. that's why they canceled it it was like lake elsinore i saw a but, video uh, i saw the video from the 87 race dusty and hard Dude, back. it was bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was bad. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's always was cool. It a, I mean, was I'm, it a I'm really proud of our a, state. Yeah, was it a two twenty five five hundred or two fifty five hundred? I think they've had both. They had, uh, I think when I did it, it was one twenty five two fifty, and then the or, no, the other way around. I think it was one twenty five five hundred the last year I did it, and then uh, I think it was a one twenty five five hundred. And then they had it back in the late seventies too at a track just over the hill from there. Mm-hmm. And that's the part I was even getting confused on because seventy nine, my dad actually promoted it when I was just a kid. Uh, Goat Brecker won the race. Uh, Bob Hanna was there. Howard Tim, that whole thing, and you know it was really cool. That was just literally as the crow flies, probably a quarter mile, half mile over the hill, I guess, somewhere in there. And then uh, they moved to Castle Rock for two years, the legendary Castle Rock race where Rick Johnson broke his wheel and lost the championship to Donnie Hansen. Um, that was 82, I think. And then it moved back to Lakewood. So it was, I think it was Castle Rock 81, 82, and then back to Lakewood on the new Lakewood where it sits now, like uh, from 83 to 87, I believe. So, uh, yeah, either way, good times. Like I said, I'm I'm proud Coloradoan, so... What uh? What'd you make of James Stewart's crash? Uh, <laughs> that's a controversial question. Right into it, huh? I, you know, I was bench racing with my brother-in-law about this, who is a super fan, and he he's usually got a pretty uh, clear view and unbiased view. But he, I was telling him, I my, my gut reaction when I first saw the GoPro video 
was like no way in hell that had anything to do with this crash. Then I started thinking about it and he- heard, you know, James said that it did and that he lost focus or whatever it was. And, and as you guys know, it's always a different perception from what the fans see or even the mechanics or anybody than when you're on the bike. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, takeout moves, dirty moves, block passes, whatever, always look completely different when you're watching versus when you've got the helmet on. So you've got to give him some kind of discount there, I guess, if you will. Then when I saw the other view of it and saw how he basically did adjust his line, he didn't adjust in midair or anything like that. Some people were saying he chose that line on the outside of the jump, and that's why he was over there. Well, if you watch closely, Dungey chose the same line over the jump Mm -hmm. but darted to the inside when he landed. So I have to believe – that it's somewhere in between. James, in my opinion, I don't think he is one to make something like that up just to whine or point fingers. I think it had something to do, whether he literally changed his line and it, it ruined him, or he just had that momentary you know, loss of concentration, which, as you know, you know can mean everything mm-hmm. at that speed. And the other thing, my brother-in-law brought up a good point, too. You know, even, even us, all of us in the industry that know what fast is, Nobody really knows what James's speed is, or you know, there's a couple, two or three guys on the planet that can circulate a track at that speed. Timmy's one of them, and uh, it's you know, it's not a local race. Those guys are coming up on you a lot faster than you think in person when somebody runs across the track. So the people that have that opinion that saw that guy running across the track, they really have no clue how fast some of those top guys are going at that speed. So I, I think it had potentially something to do with it is my final right. opinion, I guess. Right. My final answer for $1 million. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're, I think you're, I don't think you can. Sounds like he broke it down pretty well as usual. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, he didn't leave anything out and he went to a super <laughs> fan. Very, very ambiguous. Yeah. I didn't choose sides, right? Yeah, exactly. Wasn't anybody's fault. I wouldn't expect anything less out of you, Paul. Exactly. Where's JT? JT Money always calls me out for that, that I'm, I'm wishy-washy and I, I never commit to one side or the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, could get, we, we can have him on and you can argue with him. Uh, that's right whether you're wishy-washy or not uh but you'll be probably be wishy-washy in that argument <laughs> exactly uh, i will there's that fucking laugh <laughs> <laughs> i love this guy right here uh hey uh, what about um what about your job at leot how's that going leot brace uh that's um that's kind of your gig now and talk about that yeah. and, and how you like it and, and how's it going i love it i mean uh i feel very blessed very lucky to have the job i mean it's something that came up I think last time I was on, I told you guys the right time mm-hmm. in my life, the right time in my career. I think it was, uh, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I was sort of wrapping up the agent thing. Obviously, that was not the smartest move after shutting the team down to jump into being an agent. I thought it was. but yeah, you didn't like that, you know, huh? The, you didn't like that, that deal. I, I, I don't blame I, you. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I did. I thought I would, and I, I would if things had gone better and I hadn't got stiffed by a couple riders and the economy hadn't gone so bad. And uh-huh. it was just a, you know, pile of things went wrong all there's the wrong a, time and i there, think things could have turned out differently but overall you're right i i didn't a, really <clears throat> like the skin i was in in general i think agents get a bad rap in this industry as being slime balls and some of them are some, some of them, them aren't are, but yeah. i didn't like the way long time long time friends or industry you know acquaintances looked at me as an agent so I, uh, it was kind of an awkward feeling i got a team manager that tells me all the time you need to be an agent mathis you know everybody you need to be an agent you'll make so much oh, money. yeah and I'm just like, no, I, I don't, you know, no. You know what, though? Check this out. I, I always thought anybody can come an agent, but legally you can't. You need to be binded for contracts 
Some anyone just can't be an agent and do contracts and have money like that. It's illegal. Seems like no, that, seems that's, like that's not actually true. You can. It just depends on where you're doing it. it the, the proper way to do it, especially in the state of California, is to be registered with the state. You don't need to be an attorney or anything. You just have to register as a sports agent. I mean, there's there's a few different ways to do it, and not everybody has done it the proper way. It's sort of the Wild West. It's not like the NFL where it's regulated yeah. and mandated with the NFL Players Association, and there's only so many people, and you have to go through classes and everything. It's Wait, very Paul, you know what? Hold on a second. Open. I, do you remember the day we took the ride in the car and we talked about this? Do you remember? I'm going to play it back for you, the, the ride in the car we took. Remember this Uh-oh. day? Remember this Buddy, day? just in the neighborhood. And that's tough. <laughs> that chair reeks like butt. I agree. I am so happy. I am so happy. Let's not kid ourselves here. Are you going to freaking argue with me? That's bullcrap. I have to disagree with you. Go rest until tonight. That's what I was just going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Easy, Paul. I've got a Red Bull cracked open. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I need time to get my head on straight. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't really give a shit. Fuck it. I try to always turn a negative into a positive. I agree. You just never know. This is what I think. You're not right all the time, Paul. I have to disagree with you. <laughs> I could be mistaken. Hang yourself. That's tough. <laughs> I do like the, that's tough, go hang yourself mm-hmm. stuff. Did you, did you know that when you... That, that- that's impressive. I got to say two things. For one, I'm, I'm very impressed that yeah. somebody took the time to put that together yeah. with, with clips and whatnot. Number two, I guarantee it wasn't Kenny that put that together. But uh, <laughs> either way, that, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, hey, Paul, do you, remember nice this part? do you remember this part of the show? That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open. <laughs> how can I? How can I forget? You guys won't let me. Um, yeah, that that was uh, That's because Red Bull paid us so much money and did so much. That, that was one of your personal sponsors. That clip was pretty funny. That little conversation was was. They did a good job on that. I don't. Yeah, did that, Swiss that's good that? stuff. That's actually. It's funny you guys did that because there's so many things that I wanted to do along those lines with with right. funky editing and commercial stuff that that I still have notes on that I want to do that I was going to do some stuff with Weege on the Racer X show on my. Uh, Oh, the motocross show. show and oh, we yeah, just never yeah. got around to it. Yeah, yeah, that that show. Hey, a couple of a uh, couple yeah. of emails. Uh, Lowell Thompson is landscaping in Idaho, and yep. somebody else sent in and said the uh, the Lakewood race in '87 was the last 250 national of the year. The next week was the 500s. So then I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I know one was I seen them both there recently. Right. I mean, re- at the end of the last uh, run at Lakewood, they had both. I just don't know what years they were. So I, right. I thought it was that 87 year was 500s, but it must have been 250. Uh, hey, so anyway, Leot, Leot Brace, how do you like it? Well, no, look, wait, let's finish the agent stuff first. So, um, yeah, uh, you got to be – and some agents are friends of mine, and they're good guys, but you got to be a particular type of guy, I think, to be an agent. You do. And at the end of the day, really, agents are a filter for the rider, period. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, some do it differently. Some guys, and for the record, I never handled any of my riders' money, which I think is, I don't know. Some, some riders might need that, at some of the higher-end guys. Uh, that's a whole other level of, of managing or, or, or being an agent. Uh, I, I brokered the deals. I reviewed the contracts. I negotiated things. And, you know, at the end of the day, I had guys – saying, you know, telling me one thing and, and telling a, a team another, 
Yeah. And it was it was dirty. It was just like I was the and I ended up being the bad guy. And it happens a lot. Right. You'll have a guy and I won't I won't say who, but you'll have a a rider tell me to negotiate with the team. He loves it. He wants to be there. And then the dad called me calls me the same night and say, "Dude, you need to be calling this, that, and the other team because we want out of here bad." And it yeah. it all comes back on the agent. And that's you know fair enough. That's part of the agent's job as long as people realize that. I, I wasn't calling the shots. I worked for the rider. Yeah. The rider tells me where he wants to be. I present him opportunities and tell him what I think. I can advise him. But at the end of the day, it's his choice, and he's telling me where he wants to go, and I can only give him my advice or my opinion. But at the end of the day, like I said, he's paying me. I work for him. So I think a lot of people in this industry still don't realize that. I don't know many, if any at all, where the agent says, you are going to this deal right here. You're yeah. taking this deal forget the other one, blah, blah, blah. And I think too many people want to think that that's happening and it's the evil agent and why did he talk him into taking that deal and mm-hmm. why did he do this, why did he forsake that deal. It just doesn't happen that way. Well, so, for sure, but having an agent as a, does, as a rider does make you like a little bit of Teflon. That's kind of why you pay him a little bit, you know? Sure, um, sure. Hey, did you ever settle with all the guys that kind of you had stuff going on with? Did anything happen like that? <laughs> Did, did, funny, you should, funny you should mention. Oh, yeah, yes and no. I uh, okay. had to drag had to drag one to court, into court. Got a judgment. Uh, have a judgment. It was pretty open and shut. I don't know how it could be any more black and white. I mean, mm-hmm. I still to this day love to hear what his version of the story is because he won't tell me why he felt that yeah. uh, a friendship and a contract and work fulfilled uh, required him to not pay me a penny, but. He didn't, so I took it to court. The judge, of course, saw it the same way. Yeah. Case closed, pretty open and shut, and he still hasn't paid. So I have to go like through a collection agency, and it's a big pain in the ass. And he has the money; he's got plenty of money. So it's that—that that was kind of the final straw for me on that one. So to, you know, to answer your question, I guess yes and no. I've collected on hmm. basically that's, all that's but one or yeah. one and a half, I guess, kind of. How about how about this? When you have you ever been taken to court? To pay, to pay, to pay a contract. To pay a contract when you didn't pay someone. No. When you were a team owner. Negative. Never. Nope. Okay. Never. Um, no. Hey, so. Why do you know something? I don't know. Can I Somebody call you, coming after me? <laughs> can I call? Can I call you out on something right now? Yeah. No. Unless I'm forgetting something. That's what I was just gonna say. Do you know something? I don't know. What do you got? What happened with uh, Kyle Partridge? Did they didn't take you to court? No. <laughs> Most definitely not. He threatened to. His dad threatened to fly up to Colorado and rip my head up and shove it off my shove it up my ass. I still have the tape recording on my my voicemail just in case he did. I my wife would know who who murdered me. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's play it. Play it for me. Yeah, no, I don't have it sitting right here, but I there's do nothing, have it. There's nothing that could happen because he's he passed away. So and I, exactly, and I I forgave him and Kyle way before that. I mean, God rest his soul. I think he was just hot because his son got let go, but no, that you can call me on all you want. Nobody took me to court on that. Again, they threatened to. We we let him go at Suzuki's discretion as well, by the way. Uh, he was contracted via Suzuki, and it was a, a dual judgment call, and uh, he wasn't happy about it, and I don't blame him. It was a rough deal. We were switching the Yamaha. It was not a good situation, so... Um, but, again, I like Kyle. I mean, I'd like to think that we buried the hatchet. At least I, when I see him, I Tell him he's doing good and wish him luck, and he exchanges pleasantries with me. I've given him some Liat stuff, and if if he still hates me, then that's a bummer, but that's the way it goes in this business. Chris Goffs are the same way. Those are kind of the only two that I had a rough 
dealing with as writers. Uh, Gertie you gave, and I you have gave, a few words, you gave, but sort you of. Gave, you thing. gave uh, Partridge Lee Epray stuff? Yeah. Why didn't he wear that shit? And he wouldn't have gotten I don't it. know. Good question. I uh, wish he would. Yeah, how's the Lee thing going? How do you like it? Talk about that. Like a I said, bit. I, I love it. I've got, uh, I work with good people. Everybody there, it's a great, you know, family <laughs> staff. I mean, my both my bosses, my media boss Jason, we click on so many different levels. We talk every day and we get things done. His boss, the general manager Phil Davy, is one of my longest, oldest friends in the industry. He was one of my first sponsors back at AXO. He was the export manager back at AXO, and when I was doing my overseas races, he used to hook me up with a lot of uh, overseas deals with like the AXO importer and stuff. And I I couldn't be happier. Like I said, I feel mm-hmm. lucky to have the job. They're great guys. And they they tolerate me working from Colorado, which is always nice. And just like the agent thing, just like a mechanic, just like anything. Well, actually, mechanic is a bad example because those are the most underrated guys in this sport. But any job that you think is easy, it's never easy. Like, I was blown away at how much came with this position that I thought was going to be pretty easy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's any job, anything. But I feel... Like I said, pretty blessed to have the job that I do, and I love the product. I, I tell everybody this, you know, till I'm blue in the face, and sometimes people don't believe me, but it's it's from the heart. I took the job because I believe in the product. I, and now that I've been there a year and a half or so now, I believe in it even more. Having seen a lot of the things that go on behind the scenes, it's not you know everybody's just so hungry for conspiracy and drama. It's there's no big evil, you know plan to, to sell just to make it's not about making money i mean dr chris lee had invented this thing because he wanted to do something good and you guys all remember what it was like when ernie and james marshall and those guys got hurt we all were like this is enough like i was sick of it i was like somebody has to do something i think we all need to remember that feeling because the further away we get from that the more you see guys taking the brace off and it's like we're going right back to running with scissors again and it kind of bums me out because again i i i if I quit tomorrow, I would say the same thing about this product, or God forbid if I got yeah, fired tomorrow. Um, I would still believe in this product, not just the brace. The chest protector is the most unbelievable chest protector I've ever seen in my life. I'm not just being a sales guy. I get paid to give this stuff away. I don't sell it. So, I mean, it, this is, like I said, it's from the heart. I, I feel pretty lucky to work for a company that I'm passionate about, and I have a product. And, this, you know, you see a lot of guys say that, and then the next week they're working for a different goggle company and swearing that the other one was shit that they worked for all the whole oh, all along. Oh, that sounds, oh, that, 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 that sounds really better, familiar. You know? oh, big guy? So. Big guy? Uh, worked for that company for, like, 80 years? Yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> No, no, no. That wasn't a shot at him. That <laughs> yes, was, it was. Uh, yes, it was. It just came out of my mouth. It could have been that gears. Could have been geared. Could have been tires. No. That was nothing against that guy. I love that guy. Don't no. worry. We got it. We got it. All right. All right. <laughs> Is there anybody you don't like, Paul? Because you love everybody. No, dude. There's tons of guys I don't like. I just try not to. Am I one you know, of them? It's too small of an industry. <laughs> I mean, besides you, Kenny, there's not many. Yeah, but you could tell me. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um. I'm just kidding. No, I, I try not to. There's definitely guys, you know how it is. I mean, there's probably guys that I'm sure there's plenty of them that, that hate me, but that I'll tell you right now, that's one of my weaknesses for sure. My wife, I drive her nuts with it. It bums me out when people don't like me. I'm like, why? What did I do? <laughs> I try too hard to please people, and I it bites me in the ass for sure, and I, I try to be the same way to other people. But there's definitely you know, a handful of people that I, uh, that I just don't get along with, I guess, for not for lack of trying, I suppose, but... Um, 
Yeah, well, it, it, it happens. Don't worry. So, you get used to it. The more and more it happens, the more you get used to it. Don't hey, Paul, so for sure. you do in-service uh, rider support for Liet. Um, are you? Do you go to, like, all the outdoor nationals, or what's your schedule? Pretty much you pick every single one, plus some GNCCs, plus uh, some mountain bike stuff. I Yeah, I've been – I traveled. I was at just whining to my boss about this a couple weeks ago when they wanted me to come out to California uh, in between uh, – ta- or, excuse me, in before Hangtown that whole week, and it was literally my 20th wedding anniversary on Tuesday, and I was whining that I did 39 flights last year, and uh, with the team all those years, the most I think I ever did was like 34, and I thought that was insane. So, uh, yeah, I travel a lot. I basically hit every single round. I might miss one Supercross and one outdoor, but I'm usually doing a GNCC or something else. Yeah. So it's it's pretty what you, gnarly uh, what for you, sure. What are you doing during the week? Is it kind of like uh, you do any sales during stuff? The week, or it's you... Trying to get yeah, exactly. Trying to keep up with emails, phone calls, orders. Rate, I have a race report to do. I'm trying to order product for the next round Bro. and get hotel stuff dialed in where I need to ship it. And I've got usually endless emails basically to get caught up on with people that have sponsor yeah. requests or event uh, sponsorship requests. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy because it's not just a, a it's not a small group of riders like a gear company or goggle company. I mean, we have right now, uh, you know, a lot of our guys are hurt, so it's kind of a bummer. But I guess at the same time, it's a little bit off of workload for me. But I, I mean, at any given time in the pro pits at an outdoor, especially, I'll have close to forty riders, <laughs> and I can't service all of them. Yeah, I can't I go say, clean all their you, braces in between motos, yeah, and some yeah. guys, you know, who some gets, guys. Uh, who gets the that? service? Who gets the service ball? Who gets it? Who gets the magic? Nobody. I just choose. I just try not to do any of them, to be honest. Then I got criticized for it once by a, a certain rider's parent who was trying to tell me that Alpine Stars was over there doing the other guy's brace. And I was like, well, yeah, for one, they've only got like four riders and they've got about an army of people working for them. And that's not a knock on Alpine Stars. You know, I, I like those guys, but I'm one person with like 35 to 40 riders. I can't. I can't show favoritism, and I've got other things going on, too. I've got to make sure that not just the top guys, but the privateers are getting love, too. And when I say getting love, I'm not cleaning their braces. I'm making sure they yeah. have braces and that nothing's broke or right. fell apart or that they need a new pad kit or a new graphics kit because we do graphics for a lot of our top guys, too, and that's a process to put those on every week. So, so did you fix Jason uh, Anderson's uh, brace, how he hucked it in Seattle? What happened there? Salt that Lake. was in Salt Lake, Salt actually. Lake. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. my heart skipped a beat because I thought something happened because, to be honest, the one uh, with Dungey at Steel City was my fault. A, a bolt that I've never seen come loose in a, in a year working there came loose and just happened to happen. And, I mean, I guess shit happened, so I you know, I took the blame for that one. And, like I said, when I saw Anderson throw it off over the triple, I'm like, wanted to crawl under a rock, but he – told me after the race that he just forgot to buckle it on the line, and I, I grilled him on it and said, are you sure, dude? And I looked at the brace, and nothing was broken, and he, he swore up and down. He just forgot to buckle it. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm surprised that Dungey took his off. He, you know, he, a lot of these guys are superstitious, and, and they don't like it, but Ryan Dungey won a shit ton of races and championships with the Leap brace. <clears throat> And so yeah. you know that he can go good. He told me he got rid of it because of the service sucked. <laughs> yeah. He told me the same thing, Kenny. But uh, no. yeah, surprising. No. And he hasn't put another one on. He just has gone. Uh, he's gone braceless. Yeah. No. Of course, we. You know, we were we were sort of wondering, waiting for the other shoe to drop, if that's what was going on. Because, you know, again, for the record, guys, you, just to be clear to the, your listeners and and you guys and everything to clear this up, because I've heard you guys talk about this before. We do not pay guys to wear the brace now let me clarify that we pay riders 
but we don't pay them to put the brace on. In other words, every one of those guys, our, our big six last year before Dungey took it off and JB took it off, uh, Dungey, Kennard, Short, Wyndham, Millsaps, and uh, who am I forgetting? Brayton. Mm-hmm. And, and then even you could throw Baggett in there too. Those guys, all seven of them, wore the brace at one point in their career for free. Okay? Then, and this was before I started, so I, have, I always have a hard time doing the Tony Alessi thing and saying we, but uh, because even though I've been there a year and a half, I never feel like it's a we. They, Liat, the company, paid those guys as a goodwill gesture. They started paying guys like, hey, we should pay this guy a bonus for winning this race or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of got into a point where they were paying, we were paying them as spokesperson to be you know, representative of our company. We never want to feel like we're paying a guy to wear the brace. I, like, again, I, I can't emphasize that enough. That is the biggest myth out there. In, in Dungy's case, in Kennard's case, I can tell you some gnarly stories of guys that have turned down money or we gave them a raise for no reason. They didn't ask for one or vice versa. Or mm-hmm. in Dungy's case, he turned down money to stay. We didn't, like, throw money at him to stay with the brace. He was in the middle of a deal. JB and Davey both have taken it off in the middle of a deal. We let them out. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a personal choice for these guys, and we want yeah. to reward them for wearing the brace but not pay them to wear the brace, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it does. You know, back to the Dungy thing, it was his choice. We were super bummed. He, you know, he told us and his agent told us it was just a thing where, you know, new team, new everything. He wanted to try it without and felt like he was a little more comfortable without it. Uh, Brayton told us sort of the same thing, except like more like he just felt like he was more comfortable without it. But they both have basically said that they believe in it. They would recommend it to a friend. They, you know, nothing like that, that they are now non-believers, at least that's what they've told us, but they right. just feel like it's a calculated risk on their part that for whatever it is, a, a tenth, two-tenths, a second a lap, whatever it mm-hmm. is in their head more, that it's worth the risk without it. And, uh, of course, me being in the position I am, an older, wiser, nervous Nelly-type guy, I think I wish they would wear it, especially uh, Dungey I don't know as well, but JB I've known a long time. I wish he'd put the thing back on. I care yeah. about these guys, you know what I mean? So, uh, but it's their choice. At the end of the day, it's like wearing a seatbelt. I can only tell you what I think, what I know, what I've learned, right. what I've talked to the doctors. Don't take my word for it, dude. Call some of the big doctors in the sport. I, I'm not really allowed to mention names, but pretty much any big doctor you can think of in the sport, call and ask their opinion on it. Then that know the mechanics of it and the physics of how it's supposed to work and what it does and, and more importantly, doesn't do with some of these BS rumors that are floating around. And, and ask their opinion. Like I said, don't take my word for it, right. and, but let me, uh, you'd be surprised. Let me ask you this. We, the floor is yours. You're a guest on a show. Uh, there's a lot of other knee, uh, neck braces companies popping up, and uh, like I said, A-Star, Atlas. Uh, why, why should someone choose a Liat? Tell us why. Tell the listeners. Well, <laughs> without getting in too much trouble legally, obviously we have the patent. We're the, originate, mm-hmm. you know, the originator in it, in the technology, and there's things uh, that – that ours does differently than certain ones, and I'm not going to get into which ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess do do things that they shouldn't do. But uh, again, I mean, at the end of the day, and it's been proven out. You can go to the website. Uh, I think it's the Liat uh, Corp website that has the mm-hmm. full disclosure on it with the uh, the patent, and it's a utility patent. And from what I understand, a utility patent is a much broader stroke than just a design patent. In other words. Uh, we pretty much have all the bases covered. They they spent a lot of money making sure, uh, and, and it, again, at the end of the day, no offense to those other guys, and it's hard for me to say because I, I 
known Gabrielle a long time, and I love Alpine Star boots, but they're they're all knockoffs, and some of them, again, I'm not going to say which which one specifically, but some mm-hmm. of them have made changes based on theory or um, what they think feels better on the body or as a former rider or whatever. I think this is better or more comfortable, but those small changes that they're making are throwing the whole dynamics and the whole phys- uh, mechanics of it out of whack and, and mm-hmm. in, in some cases screwing it up bad. So well, you know what? At the, at the end of the day, Paul, this is the way I look at it. I, I'm a believer in your guys' product, hands down, but I'm a believer in the product, a neck brace, period. So if it's if you're if you're really concerned about all these guys best doing and you want them to be the healthiest, so you don't care as long as they wear some kind of neck brace and you're cool with that. You're you're close. You're spot on in uh, in some regard. I, there are a couple of them that I would say if you just couldn't wear a Liap for whatever reason, uh, con, you know, contractual Alpine Star gear deal or something like that, you just can't wear a Liap, and it's literally this particular brace or nothing, I would say, put that brace on. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's like the deal. It's better to wear uh, a shitty helmet than no helmet. Exactly. Okay. I would say certain braces, put it on. If it was that or nothing, definitely put okay. it on. Well, if that's it at was the end other of the, at the end of the day, braces, that, again, that I won't mention, I would say I'd rather see them wear nothing. All right, perfect. Um, so. Yeah, well, well, well said. Uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad it's working out for you. It's cool. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you. like Good I said, I mean, I've, I've been pretty lucky my whole career, dude. I've got to live the dream as a racer, as a team manager, and even now. I mean, we're all, you, me, and Kenny. Well, Kenny, I don't know about and him. And a semi-pro he's, poker he's player. Well, yeah, that's right. Now, we're, we're all fans of the sport. That's why we're here, and we're all lucky enough to do what we love for a living, and I don't take that for granted one single day. Right on, man. So, uh, well, yeah. hey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, you bet. I, hey, Paul, I, got, always, I, I appreciate I, it. I just want to let you know um, we are three hours and five minutes into the show. We're two hours. Oh, Paul did you not like the That's why I walked never. right there, dude. I was just telling somebody the show is painfully long. Somebody just texted me and uh, was painfully. asking me how long it was, and I was like, I don't know, it's like 27 hours or something. I'm just the, uh, painfully no, uh, long. Uh, hey, I, we get – tweets and emails no, saying you, we need to go longer. I know certain fans love that. Yeah. I'm just teasing. No, I know. For me, I have a short attention span. I want to – the fans that right want to be at Supercross and see daytime qualifiers and the show's too right. short, I, I'm a two-hour guy. Go to the movies, get in, get out, and go home, go to bed. I'm old, but I, I, I don't have an attention the only span thing I much like, longer than that. The only thing I do for two hours is make love, make sweet love. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I do to my wife. But, no, uh, yeah, you didn't like the long uh, shows, but, dear. Um, yeah. You know, but I just no, thought, I dude, just like thought. I said, it's working out great for you guys. I couldn't be happier. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I could still be a part of it. I love this stuff. You guys know me. I could bench race all night long too. But I just think we, I wanted to keep it short so we didn't lose guys. But it turns out I was wrong. You guys probably a lot of guys like the longer shows if they, especially if they're like my brother-in-law, they podcast it. They'd like to listen to you guys all day. I'm sure. Right. But one thing that uh, Kenny does that you don't do is Kenny's walked out two shows in a row, and so. <laughs> I heard that. I was reading something earlier. Some guy said on Vital said that you should have such and such call in so to piss Kenny off so he'll walk out so that you could have a meaningful conversation with me. I thought that well, was Kenny, pretty funny. you've been good. You've been good tonight. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's going through some stuff, and so tonight was a mild Kenny. Tonight was, uh, was um, calm Kenny, let's call it, with a K, yeah. calm Kenny. I, got, I, I took two doses of my medicine today. I usually take one. Yeah, yeah. Riddle Kenny, the the uh, the innovator, or what did you oh, guys say? Oh, innovator! No, yeah, innovator of the year. Yeah, innovator yeah. of the year. That was that was sick. And weren't you nominated for team manager of the year? Thank you for recognizing. As well? 
Thank you for recognizing Paul. I'll hey, be, dude, I, I know. I, that's a big right deal. Here. I was nominated three years and freaking almost fell out of my chair every time when they did, so I know what a big deal that is. So congratulations, yeah. Yeah. Thank right. you. Hey, Paul, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, you going this All weekend? Right, Are you going to High Point? No, I am actually no. taking High Point off. I'm going to a big Supercross here in Colorado Springs, two local races in a row for me. And a then, big uh, Supercross in Colorado uh, Springs, Paul? A big that, Supercross in Colorado, right. Colorado Springs. It's a Dr. Pepper race, dude. Yeah, exactly. The 25th annual Pikes Peak Supercross. 25th annual. Can we, can we get a Paul's podium? Yeah. What's that? Can we get a Paul's podium? Paul's podium. Before you, before you leave? For, uh, for what? The Pikes Peak Supercross? No, just give us, give us a Paul podium for the weekend. Don't you remember your old segment? Oh, well, wasn't it like based on uh, like performances from the weekend? Yeah. Yeah, give us. Oh, give my us. God, dude. Well, I made notes. I'm not just like that good. Jeez. Uh, I thought, I, here's one for you. I thought it was sick. In fact, I thought it was insane. I was joking around with my brother in law about this, too. How did nobody, with all due respect to, to Weege and Fro, who I love listening to, despite people critiquing them, I think they do a great job. How did they not call out that Roxon was about to go 2-2 for third overall? That's one of those rare, like, Stan yeah. John Michelle Bell deals. It doesn't happen very often, but they they were about to go 1-3, 3-1, and Roxon was going to get shafted with the rare 2-2 for third overall, and they didn't even mention it until – and then when he fell on the last lap, it didn't matter anyhow, yeah. but yeah. The I same thought way, that was pretty – And the same way they didn't catch Bubba's crash. I mean, it's just the, yeah. the same thing. Well – yeah, and you know what's going on. I mean, you guys know. There's stuff going on. The producers are yelling in their ears. I'm not defending those guys. There's a lot going on. It's easier to oh, bench race and, I know and it you know, them. critique it from home. But those hey, guys, do you still, uh, do you still yeah. keep track of the national numbers? You still doing that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not as fanatical about it as I used to be. My brain just doesn't work anymore. You could go up to Paul Lindsay at round three of the nationals and be like, hey, Paul, <laughs> where am I going to be next year? And he'll be like, you will be in the 21 to 26 range. No, that's a bit exaggerated. Yes. I, I didn't start doing it until like eh, probably five or six rounds from the end. I had a running like a spreadsheet, literally, and I could tell a guy like kind of projected. But it always all hell broke loose at like the last two or three rounds because you'd get guys like coming out of Loretta's and getting points, and it always shuffled guys down. But that's fun to me. I love that. And that and doing that and then calculating the overall scores without the, the computer, I don't know what. Dude, how the I hell do you that. find time to do that? That's one thing do Kenny that. doesn't do. Kenny does not Dude, know I the could, overalls. No. Oh, I love it. I live for it. I'm watching. I'm doing the math in my head when that's, there's you know 15, 10 minutes left to go in the motor. That's mode. what I'm his binders for. That's what Shorty's going to go seven two for third overall. I'm Dude, like, that's what's in the book, like, like in Waterboy. You know, like you remember the movie Waterboy with with uh, what's his name? Happy Gilmore guy. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler yeah. When he's a, Bobby Boucher, when the coach has the green book and he's trying to pull it, that's that book you always have in your hand. It's the fucking writer's points. Overall. So. Overall points. I'm going to try to no, grab those I can do. Those I can do in my head. The, the writer national numbers list, I used to do a spreadsheet on. But the overalls I can do in my head. I just enjoy doing it. It's just fun watching the top 20 and figuring out who's where. And I love it when, like, a freaking uh, 4-9 is the craziest one I've ever seen. Roderick Thane at Hangtown one year. I think it was 2001. 4-9 for third overall. Do the math on that one. No bullshit. Go look it up. All right, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to call you if you're He's wrong. He's going to look Do it up. Do it. 4-9, <laughs> third overall, one only, of the craziest overalls. That's uh, why I love motocross. And the only, reason why, the only reason why you didn't know that is probably on your team, right? No, that was KTM. No, no, he was Suzuki. YOT that year. Or Suzuki. YOT. Oh. It was, yeah, it was on then, YOT. Then it, it was been, either 01 or 02, somewhere in there. Been, then it would have been 02. 01, he was on Suzuki. There you go. 02, 4-9, right. hey. Hangtown, third overall. Thanks, All right, Paul. Thanks, Paul. All right, guys.
See take care. Hey, take uh, care, Paul. All right, everybody. Uh, Lee up, Brace, Paul, Lindsay. Um, coming on. He, he he's passionate about the four nine for third overall. Oh, passionate. <laughs> so that's what we had to deal with. <laughs> well, I didn't have to deal with it. Love this guy right here. He loved that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> love this guy right hey. here. We got voicemails. Yep. All right, dude. Let's do voicemails. 915 okay. almost. These are voicemails. Hey, Steve, please answer this question for me on the air, Russ listeners. Explain to us uh, how you chose Tits to be the guy to be on your show. The reason I ask this is because he's not even really like a super fan of the sport. He hardly goes to any races. Um, you know, you talk about how he sits over there playing on his phone when you're interviewing different riders. It just seems like he's really not that into moto compared to uh, all us other people that like to do and listen. We're enthusiasts. We know the history. And uh, I'm just really kind of surprised that you chose a guy like him that doesn't have much knowledge and background of the sport to be involved with the uh, Pulp Show. I mean, he does an okay job, but it would be nice to have a guy in there that's more enthusiastic and more into it. So anyway, tell us why you chose him of all people. No offense, Tits. Uh, you could do a better job. So work on that. And, uh, hey, Steve, I appreciate everything you do. All your po- uh, podcasts and stuff are great. Thanks for all the work. And, uh, Kenny, I'm a big fan of yours, too. The show would suck without you. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, well, the thing is, is um, you're not a super fan of sport. And I you're, wouldn't and, say that's true. And you're not enthusiastic by nature. That's true. Like you're – Hey, hold on oh, a second. 100%. Time out. Time out. Yeah. Can I, I? I've never asked you this question. Yeah. And tits, don't yeah. take it wrong. How did this happen? Like, how did you know, Peter? How did you? How did this whole thing come about? I, I don't know. You just you told don't know? me. No, I thought I told you. No, I just came here one day and he was there. <laughs> and you're all, hey, this is Peter. He's gonna be answering the phones. I'm like, hey, what's up? No, and his, you said we got to get someone to answer the phones. I, yeah, okay, yeah. I remember. That was. Uh, and then I didn't know. And then you said, right. hey, we're gonna have this guy come and answer the phones. I said, sweet. Yeah. I never asked you where he came from. No, yeah, you never did. No. So, okay, so but it was your idea to get a phone call, and it was right. It was a good call to to have a guy. Get okay, yeah. so so now, where did Peter come from, and what's the connection? Uh, I thought we'd have uh, JT. Welcome back. Um, what's up, uh, t- Peter Tits? Do you want to do you want to explain how sure. that thing came about? Sure. A uh, couple years ago, my bro emailed Steve wanting to know if he would come to lunch for my birthday. So we uh, met up, had yeah. lunch. And uh, the rest is history. He I, he was obviously charmed by my uh, sparkling personality and you know all that that comes with. I and, was his uh, I was his birthday gift. I popped true. out of a cake, <laughs> speedos. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that, yeah. that's it. His, they live that, that, close that, by that's here. How we met, yeah. And I the brothers seen the me at the dog park a few times and then mm-hmm. emailed me and then I felt kind of weird meeting these dudes for for lunch that I'd never seen before, but it was a free lunch, so mm-hmm. you know. I'm not going to pass that and you And when he walked in, you're like, fuck, it's a big dude. It's going to eat a lot. We're going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Good well, Mexican my, place. My, my brother was paying, so I didn't care. So, uh, Wait, is your, is your brother a super fan? Yeah. He doesn't listen anymore, though. Too much swearing. Yeah, too much swearing. He doesn't listen anymore. But he still, you know, watches the races every week and yeah. follows the sport and everything. But, so then, we need... The, what this caller doesn't realize is we live in Las Vegas. Right. So, and also, the position of phone... Your position... I don't think I'd want a super fan. Yeah. Because right, then you we're, guy, we're yeah. doing the show. It's Kenny and I. 
And if a super fan, like, was sitting in your spot, maybe a super fan wouldn't want to answer the calls and do the dirty work. Sure. Now, I wouldn't say that I'm not a super fan. I just I don't would. go gaga over stuff. Well, maybe I guess. JT? The, tits super fan? Ryan Dungey super fan. <sighs> for sure. I mean, he didn't even know. He's, he's, last week he said James Stewart raced in 2001. Oh, all right. Now, obviously, I don't study the sport, but, you know, whatever. Uh, um, so that's how it came to be. There's, so that, a, there's a difference, though. Not, not all super fans are really knowledgeable about the right. sport. I, I think he's really into it. He's just not uh, as knowledgeable as some of the others, maybe. Right. I don't well, know. Um, it's, hard, and, it's hard to question how his dedication for Ryan Dungey was. And that's also, the epitome <laughs> of a super fan. Let's, let's face it, too. Um, we, it's not like anybody can do the job. We live in Vegas, and tits, you know, I mean, how would we find somebody? We put an ad in the paper. Hey, you know, me a skull screener. Work, make, make sure you work for very little money. So, must love dogs. Must, <laughs> must love dogs and tattoos. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I think you do a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't, you wouldn't have had me back last year or this year. Well, there whatever. was an internal review right. among all of us. No, there wasn't. It was more sure, like, there was. It was more like, just, just say there was. It was more like, hey, Tish, you want to do this again next year? Uh, yep. Yep. Good enough. And then he asked for an iPad, and that almost broke the whole deal apart. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I don't think we'd want a super fan, per se, in that spot. You got to do the gir- dirty work and grind it out. Yeah. So, that's how this guy, that's how you got the job. No, I, I love the sport. You know, I followed it for a long time. I don't study it, you know, whatever, but I feel He does like... seem to be needy lately, though, Kenny. Needy? I think he does. You know what? I think he's hung in there awesome for all the bashing he gets from me. Well, he almost you. quit a couple months into it. Now, you almost quit that one night. What, what's your definition of almost? Because I've never. You stormed out of here very angry without saying a word. Yeah, that's true. What happened? But you. No, he, he's just. Me? Whatever, man. I At the beginning, you know, I didn't know where I stood with anybody, and you guys would bash me on the show or say stuff, and I'm just kind of like, you know, my, my feelings were hurt. I'm not going to lie. Are you going to come give me Crap. a hug? Yeah. Kenny's hugging him. Kenny's hugging tits. Oh, uh, li- live nice. on the air. Oh, oh that's uh, yes. Thank you. His feelings I'm were hurt. I'm over it. I'm sorry, tits. Thank you. His feelings were hurt. No, but I, I've never actually. <laughs> it's funny. I never actually thought about quitting. I mean, if I you never got any text saying, "Hey, you know, this isn't going to work out" or anything like that. Well, I heard. Uh, well, the problem is, is you, you oh. and the, you don't tell. You just talk to Swisscore and Moser and all the Dream Teamers. Just talk to each other, and you were very upset. I, I, it's possible, yeah. probable. Hey, maybe. Yes, don't, sir. Don't feel bad. I get made fun of every day, all yeah. day. No, no. I've learned. I mean, lately, other than last week when I had those two bonehead questions in a row, I mean, I've been taking it in stride. It hadn't been a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I've learned. He seems kind of needy though lately. How do you say that? Well, Kenny, what was he asking for? Gloves? Ask commercial break. Dude, I give tits whatever he wants. He's my guy. He's the producer. He makes us look good. Yeah. Wait for it. Love, Love this guy right here. <laughs> 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 Gotta get team tits all the way, bro. <laughs> yeah, team all right. tits. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move voicemails on. All right, sorry. Dude, what the hell? What kind of fucking show was that? Dude, Steve, if you're 70% of the show, you should be ashamed of yourself. That show last week was shit. And Kenny, <laughs> dude, stop with the fucking Carmichael ego, buddy. Uh, yeah, I get it. You and him, bud, and the whole nine yards. But dude, Carmichael was the most conceited motherfucker that ever threw his leg, ever threw his a leg over a bike. You know what? He should be. He was the goat, the greatest of all times. Dude, watch his NASCAR interviews. 
he was nice and humble. You know why? Because he was getting his ass kicked by privateers in the NASCAR rings. And by the way, stay the fuck out of that chat room. Nobody in the chat room's ever done 30 plus two. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Talking about. By the way, you're the innovator of the year. You know what the fuck is up. Now, Steve, we talked about you mouthing off to people while you were doing the interviews. Dude, stop and keep your mouth shut. Let people talk. You're doing so good there, but now you're cutting people up. You're like fucking Michael Essie out there, right? He's fucking side to side, taking everybody out. Dude, go back to scrubbing. <laughs> write the shit down. Let people get the thoughts out. Then ask your questions. <laughs> Bitch, you fucking rock. Thanks for always letting wow. me get through to ask questions. Wow. <laughs> That's that. That, that was amazing. That guy wins, dude. That guy needs. That guy. That, that guy. Was awesome. If you're listening, caller, whoever you are, you please, please, please need to call us. Call again. If this call was Jim Rum Show, we would rack him for sure. What does oh. that mean? What is that? Come on, you don't know what that means. I don't know. What I, that means. I don't know. Neither what it means. do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. The guy was very angry. Yeah. But I love how he bagged on us and then said, "Tits, you rock." Yeah. He, he ripped totally me. Came ripped out you. Of left field, yeah. But hey, but tits, you rock. Generally speaking. I, I, I liked the voice one before that, but that was just the icing on the cake. No, the guy was good. That, was, that yeah. was good. What was the other one? The guy with the t- asking the tits question. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was hey, awesome. What, I, I Jason, got... what was that rack thing you were talking about? Put it on the uh, Just on Jim Rum Show, it's like great calls. It, he just always says rack them, like every time, if you have a great call. Rack them. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up, Papa Mex Moto Masters? This is Scott Garrison from South Carolina calling in. Just want to say thanks for the opportunity to try out my hand in the contest for the Race Tech suspension. Definitely helped push my 13-hour workday in. The only bummer was that my dad and brother got to fly out of South Carolina to Colorado. Just so happened they made the race. But you know what? I got live TV coverage, and besides the rainstorm, it's been awesome. All right, guys, have a good day. Just want to say thank you again. Ben Max, what's up? Uh, two things real quick this week. Uh, one, I just want to say something about fuel. I mean, I love that these guys got uh, live coverage and everything. That's awesome. But can they please get with the times? I mean, compared to Speed's coverage or uh, NBC's coverage, uh, I don't know if their cameras are old or their broadcasting is old, but, man, it's like watching 80s. It's just not clear and just not current. And uh, next is... Uh, Stewart going down. I mean, I hope he's okay and everything and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I guess we're going to be talking about Dunge finally. I mean, can we give this guy some credit? I mean, Stewie this, Stewie that, Yamaha, JGR, Suzuki, blah, 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 whatever. Dunge is riding the KTM. Does everybody forget this? I mean, the guy is riding the bike. That has not proven anything here. And he's riding the wheels off the thing. Um, I think it's a bigger story myself. I mean, shit. I think put Dunge on a, a Yamaha, and he might even be better than that KTM. I don't know. Uh, just, man, can, can a guy get some credit when credit's due? Uh, that's it, man. Guys, keep up the good work. Hey, what's up, guys? Dunge, is, Dunge deserves all the credit. Dunge was awesome. I think you've said as much. I don't know. I feel like we have. I know that you've written it. Right? Yeah, you said it, you know, last year. Guy, before guy won't even come on the show. The fastest 2 2 in the history of the sport right? or something like that. Yeah. Right? JT? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel that you want to turn the sport into People Magazine. And um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm on Dungeon Fun. Oh, I like that quote. Uh. Guys, I had a question for Steve here. I was listening to the 
the post-trade oh, wait, interview wait, wait, wait. with... The, the, uh, last guy, the last guy asked about the Fuel TV thing. It's the same cameras and the same crew doing both motos no matter what network it's on. Same with CBS and Speed. Same guys, same cameraman, same guys from Supercross. Allied Ally Sports film crew does it. Like the whole film crew, it's the same production company. It's and they just yeah. yeah, they just sell so, it. If you notice, Fro and, and those guys, all they do is switch their shirts. So if you don't like the Fuel TV, it's because the Fuel, whatever they're using to telecast the show, is their problem. Maybe you don't have Fuel HD. You know, I don't think Fuel comes. Does Fuel come in HD? I don't get it. Not not on not so. on Dish. It does on DirecTV. Oh, but not on Dish. Yeah, I'm a Dish. It's really annoying, guy. actually. Yeah. Pookie's mad at me right now. I just cut all the movie channels. Oh really? Save me sixty bucks a month. It's a lot of money. She's not Dude, how happy. how gnarly is it? We're talking about how shitty it is without HDTV now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like ten years ago. <laughs> oh, I hate the live motos uh, on Fuel. Oh man, it sucks. It's terrible. Before I used to have to call one eight hundred INF Moto <laughs> to find out results. Yeah. Do the uh, do the Cabana TVs have HD? <laughs> no, they don't, dude. Ooh. They don't. Oh, what no, a bummer! Rough. Did you hear about them getting kicked out for Beach Boys last week? Yeah, I did. I was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did, uh, what did how did it go with Burner? Did he throw me under the bus? Totally. <laughs> no, nah, he was all right. Um, he's pretty exciting. I mean, Burner's Bern- really action packed. He's he's got to work on his interview skills more. Turner's a great guy. <laughs> wasn't good. He's up the intensity. Yeah. Maybe it was too late there in the East Coast, you know? Burner's Burner. You know Burner. Burner's classy. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a night owl. He, he for sure wasn't. Oh, okay. Wasn't sleeping, I don't think. Yeah. Well, he didn't seem huh. to. But right. you know what? I, I, I did a post-race interview with him uh, and asked him all about you in that post-race interview. So I figured yep. that's on pulpomex.com. So I figured I would keep that kind of out of this interview. Plug, plug. You know? So you buy the yep. app. If you buy the app for $1.99, you will get the post-race interviews. Yeah. So go buy that app so Steve can m- get his cable back and buy more movies for his wife. 60 bucks a month, bro. Saving it. That's all you need is 60 buyers. Yeah. Right on. I switch. I, I, I have to pay Swiss Corps half. Valley race, and he gets about a minute into the interview, and then all of a sudden goes, whoa, dude, no way. And then there's like 10 seconds of silence. And then you guys start the interview again. I was just wondering what the hell happened. Did somebody come up and try to grab some, something of Jake's or somebody come ask for an autograph or something? He seemed really, really perturbed at whoever came up and did something. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Thanks. Uh, speaking of the Postways podcast, he's talking about the one I did with Weimer. We were in the Cowie Rider Lounge upstairs when I did the interview, and there was a NASCAR race on, and there was a big crash in the NASCAR race. And so he was watching that crash instead of talking to me so that's all it was hey steve Ken, kenny tits and pookie it's benny here from the uk uh guys i have a couple of subjects i was hoping you would discuss on the show tonight first one being james stewart's crash at lakewood the photographer had to be a distraction right the guy was going so fast coming over a blind double to see the photographer on the track had to be a distraction to cause him to cross ruts i'd love your opinions on that second area hurlings and his takeout on Tonus and his constant fade-overs on the start. I'd love to hear your opinions on the guy. Personally, I think he's a prick, uh, and he's going to have a, a very bad reaction come the British Grand Prix. British, British. Can't wait to see it. Love your opinions. Great show. Speak to you soon. Many thanks. Now, Cheers, guys. See ya. That guy sounds like a Brit, and he's, <laughs> he's, pissed, off. he's pissed off at a fellow Brit. Uh, now, this blew me away, JT. Uh, Jeff Hurlings is not a Brit. 
<laughs> Perlings is Dutch. No, yeah. oh, okay. He's for Searle, Hurling's main competition. Oh, Searle, 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 Searle. Sorry, sorry. So, My bad. Uh, I don't. I... I, this blew me away before commercial or during commercial. Can so, you... Hurling's is the dude that took did the takeout? Of Tonus. Uh, yeah. Tonus. Not, okay. of, not okay. of Searle. I thought it was Searle took the guy out. Not Okay, I get those two guys mixed up. I know. Cowie, Dutch. <laughs> yeah, Dutch. KTM. English guy. Cowie, know, English. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they probably wear Ocelot gear. The other guy wears UFO. So, so. Kenny said to me during the commercials, what's up with that takeout of Hurlings? And I almost fucking fell down because that's GPs. And yeah. we know how Kenny feels about that. What did you think of that move, though? That was dirty. I Dude, I haven't he, seen it. Yeah, he said he oh. hasn't seen it. I, I told he, you I didn't see it. JT, I, I did a, you see it? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So stupid. What What was he? Th- he's dating Tonus's sister. Yeah, I don't know. What did I say? I mean, what did, wait, what did I say man. to you after you told me that? When you're all, yeah, and he's dating his sister. And what did I say, Steve? Still. Still? Still. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm gonna, dad. I'm going to pull this up on YouTube for uh, Watson to watch, but. JT bad, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you wonder what the backstory is. If you know what I mean, because that was that was bad. There would be there would be a serious confrontation in the pits <laughs> if I was Tona. <laughs> I mean, that's so uncalled for. What would Frank do? What would Frank do? Frank probably wouldn't do anything, but I would probably go ride my bike right into his. Uh, Whatever, whatever he's got there. I don't his, know what they race out of Sprinter box. Van or whatever. It's his Sprinter Van. Uh, yeah, dude, really? It's a, I mean, dude, he just ran him wide, dude. It looks like his front <laughs> wheel got caught on that rut. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let me look at this again. The, the, it looked about as blatant as can be. Ran, the dude just didn't even turn. He like almost he, looked over at him, kind of. Yeah, too. He, he did hey, look over afterward, but I don't know what to, I don't know what Hurlings is doing, but he's not making many friends with Mm-mm. many people. Hey, you didn't uh, play uh, Spenny, whatever his name is, the dude from the UK? That was it. Oh, that was it? Yeah, he said Spenny from UK. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah, oh, n- man, see, I, I, was, I was way off on that one. No, I heard him, but I thought he said Benny, and then I was thinking Oh, we had guy, a Benny from guy. the UK and a Spenny from the UK, yeah. Well, I thought his uh, name was Spencer. Well, his name is Spencer, but anyway, I'm JT, sorry. JT, are you listening to this? Are you, are you? Yeah, I... I my bad. Oh, I was rambling. Benny, is this guy? Benny. Is this guy teammates with? Uh, Don't worry about it. Is he on the same team as Osborne? Tonus is yes. Tonus, yeah. yeah Tonus yeah. is yeah. Is Tonus the dude that was here with with him no. a couple years ago? No. Who's that guy? That was a British guy. Okay. I don't know who that was. Remember? Where's Tonus from? Switzerland. Why? Why does this matter? <laughs> I'm trying to educate myself a little bit, Steve. Just ask me about the takeout. What do you think of the takeout? Pretty gnarly. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of looked like he had him. You know, he didn't have to do that. He could have went to the inside. He had him pushed out. You know what I mean? I don't think that. Yeah. Uh, but hey, yeah, kind of dirty. Hey, Kenny. Um, yes, yeah, Steve. I found it hilarious that you retweeted uh, something about the media because Kurt Bush, Kurt Bush stole your buddy Ricky's monster money, and and he's being an asshole. Which I guess that's what kind of what he does, right? Like he's kind of. I, I don't know. I don't even know the dude, but yeah, but he's got a lot of trouble. He's getting. I'm just saying, if you don't, if you don't. But that's what your guy. That's the same as Ricky does to me, or Hanny to me. No, so, I'm saying what uh, he says about the fans and his sponsors. That's what I meant. Like, well, but the the, the how the, do the, how the, do the fans get in contact with the riser through the media? How do sponsors? How do sponsors? Get no, in touch and you're with saying it? your teammate. Who in the hell you're talking about? My teammates aren't like that. Josh Hansen? He won't talk to me. 
Dude, you're the only media guy that those two guys won't talk to. They talk to everybody else. Okay? He he what he did was he cut out all the media. He didn't do what he needed to do. That's like you he know wanted to beat up a media member. Kurt Bush did. Okay. More than one. I don't know. So Um, I just found it ironic. Yeah, then you're all you wasn't, wasn't Kyle the guy that really they wanted to deal? Like they obviously did a deal with Kurt too, but it was more Kyle, I think. Why was that Monster was why? the inter- interested in. Well, it, Kyle rides for drives for JGR. Yeah, but it's his, it's a, the it's uh, nationwide deal. Yeah, it's Kyle. Kyle's the team owner. Oh, he is. Kyle's the team yeah. owner, and he hired his brother. To do... Exactly. Oh, I didn't know that. Blood is thicker. Uh, hey, Kenny, call for you, Michael. Yes. You got something to ask Watson? Yes. Because since you hung up on me, was there is there any way I could get like X game tickets or anything like that? Oh, this is the the dude. This is the fly racing guy. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> well, all right. Can you hook the guy up or no? I mean, you hung up on him twice. You can't get X Games tickets. They're fucking. They're, they're, they're free, aren't they? The innovator, bro. <laughs> the innovator, bro. <laughs> all you gotta do is call Ticketmaster and tell them. Oh, you're gonna innovate that? I'm gonna innovate that. X Games is free, guy. Uh, hey, you know, you know Dave Die. No, who's that? Is you know, you know Dave Dias. His uh, his mom, his family, his family was one of the starters of Ticketmaster. Yeah, his mom got us some sweet tickets. You're wondering a few times. Yeah, she got us tickets yeah. to the U2 show at Staples Center. It was a, it was a double header, and me and Pookie went on the wrong night. The night after our tickets were good for. That was awesome. We were like row four. You know what? Dave Dawes. Dave Dawes. Dave. Mom is one of the raddest, nicest ladies ever. She is such Sherry, a nice. She yeah, is such a nice lady. Right. Dave won't do the show. Won't do the show. And she's married to Bill West, who was one of the originators of Supercross. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. All tied together. Well, Bill Lawrence porked Pingree's sister, and <laughs> and Pingree porked his sister. You want to talk about small worlds, <laughs> right? I think if you want to go down that avenue, we could be here all night. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Um, <laughs> X brand goggle tear off segment. Let's do it. I got questions for JT and for Kenny Watson. These are brought to you by X brand goggles. The goggle of choice of Kyle Chisholm, Zach Osborne, Kevin Stribos. And it sounds like Cole Thompson needs to get some X brands because he's having some vision problems. Michael Essie may or may not wear the frames with the Terminator lenses. Ready? You're just supposed to do it. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. JT. I'm here. Ready? 15 seconds or less. Punch in look on more uh, as a code, xbrand.com, thexbrand.com, and save yourself some big money. By the way, exciting news in the world of X-Brand. Oh. At the end of this month, we have our 2013 styles coming in. Oh. Wow. And they are hot. (laughs) I haven't seen them. (laughs) <laughs> but they're going to be. Yeah, and that's gonna, a given. They're going to be hot. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know who else may or may not be using the X brand frames? Jake Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I I always thought about that. Like I always like I I just like I just <laughs> lost sleep when I was going. Since Alessi doesn't wear them, do you think Jake Canada's wearing them? Wow, that's good to know. Good to know. What about Jeff Alessi? When he actually does ride. Know. You know what kind of goggles he's wearing right now? I can beer, promise you. Beer, go- beer goggles. Beer goggles. 
Um, hey, buddy. Hey. God, dude, he's got his Lizzo sound drops, bro. Hey, pretty good show tonight. Not too great. <laughs> yeah, Ackerman. That's my guy right JT, there. JT, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know. You guys are funny. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. I, apologize. I take it back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is James Stewart done for the year? Yes. Five point eight seconds. Hey, we had Paul Lindsay on earlier before you, and he was uh, he he did not take a side in many things that he talked about. Shocker. Very neutral. Yeah, very neutral. He says he doesn't. Is, li- is he still is he still the rightful owner of the Moto Show? Yes, yes. <laughs> he that is one thing he insisted on taking was the name, and unfortunately, I gave it to him. How is that enterprise coming? <laughs> He has plans though. That was the the best part of our conversation when Paul said, "You know what? I really want to give you guys props and what you guys are doing with sound drops and stuff. That's stuff I wanted to do." I was thinking, really? He had nothing to do with nothing but talk shop. He's like the guy that's saying, "You know, when that that iPod came out, it just blew my mind. I totally thought of that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the best part is that Jim Holly goes and then they do their deal and they call it the Moto Show and he doesn't do anything about it. Yeah, because the Moto Show was. Oh, a- that's all. It's all in the. It's all in the courts. So there'll be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's big things. They're waiting the- judgment on that. Uh, Ask Paul. He has big funny. plans. The big Moto plans. Show was a, the name was originally owned by Doc Bodner. Right. He had a Moto Show uh-huh. in San Diego uh-huh. on the radio. When we we came up with the Moto Show name, I came up with the Moto Show name, a real original. I know. Right. We asked Bodner if we could use the name. He said he didn't care. So then, when Paul was leaving, he said, "Hey, I really want to keep the name the Moto Show." Even though I came up with it, I said, "Okay, go ahead." Thinking my mouth, it's actually Bodner's, but yeah, go ahead, take it. <laughs> it's like it's like me coming up with a burger called the Big Mac, and then right, yeah, sure, you can have that name, Paul. Sure, yeah, go right uh, on ahead. You uh, should rename the show Loveline. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Motomingle.com, JT. You're single. <laughs> Moto Mingle. Yeah, you're single, right, JT? What is that? Do they meet up at Star West? No, it's a real. It's a site. It's a love connection site. For uh, we should let's do that. Was that an email or was that a? It was an email. That, okay. That's a real thing. I would if I ever met a girl, I would want her to never know what a dirt bike is, let alone what I said. meet her on a motocross chat room. What, bring her to the races, maybe. Yeah, you're out there riding, and she's over there fucking blowing the guy on the fucking in the lights <laughs> class. And you come back, and she's got a free J Law shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where were you at? Oh, I was over there. I watched. What I get? Oh, you got 14th. No, I DNF. I came back yeah. with a truck early, and you weren't here. <laughs> Jizz on her and stuff. Why do you oh, smell wow. like weed? Yeah. What? He said, "Why do you guys smell like weed?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one uh, thing you don't want to do. Motomingle.com. Let's let's put you on there, JT, and see what kind of responses. This you site's get. funny. I don't I think just pulled so. it up. Oh, you pulled it up? Yeah, it's funny looking. You can can we get JT in there? You think? I don't see why not. I guarantee you, there's like 800 dudes and two, two chicks. <laughs> can you go? Can you look? And they, and they both ride. Sarah, Sarah Price is on here. I don't know if it's the Sarah Price, but no, it is. One. Yeah, she's sponsored by him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that is go. really her. How many? How many people are? Do they have? I don't know. I wish I was single right now. I'd sign up. Look on more. Look on more, dude. Look on more. <laughs> look on more. I'm probably on so many other sites right now. Yeah, I don't even know about because. Uh, but yeah, um, look on more. Give us some updates, Tits. Is it like females seeking? Is there females seeking females? It won't let you do anything unless oh. you sign in or, or like, subscribe. Because those whatever. lesbians, remember those ones that were jumping, living in their car? Yeah, 
wonder if they're on there. <laughs> we need, you need. Did you ever have those two on the show? No, I could have though. I think I forgot. We should have brought him in studio and had him make out and shit. That would have been <laughs> rad. <laughs> Tits's brother for sure would never listen again. <laughs> uh, we had when we had G- Gigi in here and she took pull off her top and changed shirts. That was awesome. Tits didn't even look. Tits yeah. was scared to look. They got this thing locked down tight. You can't view any profiles or anything without signing in. We, so we should, we should make a profile then for JT. Well, absolutely. Can we make Why a, did it have to be for me? Cause we're, because I'm, I'm in a dedicated relationship. As I'm married. Is, as is Kenny. You're the only one who's left. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, you're telling me that you <laughs> Make one for Fred. <laughs> the Bassett? Fred the dog. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're telling me that you couldn't put in there, hey, uh, one of the perks of g- getting with me is uh, – you can come out and hang out with uh, all these top pro racers. You don't yeah. think that would... T- just put in there, uh, best fr- I'm really good friends with Chad Reed, too. I might be able to take him swinging by the house once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that situation. I know, but it would just, it'd, it'd just be funny so we could just clown all the people that are on it. Does Hanny have a chick? Can we make a profile for Hanny? Oh, dear. Uh-huh. Wasn't Hanny engaged at one point or something? No, I don't know. I don't know. Stewart's uh, fiance. It's called his wife. She's around. Married. She's at every race. I don't know that they got married. That's because you're not a super fan. I don't know fan. if they're married or not, but they were engaged. You I know get, she's still at every race. You didn't, get, you didn't get your invitation, Tits? I guess not. I'm a little hurt. Hey, JT. Uh, second question, hey, expand Goggle Tarot segment. Give me your most surprising rider in the 250 and the 450 classes. Most surprising rider so far this season. Most surprising 450... I'll say Nico Izzy. Mm-hmm. Most surprising 250. Um, wow, that's tough. I, I don't really have one. Everybody's kind of been doing what I expected. Uh, Even Jay Kennedy, huh? Yeah, I mean. Expand goggles. Can we change his name to Jake America? No, we can't. Then he would be Captain America, ding dong. What? Hmm. I don't have one. I can't really. I honestly had nobody's really stood out. Watson, honestly, give me look at these things and give me. Don't name it. You can't name Mick Izzy, but give me your most surprising riders. Two fifty, four fifty. Go. Um, I I would have to. I would have to agree with him. I would say Derek Anderson. In the four fifty, just because that's the only name that I've seen there that I don't know <laughs> that got sixteenth this weekend. Cole Thompson. Jesse Nelson. I'll take. I'll take Ooh, uh, long, you missed it. You can't take Justin. Yeah, I, I would. I would say. Too late. I, I would say Jake Canada. I mean, Jake Canada is in a solid tenth place in the points. And Tedesco, Swanepoel, Johnson, or Anderson, Baker, Hewitt, Nelson, Martin. He's just looking for Freeberg. One. They're all. I behind agree. Him. I agree. He's been riding really well. I just as strong as he was in Supercross, it's not a shocker to me. That's all. Okay. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He was just killing it in Supercross, so I'm not that surprised. That makes any sense. Okay. All right. Let's bring Goggle Tarot segment. He only had two questions. No, I had one for you. Is Stuart done? And then JT's most surprising. No, and that Stuart, Stuart, Stuart Dunn wasn't mine. That that was for JT. Yeah, I just said three total. Me. Yeah, for JT. Uh, okay. You asked. I mean, do you want me to question. ask you some questions, Kenny? Nope. Hey, what about Kenny's corner? That that went out the window. It we did. That was dead. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, sucked. just because did we name everybody? Did we? I think we might have. We might have. I really liked that segment. Yeah, th- there were ones that he could have done, but uh, for the sake of being nice, he didn't. 
No, there are so what would you do for the bonus app podcast? Yeah, that's when you Tell blow those. people out. That's yeah. what you. That's what we're talking about. No one listens to those anyways, Kenny. I know. <laughs> JT, high point this weekend. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's on Saturday. Weather should be good. <laughs> are you racing? Um, are you coming to the pool? I uh, yeah. Hopefully it'll be uh. Hopefully it'll be better. Can't be much worse. So I don't know. I, I like that track. So. All right. Just trying to re- redeem myself a little bit, I guess. What about this Moto Mingle thing? I think I feel like we could do something <laughs> about this. Moto Who like started we, this? I feel like deal. we could have fun oh, with this. Who was the email from? Was it just from the site? No, it's from a, a lady who owns it or starts it or runs it okay. or something. It's crumpled up over by you. Should we have her on the show? Yeah. You want to? Yeah. Maybe, maybe one Fitz, of us can un- get a free uh, premium subscription to it. I'm not going to say who, but... We'll just throw it out there. We should find someone that needs love mm-hmm. and see if they can hook up through Moto Mingle. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have like updates and stuff. And yeah. Maybe like we'll, we'll make a connection. Hey, let's go. Let's wrap this thing up. We're going on four hours. It's true. Wow. Kenny, calling shots now. Wait, what's my uh, 30%? I thought this was Steve's show. 20%. What's that, JT? I thought this was Steve's show. It is. Shh, don't get him going. He's like a... He's like a fucking bee's nest, and it's fine right now. Do not hit the bee's nest. Do not a hit bee's it. nest. Yeah. Isn't that a beehive? Hornet's nest. Suck it, JT. <laughs> hey, uh, good luck this weekend, JT. Um, All right, we'll be thanks. pulling for you. Um, do you need a Pulpamex rock form case this weekend, by the way? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, My uh, mechanic's been, been uh, pestering me. All right, I'll, I'll have Steve bring one for you this weekend. Oh, I will bring one All for right, you. Th- all right, sweet. Thanks. Uh, see you bud <laughs> thanks JT right, see you uh, thanks everybody for listening thanks to our guests Paul Lindsay Cole Thompson Jeff Ward Michael Byrne and JT for coming on btosports.com use the word, code word Steve save yourself some big money uh, X-Brand Goggles FMF Racing Fly Racing Fly Racing gave away a set of gear tonight yeah Tech One Designs gave a set of graphics away yep Race Tech gave away all sorts shit of ton stuff. of stuff yeah uh, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivint, Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate. Race. The Vivint cameras aren't working in my house because I changed my Ooh, network, you know? Uh-huh. And then I tried to reconnect to the network and it didn't work. And the other day I'm sitting downstairs with basically nothing on. And all of a sudden the camera goes. Oh. It picked up the network. Just all uh-huh. the, just fucking freaked me out. I'm like, where is that sound? I didn't know where the sound was coming from. Uh-huh. Anyways, very scary. Um, Maybe someone's watching in on you. Mm-hmm. Kenny, are you here next week? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully we got some news for you, Steve. What do you mean? Hopefully we got some news. It's breaking news, you know, for People Magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to our guests. We're going to be back next week for with a hell of a show. Tits, thanks for, uh, for doing everything. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Love this guy right here. See ya. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.